You are watching the vodka stream. Boop! What is happening, everybody? It is Friday. Time to relax. We got through the week. What is happening? Uh, looks like it's a little quiet out there. Hold on. What the heck? What is that looking like that? What now? Make it clear. Am I blurry? I'm not blurry, am I? I don't know if I adjust the camera pretty. Yeah, there we go. It's better. What's happening, everybody? Who's out there? Let's talk. Talk to me. Oh, of course, the first one had to be you. Oh, I really don't even want to talk about it. I don't even really want to talk about it. But, uh, you know, but I know it's going to get brought up. We're going to have to talk about it. It's just not the way that you want to see it end. That's big time. What's going on, Luke? We've got Jason here. Hello, Mom. What's going on there, Mr. Abel? Good to see you. Ahoy, hoy. That's right. DC Phantom Eve, man. Right on the eve. As a Dodgers fan, props to your team. I love a squad. Let's do it again. I know. Let's do it again. And uh, let's fire some of those uh, those umpires, especially uh, the guy behind the plate, man. Jeez. Going on, Rhett. Good to see you, buddy. Ugh. Well, the film junkies here. Hail. Oh, we got Mr. Nicotine Andre. How's it going, buddy? Let's have a happy vodka stream. I know. I'm like, I'm ready to do some drinking after that. After last night. Jeez. Tell you what. <laughs> Man, I tell you. Yeah, fire all those umpires, please. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's also on Peacock. Yeah. I know I don't have Peacock, but I, I wanted to see it in the theaters. But you know, it it was what it was. You know, nothing too crazy. <laughs> Got Mr. William Powell here, Cletalian. Good to see you. Manifesting. I'm sure we'll get something. We'll get something, some kind of footage. I think. I think we're going to get some costume reveals, but we'll talk about all that. What's going on, Josh? How you doing, Mr. Valle? Drinking it up. Drink it up manifest manifest uh, i'm going with the um smith works today guys american made vodka from the heartland water from lake fort smith corn uh let's see yeah water from lake fort smith corn from kansas missouri and oklahoma so america Ugh, i need i need i need a big drink after last night jeez all right Yes, the game sucked. Now, I'm not saying, not saying that the uh, that the Giants would have like came back and won, but that was a bullshit fucking call. That was bullshit. Okay, that was not the way to end it. It was just, it just, it, it just left a bad taste in your mouth. He clearly did not go around. He clearly did not go around. Cheers, guys. Happy Saturday, Friday. Not quite there yet. He clearly did not go around. But at the same time, I can uh, internalize and say that the Giants weren't playing like the Giants. But then again, the pitching was top-notch. And the pitching both sides was top-notch. It was a lot. There's a lot that was happening with that game. I, I had a feeling it was going to be a pitcher's duel, and it was. And then all of a sudden, I know Bellinger just all of a sudden had to be like, uh, get a quick bat going on in there, right? Jeez, I tell you, it's ridiculous. But uh, that's just not the way. When it got to the ninth and Scherzer came in, man, I tell you, I, I was like, uh, 
I had I was not confident. I didn't feel confidence. It's never good when you don't feel confident in your team that had the best record in baseball. Isn't that weird? But I wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling the vibe. Wasn't really feeling the vibe when going into that last inning and it just didn't work. And then and then just to go out, just to have the last out be a check swing that was clearly not a check swing. And mind you, this umpire was calling bad strikes on both sides, mainly the Giants, it felt like. But there was like a lot of questionable calls. I hope that guy got reamed i don't even know who was behind the plate i hope he got reamed and just like got a highlight reel of all the bad all the balls that he called strikes yesterday Ugh, Ugh. it was gross man ah uh, don't give me this karma crap no give me this karma crap fucking dodger fans you just swear you dodger fans that's why i just was like all right i'm not gonna check my twitter I was like, I kind of left. I didn't want to like be on Twitter because, you know, <sighs> damn Dodger fans to tell you. Not my mom or my dad. They were pretty cool. They were all right. They were fine. But man, I tell you what, I was seeing stupid. Yeah, I just see, see some of this stuff on there and I'm like, yeah, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Tell you. As a brace. Yeah, well, I'll be rooting for the Braves. <laughs> Uh, I'll be rooting for the Braves. I might be. I don't know. Maybe. And again, you know, I'm one of those people that would, uh, I could just uh, be like, all right, let's, uh, all right, if the Giants aren't going to do it, then fine, I'll let the Dodgers do it. Dodgers might do it. I mean, I think that was going to be their most, if, if anything, that might be their most challenging. They might power through the Braves pretty easily. Not easily, but they might power through the Braves a lot easier than they than the Giants. You know, just imagine if that was an if that was a seven game series. Whoo, man! I tell you, yeah, the Braves, the Braves, they might power through them pretty easily. Root for the Braves. What's going on, man? But it was just it was just very disappointing. Very disappointing. That was just not the way I wanted to. You know. To go out like that, it was just, uh, that just left a bad taste in your mouth. I mean, anybody, I mean, if it was the opposite, come on, that would have been god awful to go out to, to lose a game like that. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But, you know, what can he do? Next season, the good thing is, is everybody was ruling the Giants out from the get-go they were ruling them to be like uh, one of the worst teams in baseball and they ended up getting the best record in baseball and talk about a dramatic finish to the season that's for sure so what's going on we are venom what's up bud braves are gonna blow blow a three-run lead oh oh, that's right there are they playing right now or what's going on there's like a what's the score right now with uh with the uh the first game of the championship series Let's see. I meant to check that score, but I was in such a rush. That's why I don't I don't have the vodka lounge set up today because well, I mean I went to I went and saw Halloween Kills. I went and saw Halloween Kills right after work. So did that, got some food, got got the bottle, and then I I recorded that video for the Batman stuff, the Phantom stuff that came out. So I had to get that going and then of course post all that. So I just have time to set up the, the lounge, not to mention, you know, we're not going to go too late tonight because we do. There's a long day tomorrow, guys. Definitely a long day tomorrow. It's three to three, huh? Yeah, there's definitely a long day tomorrow. I'll be setting. I should have set it up before I even, you know, but I'll be, uh, like I said, nine o'clock 
Pacific Standard Time, an hour before DC Phantom starts. I will do a pre a pre um, a pre live stream. We'll just like lead into it. Maybe I'll do maybe I'll do a 930. I don't have to do like a full hour. So we'll just lead into it. So probably 930, 930 Pacific Standard Time. Do a morning uh, a morning live stream to do like just just get in there. Just get in there and see. They'll probably start teasing stuff right away. So, yeah, we'll start it at 930 tomorrow. So look forward to that. I'll set that up and get it ready to go. All right, joined the stream. All right, I get my tweet going here. All right, but yeah, we'll do that. And I'm not going to do it. Like I said, I'll be doing reaction videos to a lot of things. I'll probably be doing a roundup video of all of, you know, the the information that we got. And then um, we'll be doing the roundtable on Real Anarchy at 5 o'clock my time and then right after that we ain't stopping we'll be doing some batman the fanimated stream it's gonna be a long day it's gonna be a long day it's gonna be a lot of fun though you know so a long day of uh streaming and videos and reactions and just hopefully a bunch of cool shit all right what's going on man what's going on movie watchman how you doing let's get my guest in here guest is a good buddy of mine um you can find his channel seek and destroy s-i-i-k-e Seek and Destroy. He does a lot of uh, coverage on comic books. Specifically, he, uh, of course, has a, a, a most knowledgeable person I know about, Venom. So, of course, naturally, since Venom just came out, I've been wanting to have a full-on conversation about it with him. So, welcome. Seek, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, dude? Thanks for having me on, man. No problem. No problem. How you doing? Good. Hey, chat. What's up? How's it yeah. going, Mama Film Junkie? Yeah, that's right. She's out there. <laughs> Always out there. How you doing tonight? I'm good, sir. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Like I said, I just got done watching uh, Halloween Halloween Kills right now. Yeah, I saw right before the stream started, I actually went and watched your uh, your first impressions. Yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is. You go for the kills, right? And there's some good kills, for sure. But they, they were trying to do things in the plot that I was kind of going, oh, what? All right, all right fine it's fine you know it's like what could he do you know yeah but the kills were good it's gory it's fine it's, uh, you know john carpenter did the music with his brother i believe um Ooh. so they kind of they kind of amplified it a little bit i guess you could say it just for some reason it sounded a little bit different a little more i don't know a little more uh harmony to it i don't know it was pretty good it's pretty good so uh but anyways how you been I'm hanging in there, man, surviving like Batman. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. How's Florida treating you? Uh, good. I, I lived here long enough now to where I don't complain about the humidity anymore, but I, I, <laughs> I still hate the shit out of it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, at least we're getting into the winter months and it's going to start cooling off a little bit. Sure. Winter, I to... winter weeks here. Winter, winter weeks. weeks. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. I mean, that's the one thing about back east because, you know, I'm an Alabama born boy. And uh, visiting there, I visited there too, you know, when my dad was still stationed there. And then even in Texas, yeah, it just gets sweltering. The humidity sucks. I mean, say what you want about California. At least it's a dry heat. Yeah, so dry that fire happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, sadly, that's true. That is the uh, the downside of it. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, man. So, but, uh, yeah, I was noticing, um, you know, keeping up with your channel and stuff. Uh, how's that going? How's the channel going? Good man. I uh I, I thought for sure when the movie got pushed back, like it kept getting pushed back. I was like, 
well, this is where my channel dies. <laughs> like, like I, I was like, I started coming up with all these backup plans. I'm like, let's, let's do this. Let's talk more DC. Let's talk about ghost rider. Let's something's got to, you know, um, yeah. but, uh, but you know, I just, I can't stay away from venom. Like I, I set out a goal to cover all 30 plus years of the comics and do the cartoons and the video games. And we're so close to the end. Now we'll, we'll probably have literally the entire history of venom, um, talked about in episodes by the time we hit episode 750 and we're about to hit episode 700 so we're we're pretty close probably to the end episode 700 there you go guys make sure you guys subscribe so you can destroy the venom vlog three episodes a week go check it out a lot of good content it's all about the content i know i know every time like when stuff comes out you kind of go like well what's next you know i i had that worry too when batman versus superman came out and i was covering the the shit out of that it's like well what's next well justice league cool all right, right. And then the whole drama behind that. And then when that came out, it's like, oh, got to just kind of revamp everything again. It's always like a constant like tweaking of a lot of things. It's like, all right, this is what we got to do next. This is what you do next. And, you know, you just got to find that rhythm, find that find that place, I guess you could say. And it seems like you have. I mean, I've I mean, we've been we've we've uh, I mean, it's, for anybody who, who uh, doesn't know the history between me and Seek, um, Seek actually reached out to me a while ago this is before justice league came out and he uh he posted a video saying that he, uh, he had an extra ticket to the the premiere of justice league and wanted to invite me and uh so we got in contact with each other and it was funny because it was the same day that i already had a press screening to right. see it on the warner brothers lot so i was like all right i could try but i'm gonna be over at warner brothers and if i can make it over where was it at again it was at the uh it was uh it was right next to the um man's chinese there was like the that's right. theater yeah. yeah i knew it wasn't like the chinese theater but i knew it was like close to it so then i rushed over there but then sadly it was already too late uh spotted him in the crowd though wearing uh, uh rocking some green lantern gear which is Hell cool yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, but it was kind of funny because I already saw the movie and I was kind of like, Ew, you know, yeah. it was just kind of, it was a funny night because just watching everybody walk in and just kind of go, do they know? Do they, I mean, there's Cavill. Does he know what he looks like in the beginning? Ugh. Yeah. You, you were a good friend by, uh, like, I mean, we didn't know each other. I was, yeah. I think I was under like 500 subscribers at that point on YouTube. And I was just kind of getting a rhythm on my channel. I hadn't yeah. really, I, I think I just started the Venom vlog and, uh, I just watched your stuff. Like there was a lot of, cause the thing is I, I was, I'm not as big of a fan as, uh, of like the Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman yeah. as other people are. But what I liked about your show was that I, I never once felt like when I was watching you that you were like, hey, you're an idiot for not liking this. Like I, I was like, oh, you he this guy seems pretty like laid back. But then when I got the tickets, I was like, well, now I feel like a big like asshole because I'm not a fan and I got <laughs> invited to go to the premiere. I go the uh, karma wise. I was like, the only way this I can like feel good about going is if I bring someone who deserves to go. And so that's why I made that video. I was like, I need to bring a fan. And I was like, well, the only person I know, I don't know. <laughs> He's he, well, he does a YouTube <laughs> channel that I watch. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of just was like, I, I was like, I'm sure it's creepy to invite someone online, but I'm going to do it anyway. Cause I just, I, I don't really have like a lot of friends outside of the jobs I work. So I'm just kind yeah. of like, this is what I, this is the only thing I can do. So it was cool. Cause you were, you were really nice about it. And after you saw the movie, 
you didn't text me and go run <laughs> like, oh, you're, like you're like I'm, you're like i'm not gonna ruin his night he's dressed as yeah. green lantern for god's sakes like let him have his fun <laughs> yeah it was an interesting night man it was, i mean just uh and then not seeing zach there too and it just was all like i remember just to drive home being like whoa this is weird because you know I, and then it's funny because you always try to be as optimistic as possible. And, right. you know, I've said it many times when I got into my car and everybody's waiting for the first reaction and I'm going, what do I say here? I'm like, what do I exactly say here? And I was like, <laughs> I was, uh, I, I just was as vague as possible, as vague as possible. And then I did a follow-up video too, that at the, at the place, I just sat down at a, I think I got something to drink, like a coffee or something. And I sat down at a table and just recorded like a follow up and just being like, guys, I just have a lot to talk about with this. I don't even really remember what I said, but yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was quite the night. But yeah, I didn't want to just be like, dude, oh, it's oh, <laughs> I didn't want to <laughs> do that. I want to ruin that experience. But yeah, that's our little backstory. And then even yeah. before the pandemic started, we actually got together uh, before you moved and uh, had some lunch and had a awesome conversation, man. And that was like a long conversation, which tends like to happen. Hours. When we talk. Could have been a yeah. podcast. Yeah. Could have totally been. I know we, we, yeah. we were just missing microphones. Yeah. But that was like right as the pandemic was starting. So the place we went to, I mean, it was empty and everything, every, the, the atmosphere was kind of weird at the time because it was like, what do we, what, what's going on with all this? And then sure enough, right after that, like right after you left, everything started locking down. That was crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was because I saw you and then like three days later, I moved to Florida. So it was like, yeah. really quick. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, yeah, that's our backstory. But I, I, I actually look to you a lot. Like I look to your channel a lot and just see the stuff you put out. And what I like about you is that you're like me in the sense that you have a full time job, and then you'll still make these videos. Yeah. And, uh, and so I relate to that, because like, there will be nights where I'll work like, you know, like work will keep me late, and I'll be there a little later. And then I will come home and then I'm like, oh crap, like tomorrow I work from 9am to about, you know, 8pm, maybe, maybe 9pm tomorrow. So I'm going to come home and then have to do all my reactions to all the DC fandom <laughs> oh, stuff man. and then yeah. cover any Gotham Knights video game news and like, oh, and yeah. then tr and start posting them, uh, you know, and have them scheduled to go up all day, Sunday and Monday while I'm at work again. So yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to sleep tomorrow at all. Oh man. I know it's a grind. I know I was even, yeah. like I said, I, I got like three live streams, reaction videos, probably like a, a full on what, what, what all happened kind of video. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's going to be a long, but fun day tomorrow for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes there's just times where you just, you don't, you're, you're beat. You don't want to do a video or something like that, but I, I don't know if it, this happens to you, but sometimes I start like having arguments with myself, like, no, you got to do a video. You didn't post a video. And I'm like, no, I'm tired. It's like one of those where literally I could have like, you know, the devil and the angel on my shoulders and just like there's and I just constantly am like. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what? Stop it. Put on something, relax, pour a drink. And then I'm like, yeah, let's just relax. Let's just relax. Right. But sometimes, yeah, it just it gets to a point where I mean, I and sometimes. When people, you know, when I've talked to people about like keeping up the content with their channel, sometimes it could burn you out a little bit. It can really burn you out when you're trying to just constantly get the content out there and it could be rough. Like sometimes you just got to like, oh, all right, I'm taking a day, night, couple nights and just kind of relax. You know, just you, you can't, you know, you start when this starts feeling like a job, 
that's when it's like, okay, no, thank you. Because I love doing this, but then there's times where it feels like a job and I go, okay, I need to like, I need to just take a break, recharge the batteries and just kind of get back to it. I'm sure you've gotten to that point at some, at some times, huh? Uh, I mean, I, well, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I didn't have a passion for Venom when I started the Venom vlog. I just mm. like Tom Hardy. Uh, so, <laughs> Who so does? I was, yeah. So I was like, well, I like Tom Hardy and Venom. Like I like the character fine, but I wasn't like, I, I don't, I certainly, like you said earlier, like if I was an expert on anything right now, it would probably be the character Venom. But, uh, <laughs> but even still, like I always say, it's just my opinions on stuff. Like I, on my channel, I try to have, I try to tell people like, Hey, if I give my opinion on something, that's all it is. And like, don't think it invalidates your opinion. Um, and the reason I started like handling things that way is because of like your show and, and like other people like you, like Jose, cause I'll, I'll creep in and watch some of their stuff. Sometimes it's people who will like love something that I don't have a passion for on their level, mm -hmm. but I like listening to it because I just get addicted to that passion they have. So I'm like, Oh, you know what? This is cool. Like they're just, they're like me. They love something as deeply as I do. And like I always say about, um, you know, DC stuff, especially because uh, you know, there's, the people who love the the DC movies, like, you know, the, the Zack Snyder movies and stuff, which I'm not a hater of those movies. Uh, although I did have a friend of mine when we covered DC fandom last year, who is a hater. And I think I, I think I had a couple of people from your channel that subscribed to me and then they commented unsubbed, unsubbed. And oh, I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, don't do I'm, that. Not saying, I'm not saying these things. My friend Gina yeah. is um, like, I, I appreciate what I appreciate what Zach did, because for me, at the end of the day, like I always say this because I've worked in comics, I've worked in movies like for for Batman and Superman to live 80 years. You need someone like a Zack Snyder to come in and give his version of it and give his vision on it and take it in a direction that makes long term fans maybe uncomfortable or just they just don't like it. Like you need that because the characters can't live for 80 plus years if they're the same, like Superman didn't fly in the original comic. If someone who created the radio show didn't come along and add that to it and kryptonite, then we, then we wouldn't even have the Zack Snyder version either. So you need, exactly. everyone needs to put their spin or additions to it. And that's the only way it, it lives on. So for me, I was working at top cow. I think when man of steel came out and my supervisor there, who's very smart, Matt Hawkins, he was a really great guy, great at marketing and writing and super awesome dude we had lunch or breakfast, I think the day after that movie came out and he was like, we were talking about work and we were just like stressing out. And then all of a sudden he just goes, you know what? Let's stop talking about work. He's like, did you see man of steel last night? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, what'd you think? And I go, eh, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I didn't like it. And these are the things I did like, and these are the things I, I may be critical of. And these are the things I maybe didn't understand. So I might need to see it again. And he goes, I fucking love that movie. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes, I've been working in comics for 25 years. I've never once liked Superman ever. And wow. he goes, but this movie made me like Superman. And just hearing that, that's when I was like, okay, I'm no longer, am I going to get in these silly arguments online with fans? This, this movie converted a guy who hated the character. And I mm -hmm. go, there's, there's nothing more powerful than that for, a, for someone who just loves the character than new recruits, you know? So, uh, so that made me go, okay, dude, like that was a big like lesson in conversation for me. Um, is is uh, hearing him say that yeah i mean that's the way you got to like approach things and it, you know it's getting to a point too now now that the uh, Zack snyder's justice league came out and i mean obviously yes we all want 
more of that, some of that. But at the same time, yeah, I like that movie, by the way. I, yes, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I know you're a big cyborg fan, and yes. I mean, what he did to that character Ray with that it. character, he killed yeah. it, totally yeah. nailed it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just they when Zach said he's the heart of the movie, he's the heart of the movie. I mean, he and really so, is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's just, I mean, I don't know, uh, like, you know, about five, when I first watched it, I mean, about five times I, I almost cried and probably like two or three of them were cyborg scenes. I mean, geez, it was just, yeah. Cause it was just, you know, the tragedy of that and just the way that Ray Fisher, um, his, uh, his acting in that was just, uh, so great. But I mean, like, um, yeah, like now that that's out, but I'm, you know, so now it's like, yeah, I want more, but I also can look forward to the Batman, the Flash, yeah. and, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's coming out that it's, you know, I'm a DC fan and I can't help but not be excited for it. Yes, I know there's stuff that sucks that happens with, that happened with Warner Brothers, sure, but I'm here trying to support the newer filmmakers. I'm supporting Matt Reeves. I'm supporting Annie Muschietti. You know, I'm, I'm supporting all those guys. And uh, before we start diving into the DC fandom stuff, uh, Venom. Let's talk oh, yeah, about yeah. Venom. Because, um, I know you posted like a, a spoiler review today. I haven't checked it out yet. Um, and you were in the uh, the chat last week when we kind of started talking about it. But I was like, no, no, I want to save you for next week, man. And that's uh, OK. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. You text me and I was like, oh, man, am I supposed to be on tonight? Uh, no, no, and no. I, <laughs> I woke up at like one in the morning freaking out uh, and I came in the stream and then I was sitting uh, no at problem. my desk here watching. And then I just went, boom, <laughs> yeah. my head hit the, I fell back asleep. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, I, I was just hitting you up to be like, oh, I want to get you on next week. Yeah. Um, so, but um, so your thoughts, let's let's talk a little bit of Venom because you know, you kind of got a sense of where I was at with it. I I think after kind of watching the first one again, I think I'm actually I like it. It just it's weird because there's things that, maybe it's just like things I like more about the first one, but then I mean, I really dug that final act, um, the final fight between Carnage and Venom. I thought it was cool. And there was a lot of good. I mean, there was like a shot where it just like there was like an echoing just. And I was like, geez, that one like shook me to the core. And I'm like, there you go. This is what I'm liking right here. But so overall uh, thoughts. Um, well, I rated it a, a little higher than the first one. I think the first yeah. movie I gave a seven out of ten mm-hmm. to. And this new one, I gave a seven and a half out of 10 too. Uh, so it, it was a little, better. little better um, in some areas. I still have similar criticisms than I, of the, of the first, uh, as I do for the first movie. But the one major thing I, I didn't like in the first movie was they, they had really good actors like Michelle Williams and Riz Ahmed. Yeah. And I felt like they, they weren't on the wavelength Tom was, you know, filming wise and, and acting wise. They like, Tom was very energetic and he was, you know, obviously that's the character in a way, like his interpretation of the character, but he was on a, I felt like just in a different movie than everybody else. Mm. Um, everyone else felt like they yeah. were trying to play it a little too serious at times. And I'm like, yeah, you can give a little bit, except I think Mrs. Chen and the guy who plays Dr. Dan, uh, I thought, uh, Reed Scott, I thought they were both like near Tom's level as far as silliness. But uh, the second movie I felt like had a lot more like Woody Harrelson was definitely hamming it up. Uh, Naomi Harris was hamming it up and I felt like they were kind of embracing embracing some of the schlock that goes along with some of these movies and uh and I like the tone I mean I I like people it's funny because I I always argue what tone actually is and what actually means when I talk (laughs) about it on the show because I think everyone thinks oh tone is just it has to be serious all the way through or it has to be scary all the way through and to me like 
the, the, the I guess the emotions of the movie should be like tone is like a visual thing to me. Um, but like emotions, it should be like real life where one minute you're laughing, the next minute you get a bill and you owe $800 and you're pissed or sad. And like, that's how life is. And, and that's what I kind of feel like these movies are. They're just, it's just a, like a, a range of emotions all thrown in. And it's just whatever these actors are wanting to bring to that particular scene. But I think at least in this movie, um, Tom took a little bit more from the first movie of what people liked or yep. feedback he got is like, Hey, I agree. you're being a little silly and goofy and the relationship with you and the symbiote is great. So that definitely was their focus in this movie. Um, but, uh, but again, some of the other stuff still fell a little behind, even though Woody and Naomi were, you know, up in their ham, I still felt like they, uh, the, the movie itself still struggles from, you know, uh, some narrative clarity at times. Yeah, for, for sure. There definitely is. I mean, there were, I mean, the first scene when they established their relationship, you know, it was like, it was so like quick. And then I don't know, I, the execution just for me, it was like, oh man, uh, that's, and I'm going like, I just the the first thought was like that's not what Woody Harrelson looked like in 1996. He was making movies in 1996. I'm like, you're yeah. trying to make him look like kind of like a teenager or something like that. And then you know instead of doing the de aging thing, they just decided to get younger they actors. Put his voice. Then put yeah. the voice. In. And I was like, ooh, that was just that's we're off to a rocky start here. Yeah. Uh, well, our voices yeah. change as Thank drastically you, as our our faces sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And so when I was hearing Woody's voice, I go, what the hell is happening? So that was, that was definitely a bold creative choice. I'll say it that. Was. Yeah. Definitely like was. Yeah. yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, it was, it just kind of just was like, what, whoa, wait, 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 what's like, going why, on here? Like, you guys, yeah. No, like, I guess all the budge, the VFX budget went into, you know, the Ven the venom and carnage VFX because you guys didn't want to go with just like doing some de-aging. It was uh, it's just kind of funny. And then it's like, you know, we had that conversation last week of, well, why don't they just get somebody that was younger? I mean, Woody Harrelson, even though he's aged gracefully, you know, um, it just but at the same time, it's like, why not just choose somebody younger? But at the same time, it helps to have his name attached. And like I said, I mean, a lot of his scenes, I mean, he was he was having fun with it. You could tell he was having fun with the character. He definitely was. I think I I, I would have preferred like a little bit more. See, because I really I like the scenes with him and uh, and Tom, you know, just by themselves and that whole aspect of it. And I kind of wish there was like maybe just a I don't know how they could have fleshed that out just a little bit more. I mean, just done something a little bit more with that, because, you know, when we get to the end and 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 um, and Cletus says, like, I just wanted your friendship. And it's kind of like, oh, OK, did you really or are you just a psycho? I couldn't like exactly get it. And I'm like, maybe if they would have uh, had a couple more scenes you know him visiting him i don't know I, I really don't know how they could have just like maybe fleshed that out a little bit more it's it's funny because sony's an interesting company because I, I used to work <laughs> for sony like many many years ago and uh they're interesting because i feel like at times they'll hire people that are semi fans of the material or they at least can research enough to like understand the material to an extent but then they uh they make decisions where they it's almost like they go, okay, you wrote the script and you're acting in it and you're directing it. You know the material, but it doesn't all come out for the movie version. Like yeah. they, they, they're like, <laughs> oh, well, if you've read the comic, you know that. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, I know, but you're in, you're making a movie now. So you need to add that to the movie version so that other people who don't know that stuff 
know why it matters to these characters. Uh, they do it. They're really egregious with it in the Miljovic Resident Evil movies where they're just like, see, it's so-and-so. And you're like, yeah, but that means nothing to me yeah. if he's not doing anything that that character would do. So like, uh, so Sony's very <laughs> egregious with it. And uh, it's funny that it's con they're consistent with it too, no matter what franchise they do. Like even the newer Spider-Man Marvel movies, which I'm not a, even a huge fan of those. Um, those also feel like they rely a lot on, hey, you know the comics, right? And it's like, right but tell a story here like 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 fill this in a little so yeah. um so the venom is definitely fast and when i heard and uh andy circus say that oh we intended it to that did calm me down a little bit i was like okay well if, if this is his vision but uh, not to call the guy a liar but uh but obviously you got to say things for interviews but when i watched the movie i was like there's literally scenes that just stop yeah and uh and, and then you'll hear like an adr line like carry it over into the next scene yeah. and you're like you're like okay that that that's, feels like that's a not snip, anyone's snip vision band -aid. Yes. yeah it, yes. that's yeah that's oh yeah i was vision. feeling it yeah, yeah exactly that's, i was feeling it too and i'm just like I, I mean there was just times where i'm like all right but we're already here. what what okay are we just rushing to the finish line here are we just like i mean because you know when you get to that final act when you get in the fact that they fight you know at a church and of course and i did like the dynamic too of the fact that you have shriek who when she screams that drives the symbiotes crazy so yeah. there was that whole struggle right there that i was like oh that's a cool little you know obviously that adds to the whole dynamics of the relationship because now he's got this and now <laughs> there's like a struggle between between carnage and cletus now which is very interesting but and then then there was like i think scott brought up some points of like how in the in the source material cletus and carnage are more of like i mean it's all about the because you have eddie and venom just kind of saying we are venom and then right carnage kind of just like i am carnage or something like that there's something with the that kind of tagline yeah he they're a they're hundred percent bonded in the comics yeah because because it's like a sliver of venom as like an offspring if you want to call it that gets into yeah. his bloodstream just like it does in this movie he drinks eddie's blood which i actually kind of like that that was that was kind of neat shows he's psychotic and yeah you know how he gets the suit so i like that change but uh but still it i mean the suit is cletus it bonded on a like a blood a dna level with him so when yeah so in the point in the movie where he the suit's like all right i'll give you what you want and then you know then we'll I, you know i'll kill venom and we'll go our separate ways or whatever the plan like carnage didn't have like a clear plan yeah. and i was kind of like what's he doing like what's he want to do and and then when they're like oh they're not a perfect match like at the end i was like what like yes they are like <laughs> and so there was a couple things in this where i'm like they'll put little things like uh at the beginning when they're younger uh cletus and francis uh shriek they're in the they're like a cell apart and he runs like a wire through like a like a string through the thing to deliver like a note like a love note to her and what's neat about that is in one of the ravencroft uh comic i think it's like carnage mind bomb or something one of the one shots uh carnage actually sends the sliver of symbiote through a pipe to go and like you know communicate with someone or kill somebody so I was like, oh, that's a neat little nod before he even gets the symbiote of like using a pipe to deliver a message. And th and then there's like other scenes like that throughout the movie where I'm like, oh, wow. Like, for example, everyone's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they kill Carnage in the movie. And I'm like, well, Cletus is dead, but Venom eats Carnage. But yeah. that happened in the comic books. So like like he full on rips the suit right off Cletus and eats it. So I guess Carnage could still be in there. Um I was actually thinking of uh, one of my favorite times Carnage bonded with someone 
that wasn't Cletus in the comics is when he bleed, uh, blend, uh, bonded with um, Ben Riley, Spider-Man's clone, and mm-hmm. he became Spider-Carnage. And I was like, well, yeah. that would be cool if when they meet, when Tom Holland and uh, and Venom meet, that would be really cool if this Carnage suit came out and made Spider-Carnage versus Venom. That would be a cool mm-hmm. fight. There you go. Yeah. What'd you think? Uh, what'd you think about that post-credit scene? Uh, Mid-credit. Pr- pretty, pretty lazy. um probably one of the laziest ways to deliver that scene um yeah but uh hey i mean limitations and covid and all these things whenever they shot it like i get it and they probably had to wait to you know i don't know how soon that was approved and you know obviously disney's got to say okay and i think after venom one made like nearly 900 million dollars at the box office i think kevin feige was like shit (laughs) yeah oh i'm sure like he was like all right amy pascoe have your fucking crossover (laughs) (laughs) oh i know i'm sure he's just like there's but there's probably meetings at marvel studios that have none of the sony execs where they're like jesus christ we can't get these guys off our back why can't we own this whole freaking franchise ourselves damn it yeah yeah i'm sure they're just like god they they they're part of them kind of hates the fact that they had to share this stuff (laughs) with uh sony and then sony's like hey we we got some stuff brewing up over here you ever heard of morbius it's right (laughs) morbius Kevin Feige's like, (laughs) (laughs) so I got to fit him in there too. (laughs) We actually want Michael Keaton to show up in Morbius. How about that? And you're like, fuck, fine. (laughs) You can have him in your movie. Shit. I know it's probably, oh man, it's, there's probably, uh, yeah. Kevin Feige has probably had some choice words about like Sony behind, behind closed doors. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) He's probably over here like working on his big plan for like phase four and five. And then like, they're like, sir, uh, Amy Pascal's calling again. He's like, let me figure this out. And I'll work her shit in afterwards. Like (laughs) tell him, tell him I'm out to lunch. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. The struggle. Yeah. I mean the, the, the scene was, I mean, obviously it did what it did because you know, I'm, 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 I'm opening night in a big theater probably about 70% full, I would say. Yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, the theater just erupted. It yeah, erupted. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's exactly uh, what, what, what it was meant to do. Yeah. I didn't think it was like, Oh my God. you like, I, I mean, I already had a feeling like, and I avoided all the leaks. I, I there was a couple times where yes, it did come across my timeline, but I just skipped right over it because I'm like, I don't want to see it. I know it has to do with Spider Man. Sure, I, I, I obviously we we knew that was going to be the case, um, but I was just like, it was interesting because you know because because you got Eddie and uh, and Venom like on in bed and they're talking, and then he just goes like, well, hey, just show me like a little bit of what you've seen, right. and so when he does it, and then all of a sudden everything goes haywire. And, and it's like, okay. And I know there was like some people that had the question of like, was that venom that did something or did, did it was just happen to be a coincidence when that's the exact time that we see that we're going to see in no way home when right. the spell gets coincidence. Yeah. yeah. It's a coincidence. I know some people were like, think that maybe venom like had some kind of, but then at the same time, venom knew who he was, which right? doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's like that's, that guy. And he licks. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, I'm like, <laughs> is there any kind of sense to that? Because I felt like, okay, well maybe, I mean, he's very knowledgeable. So maybe he has some knowledge of the multiverse and something sure. with that could be something with that. I don't know. But at the same time, I was just kind of going, okay, how, how, how does, how does he, how does he know that guy and licks the, the, the TV screen? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and I know some them. people are like, "Oh, they'll explain it in the next movie." I'm like, "No, they won't." <laughs> like, nope, no, nah, they won't. no, they won't at all. Um, 
I mean, I guess you, I mean, we don't know. We, the thing is they, the world that Eddie lives in, we don't know what's in that world really. Like we don't know yeah. if there's, cause I know some people theorize that Andrew Garfield's in that world as Spider-Man. Um, and you know, and there's different things like that, but even still the Venom symbiote landed, uh, you know, and just went right to Eddie almost. So yeah. it, it wouldn't really know, you know, I guess the, the rest of the world. So I, well, I don't know, maybe they'll exp- explain it in some way, or, or maybe like you said, the Venom symbiote can see into other dimensions or something. Maybe it's a power we don't know about. Yeah, I know. They'll, they'll probably just gloss over it. They, they just won't mention it. You know, sometimes you do that. You set something up and it works and then you just go like, all right, that, it did its job. It's just don't even... Well, that's, we can and that's ret- Sony does that a lot. They're just yeah. like, hey, we'll just whatever. retcon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what's going to happen. But eh, you know what? If we if we get them both together, cool. We'll see what happens. But at, at the end of the day, that's all really most people want. Like I, I really learned doing the show how to see things through a, a mass audience point yeah. of view and not That's as what like you gotta a, do. Yeah. yeah as, and not as a hardcore fan. And I, I think I drive some people nuts who watch my stuff. They're like, dude, you're a super fan. Like, you know, this stuff now, like, why are you giving it a pass? I'm like, it's not that I'm giving it a pass. I'm just, I understand that at the end of the day, most people just want to see these two characters together and they don't really care on how they get together. They just want to see it happen. And, and uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with people just wanting that. Um, you know, that is probably one of the most iconic, pairing i mean like i know oh, no. I, I know norman osborne in the comics is and doc ock are like the two biggest spider-man villains if you're a hardcore comic fan but really to the casual person venom is Dude. the opposite of spider-man the way joker is the opposite of batman you know yeah my favorite my favorite spider-man 90s cartoon episode was the two-parter with venom i yeah, mean i right. loved though that that two-parter that was my favorite of uh of that whole run right there anytime that i knew that i was always funny too because i think even like the opening credits like the opening song and you know you see everything sometimes there was like occasionally you'll see venom like show up yeah, in that but yeah. then there were like in the earlier episodes you didn't so it was just like um it was always like anytime you saw that you're like okay this is a, a there's a potential venom that might be in this episode because this was before we had you know streaming and everything all the information of what we were watching and we could just put it on our uh, tvs whenever we want kids I right. used to just have to put it on and be like, what episode's coming up? Who knows? You know, sometimes we got to look in that TV guide. I think the biggest debate, I'm glad you brought up the cartoon because the last thing I guess I'll, I'll say on this, because I am I know you, know you want to talk DC and I'm sure I, I've been watching the chat. And I'm like, yeah, they're having all these great DC conversations. I'm like, I want to talk about <laughs> DC too. Oh, um, of course. But they, uh, I, with Venom, you said you brought up the cartoon and uh, yeah, I always tell people, I'm like, uh, Venom is a, is a is a, is a character for kids and and people get mad at me sometimes on my show and they're like no car, this has to be rated r car, to do carnage yeah. right you have to do it rated we r we talked about this last time yeah i think so and i and yeah. i the point i always bring up is i go well there is one comic book that exists where it's mature rated that stars carnage and there's 25 years of comics where he exists yeah. that are rated t for teen so my argument is always, no, he's a T for teen rated character. Like whether you like it or not, like he, he just is, you can definitely interpret him to be rated R uh, like they did with Joker and stuff like that. But these are yeah. characters that, you know, teenage kids should be able to go see in the theater. And that's how you're going to make money is they're going to think it's the greatest movie ever. And uh, you know, when they, you know, they've, it's probably the third movie they've ever seen. <laughs> so yeah, True. That's, yeah. yeah th- that's how it is. Wow. I mean, that's just, that's well, how well you, even, even, even Tom Hardy in an interview, like, talked about that and he goes yeah. like hey you know you you, you can't and, and it's understandable you know and like some sometimes we have to realize that hey you know this is not always for us but you know sometimes you know you'll get a filmmaker that goes 
now nah, I'm going to do this. Like, I mean, look at, like we had eight, we had what, 18 years of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Okay. And then finally yeah. with his, the very last movie, they're like, fuck it. We're going full on R rated. It ain't yeah. going to be for kids. Let's yeah. do it. And it was fantastic. It's I awesome. loved it. Yeah. yeah it's such a great movie. It's one of my favorite of the X-Men franchise. It probably could be even my favorite. I don't know. Like uh, it's, it's definitely up there in the top three. But it's like at the same time, I'm going, yeah, they couldn't have done this like the whole time, though. But they did. A, they, right. they, they kept improving on them. It was funny because when you go back and watch the original X-Men, you kind of go, OK, it's cool. But at the same time, they didn't go full on. And then I remember when X2 came out, that was when like because I think there was fan cries were like, hey, where's Wolvie Berserker? We need that shit. And then he, he they, you know, Singer was like, OK, we got to do Wolvie Berserker. And sure enough, when uh, those uh, the agents uh storm the uh the mansion while he's there watching the kids and he just goes buck wild and it's great it's a great fantastic scene um and there's just been many times where he's like done that but then just to see it like full-on r-rated and then him just like impaling people and just blood and things everywhere man logan was just on a whole other level it's crazy definitely yeah logan's a badass and like i i don't mind rated r interpretation of characters but yeah it's like they already set venom up in the first one to be PG 13. And so leading up to this one, that was the question I got asked all the time. People were like, you were on the set of Venom too. Like, or is it going to be rated R is, you know, do you know anyone? Like, did you ask Andy? I'm like, I don't know these people. I was like, you know, I, I'm like, <laughs> Isn't that weird? I'm not the authority. I'm just a guy with an opinion on stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like you, you visit, you, you visit the set one time, take picture with Tom Hardy and stuff yeah. like that. And everybody goes like, so did you talk to Tom about this? Like yeah, that. No. Like, I get that. I get that with the, with Zach too. It was like, yeah, but Zach and I have exchanged stuff, but I'm like, the man is busy. Okay. This yeah, is like, absolutely. There, there'll be times where like, I'll send him a message a week and a half later, I'll get a one word answer. And I'm like, that's it. That's all I needed to know. I don't need to bug the guy. He's fucking working on like, you know, three universes right now. I don't need to bug the guy, but it's just, yeah, it's always like, people are like, oh yeah, you're in the know of like, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just a dude that just happened to just get yeah. a little lucky with something, you know? And that's good. So, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you as someone who watched your show for years, like when you uh -huh. had that one-on-one -on -one time and then when you were like, oh yeah, I can, you know, I, I messaged him and he messaged me back. I'm like, I honestly like I don't know I'm not part of like the I know because I know there's some drama in like the the sphere of oh, yeah. you know Zack Snyder stuff I don't really pay attention to it I really just watch your show and like I said uh, sometimes afterwards I'll check out Jose stuff and I kind of lurk uh, in the background um but I'll like uh, it, when I when I'm watching when I saw that information I was like so happy for you I was like yeah. this guy like loves Zack Snyder loves what he's done to these characters these amazing DC characters and now he gets to talk to him. Like I, I just yeah. was, it, it's, it was so awesome to see. Like, it's, it's cool. Like Dude. people like us yeah. who are just fans, we yeah. do these shows and then we end up meeting the people we're a fan of. And then they turned out to be amazing awesome. people. Like, yeah. yeah. How awesome is that? Like, we are very lucky. You're right. Dude, it's surreal. It's surreal. Like, I mean, the times that we're all just be like, we're, the fact that he would just pop up, I'll just say, you know, if you want to show up tonight and then all of a sudden he'd just show up or, you know, just, reach out just because something got there's like a article that came out like before um snyder cut came out some article coming out that was just kind of slamming things and yeah all of a sudden i'm just like i'm having him in my ear and we're having a conversation about it and there was like times where i'm like what am what is happening like i'm on my phone like what is happening right now i literally have one of my favorite directors what the you know it's like yeah, right. i'm talking to him I mean, like and then he's showing up on the show and it's cool and it's just like yeah it's a very surreal thing it's a it's definitely a surreal thing but 
Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it, you almost like go, wow, that's how far it's come. And it's just, it, it's, it's very interesting when that happens. And then when I saw like, when you, I remember when you hit me up saying you were going to go up to San Francisco and go to the set. And I was like, damn, I, I wanted to go with you, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I can't. And then when I saw that you've met Tom Hardy and, and, the, and then the fact that the video of him saying like your venom vlog, like he knew <laughs> yeah. about your channel. I mean, yeah. that's, that's that kind of stuff, too, where I was like, I literally was like, dude, that's so great. The fact that Tom Hardy, because he's one of my favorite actors working right now, too, who's uh, starring in this movie, and he knew about you. He knew your YouTube channel. That was awesome. So yeah, his, so the reason he took the role even was because his son was a Venom fan. Yeah. So his like 10 year old son was like, I love Venom. And he was like, oh, he's like, OK, I, I guess I'll look at the script again. And that's when I think he brought in or asked that they brought in another writer, which was Kelly Marcel, who came yeah. in and punched up the first movie. And then she was the sole writer of the second movie. So like um, they're just on the same wavelength. The two of them, they, they became really good friends. And she emails me sometimes her through her assistant and uh, which is awesome. Like, you know, so again, like meeting these people. Um, but it, it's cool to 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 even be noticed by them, because really. I just I took an interest in this project and this character because of Tom. And then that led me to really discover that there's a lot uh, like we talk about comic book characters on our channel a lot being um, on a hamster wheel. Like yeah. a lot of writers and companies don't let them really evolve or change before they reset them because they need them back in the original sandbox for new people to you know view them. And what we noticed about Venom is that he Eddie Brock and Venom constantly jump off their hamster wheel. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, there's not many characters in comics that aren't in a perpetual loop. Like, he outgrew Spider-Man, you know, like one of the biggest superheroes on the planet. <laughs> it's like, yeah. that's his, his solo movie made almost $900 million. And no matter how you feel about it, that shows you how powerful the brand is. Um, yeah. And so, then even during the pandemic, it kicked ass. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, I mean, I mean there's no other way to look at it. I mean, obviously, we can't look at box office numbers like we did you know pre-pandemic but the fact that it like after shang chi came out and was like had some good momentum uh you know even black widow i guess you could say had a little bit of that too but just the fact that that came and then all of a sudden venom comes out and it's just like boo you know 90 i think it was 96 domestic or something like that yeah it was 90, yeah it was 90 it was just uh, joker has the record for 96 for October. Oh, okay so, so it, was it was just shy of joker and that was a pre-pandemic right. movie um, yeah so yeah, so that that character, that brand, and the and the hope of Carnage, I think was was big. And obviously, I'm keeping an eye on the box office. Uh, so I'm I'm making those videos now for this movie. So which is kind of nice because that's I know that's normally what I watch your channel for uh, too <laughs> is to see your box office coverage. So it's uh so it's nice because I'm like okay, Dave no normally mentions this kind of stuff, so I should probably look for that and research that. And uh, so yeah, it's it's fun uh, like learning and growing from each other. But the character is yeah. just he he dictated where my show went and i honestly never thought like i i give up on a lot of stuff like I, I mean that's what i like about the character of venom is like i'm kind of a loser myself i mean i'm sure there's <laughs> some people in your chat that would agree with with that statement nah. uh, and think that of me um i know there's some people that show up on my channel sometimes and agree with that but to me i i don't care because like i never really care about what people think about me like i have yeah. been surviving brain aneurysms for you know 11 years now uh actually yeah. i had a surgery two weeks before i went to that set and if you see that's me right. in pictures i'm wearing my helmet uh mm -hmm. like and tom signed it like I, that's how that's fresh awesome. out of the hospital and recovering i was and they were like you want to drive for eight hours at san francisco and i'm like fuck yeah <laughs> like Why not? they're like yeah they're like i'm like dude I, i'm only gonna live once and i'm exactly. gonna, i'm moving to florida like this is 
this is the end. Like I'm nearing the end and like, I, I want to do these cool things, but before the end. And so I just, it, it, it was awesome. So yeah, when people come in and they kind of like troll me or something, I, I usually just have fun with it. Cause I'm, I don't that's care. That's what I'm you like, got to do. Yeah. You I'm gotta like, have I'm, fun with it. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you, people make fun of me. I'm like, that's fine. I'm very make funnable. I'm, I got a punchable face. Like I've heard it all before. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you're not going to insult me. Like, uh, you know, I, I or it's not going to really get under my skin that much. Cause I, at the end of the day, I just, I love talking comics with people and I love talking about the differences in comics. Like, I don't think there's a lot of channels out there that focus on diff the difference of opinions we have. And so that's what I kind of started, you know, steering my stuff towards is like, okay, if you have a different opinion of me, if you downvote me, tell me what your opinion is. Cause I, I want to grow as a person and I want to kind of see this, this through your eyes and it's, it's been fun. So um, yeah. I, I'm just, yeah, it's been, it's been a great r uh, run on this show and, I'm it really is. I mean, just, yeah. and, and like you said, when we first met, you were like, you know, around what, 500? And now you're yeah, like at like 20. Doing Transformer reviews. Yeah. Yeah. You're at like, uh, yeah, you're at 22.79. Uh, I mean, that's, it's crazy. Like how, yeah, you just, you just put in the work. You just, yeah. and, and you, you told know, me to, you told me. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Don't be discouraged. Just keep doing it. That's what yeah. you got to do. And you just got to yeah. find your groove. I mean, I'm, I've been doing this for a long time and. I even just like recently, I'm like, all right, now that this, I got to like do it like this. And that's where I started going like, Hey, well, if I'm going to be doing a lot of live streaming, maybe I should break that up, put it in different segments just for the people that don't want to watch an entire live stream to get sure. to one topic. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have topics during the show. Let me just break them up in their own videos. And I like that. It seems, that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people have actually expressed that like either in DMS or whatever. They're like, I'm, I, appreciate that because i can't catch a live shows and sometimes i don't want to hear you talk about your day or the, the giants for like an opening live stream or something sure. so the fact that they, they could just yeah they could just pick a video or like oh i want to hear what you had to say about that and i'm like yeah there you go i mean that's why i was like all right that was the because i kind of toyed with it for a little bit but then i went nah maybe i shouldn't do that it feels weird but then i went no no that's that's the way that that it yeah, let's just do it like that. It's, you know, it's sim simplify it, optimize, optimize all that, and then just keep grinding. But yeah, I remember, yeah, I was just like, don't let the stuff discourage you. You just got to find it. And, you know, it seemed like you did. And, and then all of a sudden, Tom Hardy was like, Venom Block? I mean, that's, oh, that's yeah. what it's all about. That's what it's all about right there. I mean, it really is. No I had a what. guy, I'll tell this story real quick. I had, there was a, I tried to get, I reached out because uh, sometimes what I'll do on the show is, I notice a lot of people on YouTube talk about movies, but they don't actually know how movies are made. And, and I'll be honest, I've worked on movie sets and TV shows and everything for you know almost two decades, but I've never, I don't know everything about making them and everything. It's always case by case. Every movie's different. And so I started breaking down what jobs are on movies. So yeah. I'd be like, all right, this is what this kind of producer does. And this is what an editor assistant does. And I'd make little episodes for Venom vlog explaining what one role of a movie is. And we would, I did this one, or I, I tried to reach out to the guy. He was like a, um, I think like a visual effects uh, consultant or something. I did as much research as I could, and I couldn't find anyone else that had that job that broke down what that job was. So mm -hmm. I just found the guy's email and I emailed him and he never got back to me. So what I did was I took what little bits I, I saw, and then I made a video on it and I, it was real short. It was like a six minute video and it was up, you know, up on the channel. And then like six months later, I get a email from this guy and he says, take your video down or I'm taking legal action. What? And I go, what video? I'm like, who is this again? And then I went and looked and I go, wait, that's that guy emailed like six months ago. So I go, 
I wrote him back. I go, why are you threatening me? Like, like, why don't you talk to me? What did I do wrong in my video? And he said, you, you spoke too positively about me. And he goes, and that could ruin my career. And I said, oh, well, I, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I don't want to like miscategorize your job. I go, but I did reach out to you. And I waited a whole month to hear from you before I made the video. I just went off of what information I saw. But in the video, a couple of times I said, I think this is what happens, or I think this is what the job is. But, um, but a couple of times, I guess I sounded too definitive of what the job was. And I said, mm -hmm. well, I try to avoid that on my show. And I'm sorry if I did it. I, I mean, I have brain damage, <laughs> so I literally, but I, I'm trying not to use that as an excuse. <laughs> I want to, I like when people treat me normal. So like, and I try to, you know, present myself as normal. So I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. I'll, t I'll, you know, I'll take it down. It's not the end of the world. I don't mind missing one Venom episode. I'll, I'll replace it. I did like an episode zero and I just replaced that one episode. So I'm like, it's yeah. not, it's fine. I'm, I'm still, it's not the end of the world. I go, but I reached out to you. I was like, so now that I have you, will you call me? Like, can we talk? I, I'd love to like, just have you. And he called me and this spent the whole conversation just bashing me. <laughs> like he was just wow. like, he was like, your show sucks. Like you don't know, you don't research anything. You don't do you're, He's like, I hate YouTubers Jeez. basically. Like he was, he was, he was like, no one at Sony is going to give you the time of day. No one cares that your little show exists. And then like, I think a month after that, That's I was ridiculous. watching Venom one with Tom Hardy sitting right behind me. <laughs> and then he did the episode, the intro for me and was the nicest guy. And then when I saw him on the set, he's like, you're the Venom vlog. And his uh, stunt man, uh, stunt double Jake Tamori was like, oh my God, can I get a picture with you too? And they treated me like royalty. And I was like, this is the nicest thing. And like Kelly Marcel, the writer wrote me and I've had other people that worked on the movie, write me and stuff and message me. And I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but it was just funny. Cause that, that was just, I remember that being something that got me down. Like I, I thought I had done something really wrong and turns out the guy's just a D bag, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've, I've dealt with some of that too, where I'm like, you know, where I've gotten hit up by people and, you know, I'll, I'll look at things too. And I'll be like, you know, because there's been times where maybe I approach a subject and I was like, hey, you know what? I didn't approach it that well. And I actually had somebody scream at me. We won't say <laughs> who he is. And I was like, you know what? And I said, you know what? You're right, dude. I did not, I, I wasn't feeling this video. I didn't even want to even talk about this. Sure. But, you know, but then there's been other times where I've, done you know i've said some things about certain things and i've had somebody you know in my uh dm screaming at me and i'm like hey everything i said was true okay yeah motherfucker yeah. you know what take it or leave it right there but uh yeah we are going to start talking about some dc fandom stuff and cool. uh we're going to bring in uh mr stephen colbert has shown up yeah. what's up Kirk? hey what's up what's Hello, going sir. on sir what's up seek how are you man uh, Good. I always love it when you're on the stream because I know it's gonna. Yeah, be, yeah. It's like a. It's like because you're like in in these circles and talk about these things and like the way we like to talk about them, but far enough removed that it's not like, um, you don't you don't have the same uh, like fandom circles and stuff that devolve into the same conversations that we tend to devolve. That's into. what I like it too. Mixes it up. So I was excited when I saw you were the guest. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Oops. Also, oh. and then also, you know, Stephen really loved. Yeah, too. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. we talked about it. I mean, like, I mean, you know what? Uh, even Steven and I, like, I think the night of we we were messaging each other and I, I, I just was like, my first thing was like, oh, I was cut up the shit. And then Steven, you said like, oh, yeah, the opening scene was like, what? You know, and I think we all can agree that that opening scene was a little whoa. But then when it started getting into the stuff and a lot of the things that happened, I mean, and I totally get it. I mean, like I said, the, the Venom and Eddie stuff is just 
that's the great stuff. That's the it's heart fun. of the, and then the, them breaking up essentially. And yeah. then Venom doing his it. own thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, it was great. That was the good part about the, the movie. It's just some yeah. of the other stuff. Yeah. Well, it's something you brought up tonight that I don't think we touched on last week. We may have touched on it like in DMS was the, whether or not the carnage, um, or the, the Cletus, like, I just wanted to be your friend thing was earned. Mm. Um, and I think oh, something yeah. interesting about that was I think the question there is whether or not it was Andy's intent to paint him as sympathetic. Or if yeah. the point was like, oh, no, this dude's a lunatic. Yeah. And, like, you're not right. supposed to, like, the, that is supposed to ring hollow. The notion that he just wants to be your friend is laughable. And the, the fact that there is no development is because look at the world. It was like a troll. Got, look at how disingenuous people are with just like the, the debate me or, or yeah. like <laughs> you get right. something like that. And it's like, you don't want to debate. You don't want to be anyone's friend. You're just saying that like Cletus never wanted to be his friend. Cletus was always trying to manipulate him. Cletus was using him to to get coverage, the to 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 influence people outside of prison or, you know, um, and and always had sort of disingenuous motives for him. And maybe he truly believed that he just wanted a friend, but I don't believe for a second that, and I, and I have a hard time believing that they were like, well, the important thing is that people really feel for Cletus Cassidy. Cause yeah, well, like the system, I think the system definitely hurt him, but also they established, cause what did they, they say somewhere? He's like, I just wanted a family. He's like, you had a family. You killed them. You killed them all. Yeah. Yeah. True. And but I, you know, yeah, I, I, I did I did appreciate too that little like sketch drawing of showing like the backstory of Cletus. It's like that was great. Yeah, I mean, they could have went yeah. deep into it and like fleshed it out, but I was like, nah, I, I didn't want them to do that. Like as much as I wanted more of the uh, of the the Eddie and Cletus relationship to be more established, I didn't want them to go full on like let's see why Cletus is batshit crazy. Yeah. And I thought the way that Circus did the whole like cartoon sketch thing and it kind of showed that, I thought that was actually pretty perfect. Well, and even like the editing that I think that um, for me that the whole opening for a variety of reasons was like very whiplash, like, um, like, wow, what are these characters? This is so fast. Why? Why is this so like insane? And then as I got further into the movie, you look back on kind of how insane that was. And you're like, oh, they were just kind of breaking the ice there. Like, oh, this is what this movie is going to yeah. be because it was so fast and so like irreverent almost about like and and so who knows if that was the intent or if that was like maybe there was a two and a half hour movie in there that they that they cut down but i do think that compared to other movies where they have a similar mandate i think that the energy of this final cut like like for example you look at justice league as the example of movies that get cut down the even the heavily reshot and recut version it's clear there's a four-hour movie shoved into a two-hour movie right Right. In in that because of how just truncated and fast it is. And that's including heavy, heavy reshoots to simplify that story. Whereas right. this feels like, you know, some scenes could have been a little bit longer, but like the energy and the pacing makes sense. And um and, and I think that gets to that question of like, would more time to empathize with Cletus or would more of the Eddie Venom stuff like it, it, would that be a two-hour movie where you're like, okay, here's another Eddie Venom scene. Yeah. And that's the last thing right. you want is but people that would having... Be like you said, that would uh, steer it in the, like the, we want sympathy for this character, but I think you're right. I think at the end that's supposed to ring hollow. Cause it's like the evidence is there for the movie. It's like, oh, I want a family. Okay. But you killed your grandma and your parents. Uh, and then you, you kind of like shriek, but, uh, yeah. but then you, you know, you bonded with carnage, you know? So to me, I'm like, there's, I do feel like it's maybe on some level, 
he was like, oh, I, it would have been nice to have these things and, and be like a normal person. But I don't think he really meant it. Like, I think I think Cletus, that's what I was saying earlier about how they just hope you know the source material. Because it's like while you're watching that movie, if you know the source material, you start getting frustrated catch- in those scenes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're like, no, 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 no. He's he's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> makes sense. No, it makes sense. Um uh, we're going to be joined by another individual, Mr. Anthony ACS. What's hey, up? Hey. Hello. Oh, I like ah, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Appreciate, appreciate it. Look at that. Got the black Adam. You're ready for tomorrow, yes. aren't you? I'm so ready for black Adam. Well, well the fact that he, you know, he looks like he could be the stuntman for, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I was going to say, when are, when are you going to do a full-blown black Adam yeah. cosplay? Dude, I know. That should be your very first Yo, cosplay. I am working on the cosplay. I'm working on okay. the it was a while back that you posted a you replicated uh like an Instagram photo from The Rock or something yeah. and you posted it. And it took me like you said there was a cat people were reacting to it and I can't remember what the caption was. And I remember looking at it forever being like, I don't understand why everyone is being so tongue in cheek about this photo of The Rock. And I was like, Oh, that's did he Photoshop Zack Snyder's Justice League poster into the background? Is that is that what everyone's freaking out about? Until eventually I think I saw the original I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. the whole process, but I just remember like, oh wait, that's Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was the uh, when the Rock he he posted a picture of himself. I, it looked like he was working on something in his office at his laptop or whatever, and right. uh, I was challenged by Meg <laughs> to recreate it. So I was like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. And then I started looking. I was like, yeah, I can do this. Like yeah. I can literally recreate this shot. Um, and the, the and framing so I, and the angle was on on point uh, and everything too. You can I mean, thank my <laughs> wife for that shit because she she had she had the picture, the original one, and she was as she took the picture, she was like, yeah, looking at it from back and forth. But the only the, the only thing I had to find was the um his Zoa the in, the energy drinks. That's the only thing I had to find because he has like nine of them sitting in that picture. And so like it, it, once I found them, she's like, oh yeah, yeah we can do this. <laughs> but yeah it's it's um <laughs> that was that was crazy i yeah. can't i can't believe i was able to pull that shit off <laughs> well, can't wait for the uh the cosplay but yeah oh, um, speaking of which there there's a whoop. there's some black adam first look stuff on the rocks yeah on instagram right yep. yeah oh did he Is just it? post some stuff right now oh, yeah oh, oh, what I know. See, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, what else? I'll, is, I'll give uh, you one. Be... I'll give you one guess to what he says in it. Oh, the, 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 the hierarchy or whatever the fuck. Oh, oh I, I'll, I saw I'll be honest. One. I don't I even. It. I don't even have my audio on, but I see a clip of him standing there like this, moving his mouth, and I'm like, I know yeah. exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, yeah. That's his, I can't that's wait. I think I, saw, I think I saw that one earlier. I can't yeah. wait till he's allowed to say something different about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the hierarchy of the DC universe. Yeah, I know that yeah, whole thing. Yeah. He's been yeah. saying that since 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, huh? <laughs> Jeez. So what? This right here tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. Tears. Oh. What a great choice for Dr. Fate. That's oh, awesome. look at that. Show some of that Black Adam ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's about to change. <laughs> What's that movie? Is it half-baked? He's like, hey, Black ass. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I can't wait for Hawkman, too. I'm such a Hawkman fan. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's going to be interesting. Well, and Aldous, Aldous Hodge, that's, that's who it he's is, right? He's great. 
is he's so is, great. It's so cool, and he's one of those actors where like I hate engaging in the like the DC versus Marvel stuff because I don't like like pitting the brands together. Is there, mm-hmm. there's so many things that have spun out of that in fandom that's that's gross. But just in in terms of like creatively where he's yeah. where he is. I'm so glad that he did not get scooped up by the MCU. Maybe he will, yeah. you know, still. But he's one of those people who you're like, oh, you're going to be so much more di- like allowed to be something so much more different in like this for even regardless of DC and Warner Brothers and their issues. You know that you're going to get something different from him here than you would have on that. Well, side just of seeing the, him uh, like just seeing him post pictures of working out. He was like, he goes, I've he's like, I've been in pretty good shape, you know, as an actor for the past couple of years. He goes. But holy shit, working out with The Rock is different. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's like a like a DC mainstay now too. Which yeah, yeah. Is mainly from like the Snyder stuff. But I mean, even yeah, look like a god. Even um, even Shazam and um, and Birds of Prey and stuff. All these actors yeah. posting. And once again, MCU actors do that also. But like, I don't know. You get it's something different from the DC actors. Like you get the black and white like. Like, look at my, you, like, I think the, the closest thing Marvel really does is like when they have the body transformation reveals, like the Kumail or the Chris, the sure, Chris, sure. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, Chris, uh, which one of the Chris's is it? No, Hensworth? no, Evans? Um, um, no, Pratt, Chris Pratt. I was going to say Chris oh, Pine. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's Chris P. Um, <laughs> Chris Pratt. So many Chris's. <laughs> or, or, or even when they did the, the Ant-Man reveal, it's, it, that's kind of their big thing is like, oh, wow, these people's bodies have like I have never seen them this way before. Whereas with DC, it's just like, oh no, they've always been buff, but now they're really buff. Well, like Christian, <laughs> I remember Christian Bale, like he was doing the Machinist, right when he got cast in oh, Batman, oh, and then geez. he like completely transformed. And I love hearing the audio commentary on Batman Begins where Christopher Nolan, he's like, yeah, so Christian Bale showed up. And he was, he was like too 250 big. pounds. He was too big. He couldn't fit in the suit. <laughs> and he's like, hey, you're Batman, not fat man, dude. And he's like, well, I've been eating pizzas like to bulk up and running across. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, it's he's funny like, too this because is not how you got to do it. It's funny, too, because even like Christopher Nolan says in uh, in like interviews, like if you watch like behind the scenes stuff, he goes when he chose Bale, he basically had a pitch to Warner Brothers, this dude that just that is 125 pounds right now. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I had to sell that to him. And then Christian yeah. Bale goes, yeah, it's just basically just eating meat and potatoes. And he goes, I just got big like a bear. And they were like, no, OK, we got to we got to we got to trim you up a little it's, bit. Here, it's, it's crazy, though, because that even preceded like the the age at which superhero actors were expected to look like superhero actors. I feel like maybe Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, oddly, was like that, that first, like after he transformed and they like do the, like the muscle shot. Mm-hmm, um, sure. But because at the same time, you that was like Hugh Jackman had like a dad bod in the first X-Men. Well, he was um, cast like two weeks before yeah. he started yeah, So he couldn't even get into big time shape. Right. But, but I mean, the second he, one, he, he looked all right. Like a, he's oh, in yeah. the second mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, exactly. But you, you still have that like, at that, that was still relatively like the notion of because I remember sure. even seeing Bale in, when he did the um, when he did, he drank the what was it like a, a mat, he downed like a matcha tea yeah. or something like that yeah yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then or a green smoothie and then um, and then and then just dropped and did the pushups and I remember seeing that and it registering like whoa this dude is built like Batman and not that like that's still yeah. big by today's standards. But I remember that was still a new enough, like, whoa, these guys have muscles. Um, and yeah, uh, because like Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, they didn't like, I mean, they yeah. were like, you know, Their you know, they were like, in it. It. yeah, they didn't have yeah. like, but they, it wasn't like a requirement to be like, oh, you got to like, 
like guess what you had to gain like 25 pounds of muscle in three weeks yeah so uh well, here's your here's your sh- shots and, and, and you know steroids. you know that uh um pattinson is gonna have a shirtless shot but also i doubt that that comes out before the movie is released also he doesn't seem like that time yeah he's not gonna instagram it right and i feel like it's mm-hmm. not gonna be a part of promo so i feel like whatever his um, I know that there's some drama around the whether or not he actually committed to the workouts and stuff. And yeah, that, but I'm I'm that, willing to that, bet that, that drama pisses me off. It pisses me off because like you you watch you watch the lighthouse. The guy's in great shape for well, yeah. the you know, lighthouse. You know two things about him is that he he loves trolling. Oh yeah, period, I can't wait in interviews or whatever outside of movies. So you can't take any of that with total validity. Um, even in like what the Twilight commentaries, he's like jacking around. Um, and not that I've listened to those, just the clips that I've heard. <laughs> really, you should watch Twilight with the director's commentary. It truly elevates the experience. No, um, but he, um, he, but so you know that he's 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 a troll. But then on the other side, you know that he commits like wholeheartedly to his roles, which to, you know. So I, I, even if it wasn't for the entire shoot, I do believe he put in the work to like, you know, they have that peak day where it's like they dehydrate themselves for a week. I, 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 I know he did. Jackman does. Then yeah. I know they got that shot and then maybe after that he let himself go but the point is whatever the shirtless scene is you know that he executed on it and so the internet is going to break as soon as um as soon as they get a glimpse of that i'm sure yeah yeah i know i mean i remember hearing about how like jackman would like yeah you have that set date so it's like all right i'm gonna not i'm gonna dehydrate and then uh and so then all my veins are fucking popping out. Like, it's yeah. just like, Jesus Christ. Like, when you see that shot of him in Days of Future Past, I would say that's probably his most ripped right there when he gets, when he travels back and he gets up. That's like yeah. probably his most ripped he's ever been. And, and it's ridiculous just how much it, yeah. Yeah. yeah and there's, there's also medication you could take that will oh, yeah. make you just piss for yeah. days straight. <laughs> yeah. Like bodybuilders do that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like Zoa. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. through meeting, um, <laughs> knowing, like meeting bodybuilders who are, who are friends and telling me about how they prep for competitions. And also I interviewed the guy who did the stunts for, um, for Aries, um, in, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, and he talked about the, like the four month process of, it's like the, he, he's a bodybuilder and a stuntman and it was the most peak he's ever been. Um, and I think Zach told him he wanted skin like paper, veins like worms was the description of what the character was going to look like. Um, and, and even that was on screen so briefly that um, he didn't even get you know credited as anything but like a stunt credit, which was some controversy. But um, it's when you know that like that is the level of work going into it. That was always one of the things that made me soften a little bit on the um, going back to Bale when his set audio leaked from the Terminator set, realizing like oh not only is this Christian Bale who like commits himself to these roles so hard. But also he's in the middle of a role where he's going through like a body transformation where mm-hmm. he is he is so probably dehydrated. He's been prepping for this for months. He's like really in the zone and this like elevated, intense escalation of this character. And then he's trying to shoot this like intense scene and the light, lighting guy is like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to reference that every week now, just because I know you've got the drops. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. <laughs> I know. I, I'm never getting rid of those drops at all. I'm no, but like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, just just what the, I mean, even going back to Tom Hardy, I mean, he talks about how like his body too, his body transformations have also been, you know, it's, what, what's, what's cool too about 
um somebody mentioned this uh as venom was uh was coming out somebody mentioned this too it's like you know a- anytime that you have this superhero um damn sorry ben i know you're backstage come back <laughs> I, I was meant to bring him in but i kept on like you know getting distracted with things but um um no like when um somebody mentioned like how you know he did get in shape somewhat for venom but at the same mm-hmm. time did he have like his glamour shirtless shot no he always no. looked like shit he always looked like shit in a hoodie and sweaty and weird looking, you know, and he never had mm-hmm. like his, I mean, even like when Paul Rudd, you know, Paul Rudd was like, Oh, you gotta, we gotta have, you gotta show your abs at least one time. And so he gets mm-hmm. his one little glamor shot in Ant-Man. And, uh, but yeah, even though yeah. Tom Hardy like takes it seriously, I mean, but I mean the body transformations that well, he, um, that he had like, like throughout like, from Bronson to, oh, yeah. to, to everything now. I mean, it's just, <laughs> he's a warrior. Warrior was insane. Yeah, Yeah. that's where he was like his. That was his best shape right there. He's he's insane in Warrior, and and definitely like the superior physical specimen. But the thing that always was crazy for me about that movie is how Joel Edgerton was able to like stand toe to toe with him and not look like a joke. Like those guys, those guys put in work for that movie. Like. I, lo- I love that movie. So, but can we do a warrior stream? Let's just yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's just talk about warrior. <laughs> Turn that ship around. <laughs> Yo, uh, also when you because I, I I have warrior on Blu-ray and shit. Like if you watch the special features, like the 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 training that they show on that is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it, it obviously obviously the shit. It's like coordinated and whatever because it's a movie, but. The, the training stuff they put in there when you see them it, it, like like when they both come in you see them come in in one shape but then as filming progresses you know what i'm saying their shape gets better and better yeah, yeah 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 it's war that's one of my favorite movies and watching the behind the scenes just made it even better yeah it's crazy it's crazy what they did for that movie but yeah i mean but yeah i know how tom hardy said like he's like yeah man kind of effed up now you know now that he's in his 40s he's like shit i've done a lot to my body and it's like he had uh oh go ahead sorry no no go ahead well i was gonna say he had he had two knee surgeries like three weeks before they started filming venom 2 uh both knees he had surgery on him so yeah he's he's like yeah he's he's very aware of his age and that's why Mm -hmm. he he trains a lot with um, Muay Thai and I think like a jujitsu, I think. Um, and the first Venom vlog episode I did actually episode one is me reacting to him working out to play Venom. And what I love is people were like, I don't understand. He, he worked out and did all that stuff for Venom, but he's not like Eddie Brock bodybuilder, like in the comics. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, but you, you also have to get insured when you do a movie, you have to be, you have to get like people have to insure you that you can do some things you have to have good stamina. You have because there's going to be scenes where yeah. you're walking or hit or yeah. running down the street. Or him, he's like, you know, that whole deleted scene where he's like twitching down the street. Like that takes energy and 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 focus, and mm-hmm. he has to do yeah, it numerous not, takes in a row. And so it's like, no, you've got to work. Not always for the glam. Yeah, not always right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of that, but at the same time, I mean, even with Hugh Jackman, it's like, yeah, he gets his shirtless glamorous shot where he goes, yes. look at how fucking jacked and ripped I am. But at the same yeah. time, he's doing a lot of physical stuff at well, the same time. It also is so is so influential on the way you stand and hold yourself and like mm-hmm. the way your clothes fit and everything. And that was something yeah. that I think 
I awesome. didn't fully appreciate until um, seeing Ray Fisher's Cyborg, because if you remember how jacked he got for that role, yeah. that was, he was probably more, the most jacked person on on that yeah, well, set. The, Besides Affleck, yeah. And, <laughs> when he was like throwing the, the uh, medicine ball down. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. the once the one, yeah. And, then, oh, yeah, and, was... and, yet, and yet you don't see, like, obviously he's got no skin at all shown mm-hmm. in the movie. I mean, his, yep. his body's entirely replaced, but because they use motion motion capture, you can see the way that the he moves, yeah. the way mm-hmm. he like throws his shoulders around. You're like, yeah, he, that dude's got massive traps. I know they replace them with like pistons, <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. know, like you can see it in the way he like yeah. turns his body. He's it's like, well, that like, and it really Piston influenced the, the performance in a huge way, even though it was just a motion capture performance. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no. the muscles no. aren't purely for like. Oh, here's my shirtless scene, but also it influences the physicality of the character yeah. in such mm-hmm. a significant way. Exactly. All right. And we got Mr. Ben Everett showing up. Hey, what what's up? Hey. What's really hood. <laughs> Go Red Sox. I'm going for your team now. Yeah, man. We're not doing Dude, so well. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, stepped, I know. I st- Dude, those Astros. Fuck them, man. Fuck yeah. Them. Yeah. Oh, are y'all playing right now? Yeah. yeah. It just ended right now, right? It just ended. One. Yeah. It just ended yeah. a couple of minutes ago. Oh man! Ugh. You win them all. Whatever. Let's not talk about stuff. Yeah, like your that. team is not doing much better oh, anyway. God, <laughs> I didn't want to talk about that game last night, man. Jeez. Anyway, hey, we'll, we'll just yo, Dave. We'll destroy. We'll, we'll we'll attempt to destroy them for you. Thank yeah, Seth Ray. You're a Braves guy, please. Yep. Oh, gross. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, two of my best friends are from Boston, and they're yeah. They That's are it. Patriots and Red Sox fans to the till the day that to the day they die. <laughs> uh, my best friend is a Braves. That's why I'm like gross because I know he's in the live. <laughs> he's in the chat right now. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, that's right. Is that uh? Yeah. Um. Nah, it was. It was. Uh. It was crazy. But uh. Yeah. DC fandom guys. So I mean, I know you guys probably and we're we've all been talking about it to death. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, I mean, look what's. I mean, the big thing is, is what's been, you know, happening with the Batman, which is, thank God. I was going, okay, what is going to be teased? Mm-hmm. Well, we got a Batman tease, which is great. And um, we uh, got posters today. We got a picture of Selena Kyle, yep. Zoe Kravitz. Well, how are we thinking? How are we feeling? What's going on? And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, The Rock's here. Huh? <laughs> you'll never move that down i mean especially no, I'll, I'll never yeah i'm sure yeah. I'll, <laughs> i was a, a what do you big... think oh sorry i was oh. gonna say seek what, what was like when it comes to tomorrow what are you looking forward to the most well um zoe kravitz is one of the most beautiful women on the planet so she looks great <laughs> as selena kyle um mm-hmm. to me i saw that picture of her early on instagram at work and i was like Hey, everyone shut up. It's <laughs> like, I just saw a great picture of Catwoman. Y'all can shut up now. Um, yeah. I actually have I, on my wall. Like, so this wall is my Marvel wall behind on this side where I should probably, I should have turned the camera around for you guys tonight. Um, I have DC stuff everywhere. And, uh, and so I have like pictures of Michelle Pfeiffer. So like, that was one of my first crushes when I was a kid was her as Catwoman. So mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow I'm looking forward to seeing Catwoman in action in the Batman trailer, hopefully. Um, I really am looking forward to Gotham Knights, the video game. I'm going to be covering the development of that game up till the release on my show. And so, uh, so I'm really pumped to see what news we get for Gotham Knights. Like I'm, I cannot wait to play as Nightwing and Batgirl in a video game with other players. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Black Adam. No, but yeah, when it comes to God, yeah, because I played the Arkham games, not all of them. I don't think I played Origins. I should, but, um, you know, uh, but I like the Arkham games and I, I do like the yeah. fact that it's like, all right, we're going to play into the Court of Owls storyline and then we're going to have a missing Batman. So the Bat family takes over. I'm like, that's pretty cool. That uh, we're going to, and I think that might actually get me back in the whole game, video game sphere. But, um, but yeah, what were you going to say, Steven? Like, uh, before? Um, oh, I was going to say for um, the Batman is a really interesting thing. I think most people are generally, generally hyped for it for a lot of reasons, but that shot of him overlooking Gotham city, I think was oh. one that um, reminded me where like, not that the, the trailer that they released last year looked great. And, um, and I knew that it was going to look good because I like, I like Matt Reeves, but it reminded me that um, Greg Frazier, the, the DP. Yeah. That's the, is, yeah. Um, like really unsung. I think this movie, well, this and Dune he's, he did Dune too. Yeah, are are going to put his name in that conversation a little bit more? Um, yeah, has you seen that yet? See? I've I've not seen that. That's oh yeah, so beautiful. And yeah, that was posted yesterday by Matt Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Greg, Greg Frazier. Oh man, so fire! A, a ton of, I mean, he did Killing Them Softly. He did. Wow. Um, it's a good he, um, underrated. Which, I know not a lot of people have seen that one, but I think it's a, it's a yeah. one shot movie. Um, yeah, definitely. he did Rogue One is like the one that like I think that that's the best shot of the Rogue One is so beautiful the new um, the Disney Star Wars movies and then uh, he even did a few episodes of the Mandalorian which I thought looked good um, and uh, it's so it's just exciting to kind of see this and be like that's right we're like this is not just a Matt Reeves movie that we're actually going to have Greg Frazier doing the uh, the cinematography didn't, on this didn't and he also do did he do some of the apes movies too um, one of the apes movies i thought i saw something that he did you know one what? of them i, I should know because i just looked it up and i'm and I, here i am like praising him but, yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, the the uh my mind the yeah this the, posters, these two man. posters Ooh. yeah they, these are fire these are like uh and the fact that they have a date on them ha huh, we yeah. have a date right please it's they're so like it's just you know what i'm saying like they just they're they just minimal up, but they're not Yes. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. yeah. They're busy, minimal. He did yeah, that. because you look at this and there's just so much happening. And I love the red aesthetic that he's keeping. Red is great. It. Wow. Because yeah. so normally they would do like green, you know, like they would play yeah. that up with Riddler. And it's like really a dull there green. There is like background. a dark shade of green, yeah. like a chalkboard yeah. green right here. And then like just uh, the fact that it looks like there's fing- like it looks like there's this is a chalkboard behind them. Yeah. Well, That's what's so crazy. It's a, I mean, not, not to take away from, from the fact that it, cool. it, it's a, a Matt Reeves film. But it looks very Fincher in its yeah. like, yeah, um, and in the grounded kind of gritty aesthetic. Obviously, that they're posters, so it's it's you know, and, and the fact is, that he's but, that he's blurred and the the the, the well, letter is like in full. And focus. notice they did that with the. Uh, that's one of the things I like about that Batman shot too is the depth of field where yeah, it's a hero shot of the of the of the the actual shot from the movie we're talking about because it's a it's a hero shot, but the focus is actually on the city. And Batman is the one oh, yeah. that is right, he's that out is, of focus. That is out yeah. of focus, mm-hmm, which right. is such a cool, like silent watcher, it's like silent protector kind of vibe of like well, that, mm-hmm. that's the mission, protect yeah. the city. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which uh which I like. But I mean just the, the, the color palette and the 
just the tone of that is very it, it is it is visually distinct from the rest of the like the trailer and they do this for a lot of early trailers too i think because it's easy to mm-hmm. easier to color grade that stuff but the trailer was very dark and and monotone to an Gloomy. extent yeah and yeah. and this is one where like it doesn't abandon that aesthetic but it shows like oh no we're gonna like like there's going to be a a rich kind of palette to this like look at the like the orange the amount of orange in this shot is is awesome mm-hmm. you see what you got the lights and the the rising sun yeah um and or is that a set i guess we don't know which yeah i think it might be a sunset to be i don't know i think it might i think it's a sunrise because uh, i think so when matt reeves yeah. posted it he said sunrise in his tweet he said something about a sunrise Good morning from oh, Gotham yeah. City. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, right. Could you know, that. sometimes they do what they call sunrise for sunset, which is where they it shoot. Was, so, which I would, but that was my first thought was that, that it was the sunset. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Before, before well, I, I, yeah. it would make more sense for him to be out in yeah, the city when sunrise. the sun is coming out than being out yeah. in the city prior mm. to, to sunset. Regardless, <laughs> yeah, we kind of got something like that in Batman Begins where he was like, literally, like the sun was rising and we get that shot of him perched up. And then, yeah, so yeah, it could be that where it's like, all right, I've done my 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 duty for tonight. Also, and uh, <laughs> you going back to uh, the Dark Knight uh, Rises uh, in Gotham with with the the several bridges. If you mm-hmm. like, go back to that picture. There's like, there's there are several like, there, well, I see, you see the one bridge, and then there's one off in the distance too. So, and I think that wasn't that it was filmed in like uh, this one. Pittsburgh. This, this one, yeah, well, Liverpool, yeah. Chicago. No, no, I'm saying like uh, the Dark Knight Returns or the, the Dark yeah, Knight Chicago. Rise, rise, no, no, rise, rise. yeah, that was Chicago. Yeah, no, no, no. Begins in the Dark Knight were were Chicago. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises is uh, or, or, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Rises was Pittsburgh. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I think they might have done a couple shots in Chicago, like second unit stuff, but like the mm. bulk of which which was a di- it was they did some in LA a, too. Okay, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but it was because it was the only one of the three that they actually shot the majority of Gotham in a different in a different city. Um, but it isn't like some of it shot uh, somewhere in, when, when, where was it in London, Liverpool, something Liverpool. What? I don't ben, know. Where, ben, where hey, Ben, what did, uh, Glasgow. What's the, that, yeah, Glasgow. Glasgow. There you go. I kind of like facts, Liverpool. Facts. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that my, uh, one of my best friends in the whole world lives there. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yeah. So we got, we're, we're going to get that dark gloomy. I mean, that, that, that's what the first trailer really just had that, mm-hmm. that aesthetic of like, Hey, this is gloomy. It's rainy. It's cold. It's, I mean, I, I love the atmosphere of it. I'm like, bring it on, please. Yeah. But I love the fact that Matt Reeves posted that shot of like, Hey, here's some sun. Don't worry. Look at how beautiful this shot is. And yeah. it's like, Oh man. Well, it, it's also, I mean, for Batman shot. also, it's, it's such a, um, I don't know. I sometimes I hate looking too much into this kind of stuff because it's it's like fans pouring over like the, the tiniest breadcrumb. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, but I do think it's an interesting dichotomy of it's Batman at the edge of like his watch is ending or whatever, and you know mm-hmm. that because of who Batman is, and he's out there. Mm-hmm. Like you see the sun coming up, and you're like, oh, that's interesting. That is during the time when he is not on duty or on patrol, and so that's yeah. marking the transition from. The, the sun guarding Gotham by day and Batman guarding it by night, um, which for, for what you understand about this movie, the idea of it, him being a little more um, on that edge and um, greener and kind of trying to find out like what, what does it mean to be Batman um, 
is is a a cool kind of bit of promo to kind of tease that tone of like you know where does he belong in this day night um, metaphor you sure he just didn't get a coat out there fighting crime and it's like oh shit it's already six well and, <laughs> there's there's plot there, there, there is plot and then there is uh and there's story right <laughs> so i'm sure that's the plot but then what's the story implication you know there's gotcha <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward like, to that's that the Instagram. He's like ending my sh- ending my my watch for tonight. Stay safe, Gotham. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, the add-ons to this uh, universe because we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of uh, um, Batman tomorrow. But uh, GCPD is something that we haven't heard anything from. I know. So, I wonder how I much would like to know. How far along we are with this uh, series? If there's any, yeah. yeah. If there's any traction in that, yeah, I think they're they probably sh- probably will talk about that. They, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised because if they're trying to set all that up, and you know, you got this full panel. The movie's coming out in March, so this mm-hmm. is like the panel before the movie comes out. So, right. I mean, my God, I mean, they're putting that, that's why they're teasing the shit out of it right now, to be honest, because it's like, this is the first movie that's going to be coming out of all this. I was wondering, I'm like, all right, which movie, I mean, why, what are we going to get beforehand? I mean, obviously the rock just tweeted, but at the same time, when it comes to black Adam, I think that's what we're going to get. Like what we got with the suicide squad last year, I think like a first look, but it's going to be like a featurette thing where you get like some footage behind the scenes footage, interviews blah 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 we'll probably get some costumes which is good we're gonna get the full costume of black adam him in the costume probably hawkman probably <clears throat> i don't know if we'll get any dr fate because i know that's supposed to be some mocap that's going on with uh pierce brosnan mm-hmm. and so but i don't know if they're gonna show the tease of the helmet maybe i don't know as we'll far see, as he's but- a real like similar to the suicide squad last year i think uh uh, the Shazam movie and the Aquaman movie are more likely to fall in that category where we get just some behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Black as Adam far as might get a proper first teaser, it's yes, yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, Actually, it's like <laughs> nine might. months away. Yeah. No, we, we yeah. and then I'm wondering about the Flash too. Are we going to get a little teaser? For I was going to say I think we're going to get a full on trailer. I I think we're going to get a the behind the scenes featurette for the Flash. Yeah, well, so okay. all, but all these. Well, we already are, got that leak. <laughs> <laughs> well, a bunch of these are wrapped already too. I mean, yeah. that's the big thing. Where Black Adam has been wrapped for a little while. Flash wrapped yeah. a week or so right. ago. And look what Matt Reeves did with twenty five percent of the movie. Being yeah. sure. well, or do you remember right. Justice League had that that very first look at Justice League at Comic Con um, in twenty sixteen? That was a four minute. Was one. Um, yeah, and then he had been shooting for like a week or something yep. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, or Guardians of the Galaxy did something similar that that had been two shooting weeks, for about a, yep. for about two yep. weeks, and they came yep. out, and that had a full on rocket and Groot. I don't remember if that scene was even in the movie because some of this stuff they have completed for like promo purposes. But well, yeah, so that, I would be shocked. That is that is something that reel. that is something that I mentioned earlier on the Real RQ channel live stream. Drink. <laughs> some of those effect uh, effects shots. Oh, sorry, guys. Some of these F- <laughs> some of these FX shots get they get they start getting worked on before the movie starts uh, shooting. Mm-hmm. So by the time they get some some stuff on camera, they just marry it together and put the trailer. Out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, they got to show something. I, I have a feeling we're going to see all the costumes for the Flash. We're going to see full on. We're going to get that Keaton costume. I think. Yeah. Uh, I hope so. 
Yeah. Seek, are you like looking forward to what they're doing with the flash? You know, I haven't actually made up my mind about it yet. Okay. It's, it's, That's what I wanted to know, like what your thoughts yeah. were about it. <laughs> there's, the it can be a little the, bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. It's the same with Spider-Man no way home. Like I'm, I'm not really sure how I feel about that either. Cause it's, the concept, like I've been reading comics for 30 plus years. So of course I like the concept mm-hmm. of multiverse stuff. They're always done mostly pretty interestingly in comics. So I, I hope they translate that stuff well to the screen, but I just, I know that's usually the decisions that are made when, when it's like people behind the scenes that aren't creative, that are helping make those decisions. It is mm-hmm. purely just for a nostalgia thing or to cash in on something. I just hope that the directors and the writers can go okay that is what's being forced on us but we have a creative way and an interesting way to still do it um so i think it's it's one of those situations where i'm like they got creative people working on these movies and then they have non-creative people and i just want to see who's going to win that fight uh to decide the movie so i'll i'll need to see trailers before i make up my minds and no way home didn't really blow me away so i'm hoping flash does because i really want to see michael keaton batman again I'm, i'm really excited for that Indeed. It's going to be interesting. And I just want to see yeah. what that costume looks like. And I, I mean, how do you not show that stuff? I mean, and I, I know there's, there's at a least a, a full cast photo or, or, or yeah, something. Each, like, in costume. We've got to get, oh. um, we still don't know the, the, new, the new flash costume, all that right there. See the Batman. 89? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. yeah. I got, <laughs> I got a couple variants. I got the Harvey Dent variant. Yeah. Um, that's the issue, the issue I got. The Catwoman yeah, variant. Catwoman. Nice. Yeah. Slaps hard, yeah. yeah. And then I got uh, issue two, and then I just picked up issue three today. Yeah, nice. um, nice. This came out today. I forgot about that. I meant to pick it up. Shit. Has anyone checked out the um, the Batman comic written by, um, what, what's his name? Matson, Imposter. Matson Imposter, Tom, right? Tomlinson, yeah. I haven't, want, I haven't checked no, that I haven't, out yet. Uh-huh. I, I hear I it's great. I haven't read any of the new stuff, but I, I love him on Twitter and his approach to story and like his obsession with the Matrix alone. Um, <laughs> right. is like, if you follow him on Twitter, you know, um, yeah. has me like, and especially the fact that he helped write the Batman has me really, really curious about um, about what that what that is. Um, but I, I haven't heard anybody talk about it, so I didn't know if I can if I can plug a comic store that I used to work at and they're like dear family to me. Um, Golden Apple Comics in Los Angeles. Um, I've heard of I used it. to. I used to work there and I buy, I used to buy everything there when I didn't work there. They, um, they had that, that writer showed up randomly and signed every issue at their store. So you can actually, you can actually buy a copy on their website, I think, and you'll get it signed by the actual writer. Um, so uh, for yeah. regular price, oh. I think too. And so. as Dice just plugged in the, uh, yeah, I know I just, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he, I, I missed that. He, he talked to the dude. Um, so, um, yeah, check that out for sure. Ah, cool. Yeah. Will do. At screenrant.com. No, um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, what's, what's interesting about this year though? I mean, just, just the fact that, I mean, there was last year was just, we didn't know what we were in store for. And then the fact that we were going to get the very first, like Snyder cut trailer, you know, it was like, yeah, yeah, technically that. And it, it was that the Batman, we didn't know what. Matt Reeves was cooking up, you know, um, there was, you know, some Wonder Woman 84 stuff. There was a new trailer with that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but we just didn't know exactly what was when it comes to this one. Is this one supposed to be shorter or is it longer? It's four hours, four, four hours, hours, three four hours. 
Yeah. Okay. So one p.m. Eastern to five. Is it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not even. uh, Yeah. Because I know there's. It just seems like a lot to cram in four hours. What can you do? Ben, you got to get the schedule ready, Ben. (laughs) Yeah, it's eight (laughs) o'clock. Nah, eight o- but eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, we were doing a live stream earlier, my channel. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I know when you're. I know when this. And I wasn't sure is. if it was about... nine or eight. Well, <laughs> I know it's eight o'clock. I, I, I'm, I'm asking you about the schedule for the actual event for for DC fandom. Like, you got the schedule? Yeah. Do, is there like an? There's an actual schedule now, right? Is there or no? Yeah, there's. It's from what is well the, the whole breakdown of who's who at what time. I haven't seen anything. Okay, oh, okay. so we're gonna get that tomorrow, probably. Then. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a full on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a. Full we're still on, gonna like, sit through the whole fucking four hours, man. Yeah, well, we, we, we yeah. all are. But I'm saying that's a full on. <laughs> let's make sure everybody watches from kickoff. To all the, the way final. to the final. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I mean, with last oh, yeah. year's fan, no, we got we got a schedule. We had you know these certain brackets of times for certain uh, panels or whatever. But the fact that we haven't, that's a legit watch from start to finish. Yo, <laughs> yo, here's the thing, mate. If you're not watching, we'll sneak the Batman panel in second. Hmm. Think so? Probably not gonna happen. Mm. No. No, not definitely. I'm just saying, like, like they, that's that's the, the thought mentality is if we don't tell you the schedule of this entire oh, event, that's true, that's true. Wait till the last minute or something like that, where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah because yeah. everybody if you don't like, watch it from start to finish, we might sneak well, something in on you, you won't get it, you won't get yeah. it until, yeah, yeah. If they're mm. smart, they'll they'll save the Batman mm. for the last, the last. Oh, yeah. absolutely the last because that's what they did last year. Last year. Yeah. It was yep. the last panel, the last big panel, and the last big trailer, yep. and it blew everybody's mind. So it's like I have a feeling they're going to do that this year. Yeah, they, no, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel exactly the same way. But I, feel, but when when the question comes up of how come they didn't release a schedule, it's because just yeah. Watch. We want yeah. you to watch from one. It starts at ten, okay? Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, it starts at ten your time, right, Dave? Yeah, my time. Yeah. So watch from ten until it finishes, yeah, and two, you won't yeah. miss. Yeah, that's yep. That's pretty much now, what I think. Now the like another question that's been uh, out there is like any surprises that should show up. Do you think? I mean, there's they talk about that. Sometimes I almost think that's just another reason for them for you to be like, hey, hey here's a surprise. Everybody can get a bag that says DC fandom. Surprise! <laughs> you know, it'll be something stupid. It's not going to be like anything like, oh, it's going to be surprise on the panels. But at the same time, it's like, remember how shit like that used to happen at like Comic Cons where especially with the like wasn't it DC and WB's thing to pull the whole like oh wait one last thing at the end yeah. of their Hall H yeah. panel that yo, yeah. that's exactly how Zack Snyder came out on that one panel the, in, with BBS you know, announcement yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> when he oh, brought yes. Oh, yeah. like yo his voice is way better than mine and he <laughs> That shit still um, yeah. gives me chills to this oh. day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can watch that and it's just jazz. Um, yeah. Although I do think one thing that's interesting about the place that DC, like they've been, 
and this is hard to know whether or not they even know how to operate in this space because there's been so many years of like mm. just problems. But um, if you look at the way like Marvel operates or um, I don't know, Star Wars, any other like f- well-functioning franchise mm. um, is that uh, there's stuff in the works that you'll expect to see something from that you don't because once you actually hit your stride, the problem with DC is that every time like something goes wrong or whatever, they, they like they they ditch the slate, they change the narrative, they whatever, and then they'll release a story about they're gonna do Black Superman, and that's like they do the same thing every time like there's any sort of bad news. But um, if things are operating correctly according to their like their release slate is on schedule and people are interested in what's coming, then um, ideally they would be withholding a few things you know they're going to focus mostly on the stuff coming immediately and then they'll Mm -hmm. do like smaller teases for the other stuff and so i'm curious if they're going to finally kind of reach that point where they're comfortable or if this is going to be them very much trying to like fire you know all their cylinders to to like to you know like for example i think the big the big question will be like what are we going to see from like the flash or 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 some is that the furthest one or Aquaman even, which has been yeah, filming. Aquaman. Like, hypothetically yeah. we could see Aquaman two footage. Um, but I don't I don't think I think for that we're more likely to see some photos and get like a generic um something along the lines of what we got for Black Adam last year. Um <laughs> but um the 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 more they do on that where they, they give less and less footage for the stuff that even if they have it ready, I think is going to show how how well attuned their like marketing and PR is, which has been a a, a real struggle for them to kind of get a hold of that yeah. that maintaining Seriously. hype cycle of they 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 blow all their guns and then and then they've got nothing and have to like scramble to to change the narrative. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. To watch. Yeah. Um, thank you, Jason, for the uh, the super chat. Appreciate hey, it. Helping out the pirate ship. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm kind of wondering, like, how much, um, how much Aquaman two also is going to be uh, um, shown, because that. I mean, I don't know how much if they're going to have some footage or they're going to have. They might have. They're going to have some interviews. I mean, obviously, Moas, but I don't know. If, was James Wan in the list of people who were going to be chatting there? I don't even know. That is. Um, yeah, I don't remember seeing James Wan's name. I remember seeing Cam Newton's name, and I'm still wondering what the fuck that's about. Did we, did we ever figure that out, Cam Newton? <laughs> yeah, I read that. I was like, Cam Newton? What is he? I mean, I know he's been called like a you know Superman or whatever the hell, but I'm like, oh what? god, no, oh, please there, no. don't let him be. <laughs> Yo, that no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that whole idea of the black Superman. <laughs> Yo, maybe there's another like artist or writer or somebody whose name happens to be Cam Newton, where it's not, where it's nope. not that dude. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, but it's like such a. I mean, he's probably <laughs> he got, got some sort of like a clothing, like a shoe line or something. Like a merch. Collaboration. I feel like we're all. Would that be the place to to reveal that though? Because like, well, yeah. yeah. fandom is like, fan, no fandom know, is like, everything. I mean, don't we're not talking about reveals. Yeah. Like they're not gonna like. Be like, and here's no. the trailer for the Batman, and then after that, be like, and here's Cam Newton's new Superman shoes. Like, 
it's like remember like last year they had all this like they had these panels where it's like let's feature some artists let's feature some like whatever yeah and mm. so you don't know what kind of don't assume so it's gonna it, have the same it might prominence. be like yeah it might be like a four minute 33 second thing of like hey everybody it's cam newton guess or what I maybe got 32 these, seconds you know or that you know. I don't know why it's got to be 33, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you know, I was just trying to cut it down, you know, a little bit from, you know, five minutes. I love the no, fact but, that we're all familiar with the, with who Cam Newton is, which is yeah. why this makes it that much funnier. <laughs> Poor guy. Man, is he going to find a football team this anytime uh, soon? Uh, he will. He will. Before the season's out, he will. Yeah, Where, there's the gonna Jets? be a big, there's gonna be a midseason injury, and they're gonna yeah, the Jets will pick him up. exactly. There's gonna be a, yeah, there's gonna be a midseason injury where they're gonna be like, yo, Cam. I think yeah. you're all crazy. I think Cam Newton's there to announce that he's the voice of Lego Superman. Yes, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that's not Same a bad Zeke show. That's not a bad, yeah. That's or not like, do, do, uh, we have we know the voice of crypto, right? They announced all those super yeah, yeah. yeah. voices. That is the rock. rock. Okay, I know who all is in that, but I don't remember. I don't know who is who. Um, yeah, but they're just either. playing the pets. Maybe Cam Newton's playing uh, Superman. Yeah. Uh, and then mm. Rock is crypto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I want to see the Rock taking over the show and just like be the uh, the surprise um, winner of the entire thing. Because for all that shit that he's been talking for two years now, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about oh, to yeah. change. Motherfucker, you better bring it tomorrow. I mean, you, <laughs> you better make me forget that I just watched the greatest Batman trailer of all fucking times. He also better not Whoa. get his ass kicked by a man in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the hierarchy of power is about to change. Oh, Hawkman! Until that Nagarian just hit you right on the side of your fucking face. <laughs> I'm rooting for Hawkman. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be. I had another thought too when it came to the Batman trailer or the Batman, but I mean, yeah, I mean, of course the GCPD stuff, and I'm wondering how much more. Well, then there's this whole, you know, we got Batgirl coming out, and even like the directors teasing, like, oh, hey, guess what? We have a Batman, apparently, and we can't tell you which one it is, but there's a Batman in our movie, so it's like, yeah. all right, is that going to be talked about tomorrow, or they probably not? I wouldn't, it, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be, be. yeah, it, it's got to be Ben, right? It's, it's got to be Ben, dude. I, we, if J.K. Simmons is coming back, I mean... How yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. That's that. That tells you everything. I mean, I mean it's also listen. highly possible they legitimately don't know yet. <laughs> But the, <laughs> thing is, but the thing is that uh, J.K. Simmons is a whole lot younger than uh, um, uh, Michael Keaton. Keaton is, is 71. Yeah, J.K. And, is uh, like and, in his 60s, right? And, yeah. Like 50s, and, late 50s? Correct. Yeah. So he's he's supposed to be always older than, than Batman. So how is that going to work? Yeah. So he has to be Ben. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, but I mean, there's there was that whole rumor that it might the Batgirl might be like a Batgirl Beyond, so it's like, oh wait, maybe it is Keaton or something like that. There's mm-hmm. always that worry that that rumor might come true because I I I want an actual Bat, I want Terry McGinn, I, I want him, I don't want I want the, the Terry McGinnis, Beyond. yes. See, yep, look, pointing at up, oh, Seek's got something in the background. Um, <laughs> I almost bought the McFarland Batman Beyond. By the way, is that the one you got? Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, see, I want that. I want the actual story. Don't change. Don't change the story. There you go. Don't change the story 
Don't change the story before like you've not really, you know, done a movie version before yet. So. I just picked up Bat I just picked up Batwoman today. Batwoman Beyond. Nice. So yeah, I mean hopefully it's not that because I'd want an actual Batman Beyond first. Yeah, Don't I want Terry McGinnis. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want him first. And I mean, let's face it, like when Michael Keaton signed on, he didn't sign on for one movie. You know, oh. he he signed on for something else. And I think Batman Beyond was definitely like, hey, that's where that Bruce Wayne can fit somewhere in there. Do it. I mean, I I, I actually was campaigning for, hey, just let fucking Tim Burton come back. We can get a <laughs> full on trilogy with Keaton and Burton and he could do like his crazy, like futuristic cyberpunk crazy tim burton thing i don't think it's gonna happen maybe i have very little faith in burton man ever since the planet <laughs> ever since his planet of the apes i'm like okay motherfucker I'm what are you talking with about with mark mark well, oh, with mark and mark no what was the uh <laughs> i think we're talking tim, tim burton is best summed up by i think it was a viral tweet that said uh what was it the first half of tim burton's career is defined by movies that shouldn't work but do and the second <laughs> half of his career is movies that should work but don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't sleep I on the scene. I was such a big fan that I remember that I went to see uh, I think it uh, Monkey Bone with uh with Brendan Fraser. Anybody seen this? Monkey oh, Bone. Yeah, that's, that's Monkey where, Bone. Uh, from the director of uh, Nightmare for Christmas. Yeah, uh, was that, Tim Burton. Burton produced it. Well, Tim Burton was, only produced uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, I, uh, oh, shit, I, yeah. Thought he, I thought he directed it. Nah, I remember watching that movie. In the middle of the movie, you see a boom mic. I was like, what the fuck is that? Oh, dude, that was the in the first cut of uh, Dumb and Dumber. There was a boom mic. Oh, yeah. I remember I spotted it the very I first remember. time I watched it. I remember like in the movie theater, I was like, what the? There's a, you could see. It was just like, boom. It was like right there. But then when you watch it now, they like uh, cropped it out. I'm like, how did yeah. you not do that? at first <laughs> like did nobody <laughs> spot that how many times did you watch this movie but then again dumb and dumber is always a weird one because i remember like i know this is totally going off on a tangent right here but when when lloyd like falls off the the jetway when you actually saw it in the movie at first he landed head first so he was flat on his stomach but then mm. when you watch it now he's on his back they like recut it because it didn't make sense because when you actually saw him in the distance fall, he would naturally fall on his back. But for some reason, if you watch, I guarantee if you watch one of the earliest trailers, when he lands, he's on his stomach. But they changed so there's two versions of that out there. Yeah, it was weird. It was very strange. Like I never understood like like how that movie was like, you know, and like I said, that's it was the scene when they're like in their 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 suite and. Uh, Harry is just like, hey, he, she wanted to meet you there and blah, 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 even though Lloyd knew all the bullshit. I mm. remember specifically that scene had a boom mic in it. You can't see it anymore because, you know, they fixed it, mm. but it's very odd. Anyways, that was well, a tangent. I love yeah. watching in, in <laughs> movies like that where fan. there's all sorts of little things where yeah. not always is something as simple as a boom mic, but like a common one where you see you see like someone fall on like yeah. grass or sand or something and you'll see like the edge of like the mattress pop up under the grass, like over oh, you in know the corner, what, like a few feet away. You know what movie? Like, really Robin William on falling on, on the birdcage. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the. You, everybody's seen the yeah. birdcage, right? Yeah. That wow. that scene when he's in the restaurant and he just like mm -hmm. storming off. He just falls for real. <laughs> he just stays in character and keeps on going. Yeah. No, but they're like, uh, what was it? Um, what was that Pete Davidson movie with uh, Judd Apatow? Uh, um, uh, King of Staten Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there, there's a full on where he like 
does like a barrel roll over like uh, the hood of his car and then lands, you full on see the the mat that he lands on. I went, what the fuck? And I, and I rewound it. I'm like, how did that is like clear as day because there's a street light that is just illuminating that part. And I'm like, you see the mat that he lands on. I'm like, what? Like you couldn't do a better job hiding that. It was really bad, really bad. And that's why I kind of go like, yeah. Then you had guys like Jim Carrey and he watched that liar, liar scene in the bathroom where he's kicking his own ass and he's just going full on. Like even uh, a yeah. Tom Shadick says, he goes, yeah, you know, that sound that you hear when he falls to the ground, that is Jim Carrey's head hitting the ground. Holy shit. Yeah. You hear a boom, like when he hits and he's like, yeah, that's his actual head hitting the ground. And I'm like, it's- yeah, see, they're, they're just guys that just fucking go for it, man. There's another one from a movie that you love Batman forever. Oh yeah, uh, where you see the Riddler standing behind, just waiting for for his time to come in. Like you, yeah. you could see him standing behind the. Oh yeah, uh, the, the statue of two faces, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. You could yeah, see him yeah, standing yeah. there. It's like, hey, stab the Riddler back. There. <laughs> yeah. Or I love it. He sees a lot more in older movies, like uh, and I know it's a Wonderful Life has a few popular ones where um you'll have you'll see extras that will like get recycled in the same scene where there's like a crowd walking by in the background and you'll see someone yeah. like walk by Spider-Man three, they come back around and then, and then they'll Spider-Man come back around. Or, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that movie a thousand times. Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's gotta be hard when like you're in that editing and you know, and I've, I've, we've all probably been through that too, editing videos where you kind of go, shit, something messes up. You look at something and you just, you have to figure out something to make, maybe fix it or do like a little cut. Imagine like doing like a, a full on production and something just fucks up. So you have to use like these little, hopefully, you know, you, you, you do these little edits or something where you hopefully nobody notices. But nowadays people fucking are watching every frame. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. what additional <laughs> photography is supposed to be for is to like yeah. do those pickups and correct that stuff. Mm-hmm. Although, and while I love like the clean and like, well, like executed, stuff where there's like no continuity errors i also love um scorsese is like infamous for just like not giving a shit about um about about continuity and you see it where like when people are eating or smoking a cigar or a cigarette every single time and like i think in um uh i don't remember which one it is but you'll see like the length of the cigar someone is smoking will change or there's some big ones in wolf of wall street um with uh, with Jonah Hill scene, and he's like, "Look, you got to edit the scene to the energy." And he's like, "The yeah. fact that the cigar, the consistency of the cigar burning down, is has far less impact on the way someone views the True. movie than the actual emotional unfolding of the scene." And he's like, "So, so like, yeah, sure, ideally you'd want that to not be an error, but like, I'm not going to ruin the scene for the sake of like making sure that glass of water is in the same place on the table in every single shot." If well, like, I mean, like. It, it's got to be difficult, especially when the character is like eating and smoking a, a cigar or something like that. Yeah. It's just, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at, uh, I, it must've been super hard with the oceans 11 franchise because Brad Pitt's character was like rusty. He the was drink. always eating the martini. But then, but then there was like, there was one scene where like he, they're in a, a him and Matt Damon are talking and, but it was like, but this was a weird one though, because it didn't make sense because there's like the far shot, like the established shot where it has both of them in the shot. He's holding uh, like a martini. You know, a, no, no, it's not a martini. It's um, it's a shrimp. He's like got shrimp, but he's got the uh, the like the the like a, it looks like a martini glass. So he's dipping. Like a but cocktail. then when you get closer to it, he's 
got a plate. He's eating something off a plate. So it messes up. I'm like, see, that's a continuity mess up where it's like, all right, you had a big fuck. Well, because what happens when you start doing that kind of stuff is that you'll start. You got to do how many takes and you finish the whole the whole uh, shrimp cocktail. And you're like, well, shit, you you can't just have it disappear entirely so like what do we have here Give yeah me a plate of like whatever maybe notice yeah yeah i think that's what it kind of was though mm-hmm. um, but uh before we continue here seek you're gonna take off i know you got work tomorrow yeah i'm so sorry yeah i've been up for about 28 hours now dude, and, uh, dude get and, some sleep man get yeah and sleep. i we i work at <laughs> harley sure. so we're having a we're having bike tober fest this weekend at harley davidson so i need to crash yeah go ahead um, get some sleep thank man. you guys so much coming on. yeah take it easy yeah thank and, you and and, uh, i have to come back and hang out with you guys again sometime thank you so much oh, yeah for me. sure always welcome man make sure you guys subscribe to his channel and everything so all right i'll talk to you soon man right. see you guys Bye. see ya yeah all right God, I got to get rid of it. I got to put another overlay when it's four people because it just goes right over your names. Come on. Got to see. Got to promote yourself. So I'm just going to remove it. Um, so anyways, um, so tomorrow. So, okay. So we got, I mean, what's what the feel that it doesn't have is the fact that we don't have Snyder. That's, we knew yeah. that we were going to get that Hallelujah. It's different. Not the hallelujah to, it does feel different because there was that. It was like, oh my god, yeah. we're actually getting the trailer <laughs> yeah. for this. Yeah, so there's yeah. A, there's a little bit of something is missing. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure, we all feel it. Of course. Yeah. What were we gonna say, Anthony? No, I was just saying last year's was just. <laughs> I'll say I, I, I'll say that um, Justice Con, yeah, changed everything for me. Like last year or whatever. So like. The momentum built all the way up until the fandom, and fandom was just like, you know, the train to leave early. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, and I know, right? Rest shit. And it, it was just wonder. like, yeah, it was just like a weird type of situation, but at the same time, fandom was fire last year, you know what I mean? Dude, yeah, like, yeah. like we, we, we still got the we still got Zack Snyder's Justice League panel or whatever. Yeah. And then we had Matt Reeves come in and talk for 38 hours before he finally put his trailer out there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if anything's gonna leak out like tomorrow morning. If anything's gonna like just pop up, I don't know. I mean, who knows? People are gonna people are gonna call it out. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I I mean, well, uh, technically, we got the flat. We got the flash stuff that leaked out like four months before. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, that's that. That's the thing I'm eager to see is if um, they're going to change that clip. Any, you know what I mean? Change that clip up in, the, in any capacity. It's gonna be yeah. I know it is weird because, because like a bunch of shit. If they release the same exact clip, I'm like okay. Yeah. You they might. Are, they might though because they they probably don't want to reveal like you know too much about it. They'll mm-hmm. probably show off the costumes. That's that's my guess. It's like show yeah. the costumes, or I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's going to be weird because I just to see that, just to see that that whole clip again, but in full on HD. It's like all right, except, been there, except, done that. Except for catching the babies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Ben. I have, ben, I have a theory ben, about that. Ben had a Ben had ben, an interesting theory ben, about. Let's go about in. Ben, let's, I have a theory. Let's go, ben. 
Let's get I, it started. I kind of dug it when I read it. I was like, okay, that that would be yeah. Because Flora is supposed to come back, right? Mm-hmm, possibly. So, well, that's the rumor. Yeah. So I was thinking one of the things that that um, that the Muschetti said uh, is that they're gonna restart everything and not gonna forget about anything. So I'm like, okay. So people bitch about this scene, this fighting uh, action piece with uh, Zod and and. Uh, and uh and superman and this is a way for them to say hey listen nobody fucking died (laughs) the flash was there all along saving everybody but they were all babies falling out of towers listen no whoa whoa, whoa. no 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 that's That's one shot that's one shot come on come on steven but still, expl- is there a daycare on the top of one of the? Well, top, it's like- a big building. This is a high be. rises. Let me let, let me explain because I, I don't know. You clearly need to. This, yeah, this high rise. Well, listen, I have worked in the city many uh, for many times, and every high rise, every floor has a floor VIP, full of babies. And sometimes no, they have they a ward. No, they have a, they have a. Uh, uh, um, where they take care of babies and kids. What's the name? Um, a PD- pediatrics. Neonatal. No, no. Daycare. Daycare. Yes, they have okay. daycares, and and for the v, for for the VPs and the CFOs yeah, and whatnot. Need, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, what if those kids are there? Yeah, but it's just <laughs> Steven, it's just, it's just, like, a, it's just <laughs> such an interesting like it's just such an interesting concept art because it's babies just falling. Yeah. That if yeah. the flash was not there. Mm-hmm. They are falling to well, their death. I guess I think that <laughs> a lot of that buildings went down. Even hospitals did. I think to me, there's something that's so intentionally bizarre <laughs> about the like raining babies from the sky. And who's to know if that even means anything? That that to me, like anything, even though like Flash was in an alternate reality version of the Man of Steel fight where he was saving babies, that is crazy. It's not quite crazy enough to justify them. Like, imagine pitching the, this visual and being like, no, so Flash is in the Metropolis battle, get it? And you know what he's doing? Saving fallen babies. It's like, <laughs> but why? There's a, there, there is a level of, like, multiverse speed force insanity that I think they need to, uh, beyond that, that they That's need to... That it's not doable. No, it's doable, but it's just such a such a. It's mm. like like what if it was like a bunch of like raccoons, and it's like well, there was a bunch of raccoons on <laughs> top of one right. of the buildings in Metropolis. But like, but like no, a, you need something a little bit more bizarre, I think. So it has to be a little bit the, more grounded. You saying? No, no, Maybe it needs to be more bizarre <laughs> to explain. Honestly, to explain the because it's such an insane like as concept art, it's yeah. such an insane concept. Yeah, that mm-hmm. like, honestly, I think to, it was going for like a shock value thing. It's like, hey, yeah, you could potentially be doing this, and the fact that they're going to put this in the real, you know, I, I, you know, we're still talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, we're still talking about it, and everybody's going, yep. is there going to be a scene where the Flash is saving falling babies? And they're like, no, we weren't going to fucking put that in there. So we just had, we just had, uh, we just had, uh, you know, Boss Logic draw that up. We didn't credit him. Fuck that guy or something like that. You know, they were like, yeah, we're not going to credit him. But we just had him draw it up because we wanted to put it for the panel or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah let me, let me, Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that that, uh, that leak was on purpose? Yes. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Damn, okay. So here we go. Yeah, <laughs> on purpose so that they would see if if certain things that they were putting in the leak would work. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have revealed um, the face that they kept covering up. Yeah. 
That's not how a leak works. When a leak, when something leaks, everything there leaks. They're yeah. just not going to save, or let's save this individual because well, we don't want to leak this shit here. I mean, it depends on who got, like, you, you got to always think of the like, a chain of custody of something like this, though. Like, who, yeah, that's true too. who did the leak? Because whoever Fair. whoever is working on the movie that sent it to the leaker may have been insulating the leaker from, like, maybe the, like, whatever was in that they would consider a high enough spoiler compared to the rest to of it. To know who was the person. To say, who... like, okay, look, you can see this shot. We know Supergirl's going to be in it. We know all this stuff, but you know, let's say it was Aquaman or whatever that's behind that though those spoiler emojis. Um that that is a huge it's an entirely different conversation that's being had from these leaks as opposed to like, oh here's a bunch of stuff that we kind of is either out of context or we generically know about. And so mm. if so, you know, like it, it entirely depends on like if it was leaked internally then sure, but you could also if it was leaked by like them sending it to you know someone in the art department sending it to a friend somebody you know, who didn't have clearance yeah or or whoever i mean there's there's any how many degrees of separation is there between the source and the and them putting it out and and at what point in that chain what were those spoiler emojis added so i don't mm. i can see that i can see that going both ways yeah That's yeah fair. that makes sense i mean you want yeah but it's just like uh the fact that the fact that when, when it came to those leaks, it's like they had a couple shots of the Keaton Batmobile, which got everybody, a lot of people excited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somebody brought to my attention too, um, going back to the fact that Keaton is just not just a one-off. It's like, hey, look at the fact that they're, they're not just making like uh, a green screen set of his Batcave. They built his Batcave. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a full-on Batcave that they built. It's like, they ain't just going to use that for one movie. And like, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, why build that whole thing and then just like have a one off when you could have easily probably just had like, eh, you built a part of it and then rest green screen. Yeah, exactly. So but the fact is you get a far shot and it's like they are building that whole thing. So that's what's interesting about that. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Who knows when it comes to these leaks? I mean, when it came to the Spider-Man No Way Home and. That Andrew Garfield video was like ridiculous how like that was so back and forth and everybody was like, it's fake. No, it's not. It's fake. It's not. Look at the way. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> and then finally I was like, Oh, thank God. The corridor crew guys got it. And then they're like, no, look at that. Look at, and they broke it down. It's like, that's fucking real. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, stop believing people on the internet with, well, I did appreciate <laughs> I did appreciate what they pointed out though about because what yeah. I was always saying about it was not so much that it was a fake, but if you were to fake that shot, that is the way to do it. Um right. with the um with the blue screen like the like the context the way the shot is set up, um like they're not gonna leak a shot of like all of them to get like shaking hands and speaking together and whatever it's going to be pointing at each other. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, the issue with it that I think was fascinating was it was a, some sort of behind, it wasn't a cell phone video. It was like eight K, but also it wasn't like, so so whoever's going to be using that shot on a set is either like an onset photographer or, or like, I don't, I don't think it was from like the actual film, you know, red, whatever camera they're using. So, but there's some level of, I think, as the corridor crew kind of heavily um, guessed at the end, that is probably some kind of a viral marketing thing. Um, 
because the combination well, of resolution and access and like yeah. who would have had a camera like that on set and is that the type of person that would leak that and you know all of those different combinations like it doesn't make sense for that to be like a like a blurry cell phone video is one thing an 8k shot of him is another and uh um so i, I i'm leaning towards towards uh marketing oh yeah mm. i mean i i think it's just like where we're at right now everybody's looking for leaks 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 it's been like that since like i don't know it's been like that for almost 10 years it seems like almost for like a decade or it's like what the like anytime a leak comes out it just blows up it trends there's so many different things and it's like hey let's just like the i mean some of the other flash leaks where you you literally have the monitor somebody took a picture of uh sasha kaye in her super supergirl costume and i'm like who the fuck how does that even fucking happen i mean like somebody just went snap then I upload it to Reddit. You know, it's like, what? That just doesn't even make sense. It's like to try to build that high because anytime that happens, guess what happens? It trends. It's on the trending page or whatnot. Yeah. So. Right. And then uh, we got Danny here saying that he's looking forward to uh, Blue Beetle and Zatanna. That's right. There's Well, there might be some Zatanna news yeah. because there's been an actress that has been teasing that on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember her name. Gorgeous, by the way. Um, uh, and I'm not... She keeps on teasing it. Who knows? But there is going to be some Blue Beetle talk because we're going to have um, uh, what's Mari his name? Mighty Duena. And uh, who's the director? I, I can't remember his name. But um, he'll be there tomorrow. I can't remember his name. Mm. But I uh, want to see yeah. what J.J. Abrams uh, brings because, yeah. I mean, they pay a lot of money for that man. So he he has I think he's going to reveal some of the uh, dark universe that he's trying to uh, yeah. create. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we haven't gotten anything. Who, if he's gonna blow the whole thing, whatever is already existing, because Swamp Thing was very popular and it still Angel, is. Angel Soto, yeah, and, uh, was, uh, doing so, that. And then, uh, and then uh, William, no- William, thank you for the super chat. And uh, I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass. <laughs> yeah so Whatever. i, I, I want to see that i want to see more from jj <laughs> and he also i said this earlier that he he's the one instrumental to bring tenahasi codes to pen the new superman like uh, i want to see if it brings tenahasi codes and it speaks about whatever which i doubt it i i i, I doubt mm-hmm. they'll bring anything related to superman but if he does i would like to hear what tenahasi codes has to say about his take on this character. Well, here's a, I don't know, uh, speaking of Superman, this is going to probably take the vodka stream off in a, in a much different tangent. But oh I, I will say that based on the way things are shaping up, as I've been saying on like the past few streams and stuff, that the, the status of like the Snyderverse is, um, it looks like what they're doing is finally they kind of stopped fighting it and they're going to say, okay, this is canon. And we're not following Zach's plan, but like, Bat- Affleck is Batman, J.K. Simmons is Gordon, um, you know, uh, mm. Supergirl uses, you know, you're seeing them them go with all this stuff and, and the, the direction that the universe is going and that they seem to, for the first time, um, actually have, I don't know, for the first time since Snyder or arguably for the first time, period, seem to have a longer term kind of Fine. energy going. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> that makes me believe more and this is entirely I haven't heard anything about this, so this is entirely just based on like reading the tea leaves. 
Um, I've never felt more confident that Warner Brothers is ready to just write Cavill that check um, and, yeah. and get him he's, back. His because, value yeah. there, his popularity I, I, is there, man. He's, he's, at, he's at a peak of his career, arguably. He really he's is. Gonna, he's yeah. going to keep going up, and he's getting more and more inaccessible as time goes on. Um, I was saying this. I was saying this him. during Fallout. Yeah, um, he's more popular than Affleck's Batman, and Affleck's Batman's you know like like of the most of the biggest like X actor to return. Um, Cavill would be the the biggest like like Henry Cavill is appearing as Superman again, even yeah. if it's just as a cameo. It gets announced yeah. at Fandom will be the biggest news to yes. come out of Fandom is Henry Cavill yeah. is officially suiting up again. Which it doesn't I matter if it's a cameo and well, I'm not even saying it's necessarily going to be at Fandom, but I'm saying like yeah. the level of even if Matt Reeves or not Matt Reeves, even if um Muschietti says like. Maybe it's even just a wry tease, like, and you never know. Maybe there's more Kryptonians out there. Like, yeah, that oh, will the be, cousins show that, up. Yeah, Huge. that will be like the biggest news coming out yeah. of the entire oh, thing. Yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, maybe like, other like, than like the Batman trailer. Yeah, and, six and I think Warner later, Brothers, we'll see Henry Cavill's name trending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, he, look at how often, and that, and that, and that is so much, so much. I've always said a major, major part of like how the Snyder Cut even happened was because mm-hmm. of what they did to his face in, um, in the in the Whedon cut versus um the, and and the fact that he didn't have any more appearances coming up and so it was they wanted him to fix Cavill's face and um and also just to see Cavill as Superman again and kind of get that that ship righted and a lot of the support behind the the Snyder cut was from hardcore Henry Cavill fans mm-hmm. um yeah. and um and that <clears throat> is you know and and even and you you've heard the take a million times about like Cavill's a great Superman he just needs better writing or whatever and it's a it's a stupid re, like reduction like reductionist take, but the fact of the matter is it shows that as an actor and as as his appearance as the character he has the support. It's the biggest slam dunk mm-hmm. they could possibly make. And oh yeah, oh, easy. That's an easy money. And, and, and I agree. And, with, I, and it's beyond. The, and, and because they've embraced so much other Snyder cut stuff, J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons and etc. And Ezra is back and. Like it's not like they're pivoting hardcore away from this. Even if they make changes, they're not moving away that yeah. hard. It's it whatever he wants, whatever money he wants to make, or he he wants them to pay him. They, I think that they're ready. To, they they they've got to be ready to submit because there's no, yeah. like yeah. And you're right. You're right. They they yeah. they. And hold are on. We got another for... guest that's coming up. Oh, okay. uh, we got Mr. Ty. From uh, Pop Culture Corner Show. What up, what's, guys? Up? what's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah. yeah so I, I was saying that um, you absolutely right about that. Keeping the <laughs> keeping all those characters there, and I think that they're gonna capitalize on the on their popularity, and they're gonna continue that universe. Whether is uh, they're gonna do more uh, standalone or team up movies, or even a, even a Justice League movie without. I mean, unfathomable without Zach, but I feel like they, they had the opportunity to do, to have two things running parallel. Like, okay, we can continue with this universe without Zach, but if at one point we feel like we can, we can bring him back, like they're setting up in a way that they can converge at one point and he can continue, uh, and finish his two movie arc. Yeah. You don't think so? Uh. I mean, it, don't I don't know. think he's gonna. Come, I'm not saying that he's gonna come back. I think he's just. They are just gonna leave enough room to play with either or, where uh, they can just blow it up and continue with whatever they trying to build to, or mm-hmm. that they can reach out. Hey, dude, um, coming back, come back and finish up the whatever yeah. it is. 
I just I just think that restoring the Snyderverse, um, mm-hmm. it, it it means more than him coming back to direct Justice League two and three. Yeah, you know, so like if they could get him back in like a producer role or or to uh, to do anything um, in terms of guiding story uh, and then fulfilling the promise to the fans in creating and telling good stories that were originally slated um, because he was brought in to build a foundation. Um, which and, he did. Which well, he did. And, and it's almost like the tree of life, right? From his foundation, from his, his roots, um, you know, it was going to branch off. So it was always going to go that way. Um, but, you know, uh, the, the DC's taken all these weird routes. Like, we need to get back to basics, good storytelling, and, and, and tell the right stories. I think that that's something that, that's interesting also is that you will get, depending on who you ask um, from from within the, the fandom or without from outside of the fandom, of what is the Snyderverse and what does it mean to restore the Snyderverse, you're going to get um, a dozen different answers, even within its like most hardcore supporters. Is it the Snyderverse if Zack isn't directing? Is it the Snyderverse if it doesn't follow the original plan? Is it the yeah. Snyderverse if Zack isn't even involved but it embraces all of his ca- like, and like what is the? That's always the question. Yeah. Like and 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 does the Snyderverse mean that it is the DCU brings it in, or does it mean that it's its own separate? branch of continuity or does it include the Batfleck movie and the and Ray Fisher's cyborg movie or is it just wrapping up Justice League uh two and three? Um and and I think that that's part of what was so distinct about the Snyder cut. It was difficult, but what made that narrative so easy to to kind of get people to understand was that there was something tangible that you had to convince people existed and would be good. You'd say there is a Snyder cut out. It is shot. It is edited. It like it needs like VFX, but it is it is this thing that that can be done. Here's what the story is. Here's the characters in it. Here's some shots from it that we haven't seen. Um, whereas the the Snyder verse is like even even Zach. I almost say doesn't know exactly what it is, but I mean he he we've got those whiteboards, but he even he says like those whiteboards aren't what it, it, it's, it's something different. I bet it would be revised even more from what those were um if like it's like whatever the plan is that he's got in treatment form i bet would get minor rewrites if um if they called him up and said like do whatever you want to do um and so i don't know i don't know there's a lot of different ways that can go and obviously i think we would all agree that like a hey zach here's a blank check finish your story however you want would be like something everyone would be behind but in a practical speaking sense the most realistic scenario in terms of getting the actors back, getting the the time from Zach, um, given his schedule, um, and then politics involved and everything. The mo- the most, and then also you have the fact that you have a you have these this momentum being built behind something that's not exactly that same plan. The most realistic scenario is embracing what came before and moving forward in. In, in a new direction. And, and that is, I think, um, I think that's very respectful. Because like, so the problem was before, what was frustrating about it was 
the idea that like oh the flash movie exists to wipe any trace of zach out of the universe no. and no, and no. that's just like that that feels so spiteful um and um by the and, way anthony left <laughs> <laughs> um but like there's a level of like it's so cynical for that because like even days of future past was like let's let's marry these it wasn't erasing one from continuity no and so the idea of of a movie being the plot existing as a as a tool to erase and maybe that was the plan at one point or or the idea that they had at one point um but i think it's very clear that the direction that they're going they're saying no these are the actors. These are the characters. This is the universe. This story happened in the past. You even look at Zack Snyder's Justice League. The international branches of, of WB have always kind of embraced that stuff more. But especially like for HBO Max, you see they they call it a global phenomenon. The the international distribution heads have posters in their background. And the international Twitter handles promote the movie. And they do uh, HBO Go, which I think only exists in like Asia now, um, did a... Uh, um, like a DCEU marathon where they use Zack Snyder's Justice League instead of um, the theatrical yeah. cut. And then the fan- fandom even had like a hype music playlist that included like some of Junkie's songs from... Yeah, there's from no Zack Danny Elfman. And, and, and so but the question is, and so the, the big debate over like what is canon is it, because the Justice League 2 and 3 aren't created, like those aren't, those aren't, those are like hypothetical potential canon. But to say like, oh, hey, Zack Snyder's Justice League exists we're just not going to take it in the exact same direction is, is still, re- it's far more respectful than let's erase this from can't like what they did with, with uh, the, the theatrical cut, you know, literally trying to erase the, the artist. Um, and, and no, it's not going to be the, to, um, to embrace that and move forward. Isn't fully what the most ideal situation for a lot of people would be. But, um, I will. I'll, I'd gladly take a universe that says, "Oh, Zack Snyder's influence is important and influential in what we're doing with these characters. We're just not doing it exactly his way." Um, is uh, I think a a massive well, victory. F- and even Zack, if you do, I mean, you think that will suffice to appease the fans? Though, oh, I mean, it's not a chunk of them will not be for sure. But you know, what would they weren't even appeased with Zack Snyder's Justice League because of the changes that were made to that and the fact that it wasn't theatrical and. But you look at the way Zach, like a lot of people miss out on this stuff. But if you look at the way Zach reacts to questions about canon and questions of continuity and negative press and all of that, he reacts to it way differently than the fans do. Like he'll, yeah, he does. Not that he loves like smear pieces or anything, but his right. reaction when like there's a there's a hit piece or there's a negative coverage or bad reviews or whatever, um, he he understands. Because he he understands his place in the in the zeitgeist or or in the conversation, and he knows that they're not they're like they're talking about him because he's making something that matters and resonates, mm-hmm. not and 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 the and even negative coverage is a tacit admission coverage. of mm-hmm. of work. that, and so and so sure of course he wants to tell us just a two and three story, but do you think he's mad? that they're telling a different story using his Jason Momoa Aquaman or no, no. because he know that, that is his stamp. You can't, and Jason Momoa is going to mention him ever in press for every, every time. single, even movie. James Wan will. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and he knows that. And he'll, he'd say like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's not even ideal, but like, he loves the fact that like they, they can't like without burning the entire universe to the ground, to spite him, they can't get people to stop thinking about him or saying his name. No. And that's, you know what? That's, that's victory. That's what victory looks like. So, 
I mean, um, I mean, victory. why else? Why else put your name in front of Justice League? I mean, that was such a beautiful. It was just beautiful. Just be like, hey, put your name on it. This is my Justice League, and now it's like yeah. literally, you go to Target, you go to Walmart, anywhere that sells Blu-rays, you see Zack Snyder's nice. Justice League. I mean, he he. I mean, talk about just like one of the most uh, brilliant marketing. <laughs> he could have uh, come up with it was just the fact that he put his name in front of it because now people know his fucking name Zack Snyder oh yeah you know every general public oh yeah I I know that name yeah it's great what were you gonna say Ben sorry no no I wasn't gonna say anything no I was gonna actually I was gonna ask uh, any p- big predictions for tomorrow outside of the what we've been talking about you good Ty you good yeah, my uh, um, headphones. My headphones. Uh, each pair was like, um, like I could barely hear uh, everyone. But uh, yeah, it's fair. good now. Uh, so I uh, unfortunately, um, I didn't really get to hear about what you guys were predicting. Um, well, we just asked the question. We're just getting right into now, that. Yeah, no. But go you ahead. Said, you can go first. You said other than what we've talked about. Yeah, so, Matt Reeves in the Flash. Matt Reeves. Um, so, I mean, do you guys think the haircut uh, could potentially be? I don't. No. I don't. No. I'll be. I, I don't think it's a like not place. at all. Like, wh- give me a percentage. Uh, zero to me because just because it's just like a time and a place. It almost seems like. I mean, look what look at how this, you know Zack Snyder Justice League was announced. It was its yeah. own thing. You know, if like I mean, I don't know if when they do announce it, will there be like, Hey, all of a sudden we we're going to hear about David Ayer wants to do a live watch of, of, I don't know, one of his movies. I don't think yeah. he'd want to do a live watch of suicide squad. He'd want to do a live watch of fury or end of watch. But then again, I'm like, his movies are very <laughs> intense. He probably yeah. wouldn't want to do that. He want to do it in his own way. I think well, just like Zach kind of did it, you know, so well, I, I, I just don't see DC fandom being a spot for it. So, well, nobody shot his original Suicide Squad. I don't see him having a problem with doing a live stream of that movie and say, yeah, "Hey, he by the way, <laughs> yeah, take it <laughs> apart." Exactly. And by the by the end, like, hey, you know what? Now that I've been taking this, ripping this shit to shreds, I'm gonna give you the real one. Here it is, coming right. out on X Y Z date. I mean, not to not 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 to like say anything bad or anything like that but sure. uh for 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 air like you know coming off of james gunn suicide squad um you know this this is going to be a platform where everybody's going to be watching i know sure. if david air did a watch party of one of his other movies a lot of people would tune in but you know with zach you know Every every fan, everybody's tuning in. Like he knew that there was going to be millions of people watching. Maybe this is a good platform for David Ayer to do it on. I'm not saying that he's going to, and I'm not even going to say that it'll get announced. And if it doesn't ever get released, I won't lose sleep. But yeah. I think it'd be a, kind of a cool idea. It would be. It would be. And uh, we got somebody else joining the uh, stream. Mr. Ray Flycast. What is up, sir? Um, How you doing? So, all right. <clears throat> Ray. 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 Just, there you I'm, go. I'm, I'm going to get this out of the way, Dave. Okay. Um, 
Because just for a second, I don't know if you talked about this earlier or not, but just just for a second, if if, if Dodger fans could rest their sphincters, oh, just for a second, <laughs> because you know, it, it's like be happy. <laughs> That you won the, the series. I would have kicked them out of their live stream by now. <laughs> be happy that you're in the NLDS. But understand, have the, understand what you got away with. Understand oh, that you understand that you hit when I and I'm not a Dodger. I'm not a. I have no, you know who my horse in the race is. Okay, I, I have flipping tigers, right? AJ Hinch yeah. and all that. So it's like. <laughs> I'm just hoping for this Carlos Correa rumor to actually happen. Whatever. We'll see how that goes. He had a bomb tonight for the, for the Astros. But at any rate, that reminded me of Armand, of Jim Joyce and Armando Galarraga, the imperfect game uh, like back in 2008 when I uh-huh. saw it. And I was just like, okay, would the Dodgers have still won? Yes, sure. But you can't end a series. Dude, I mean that's that's you the thing. It's like that. that's what I said at the opening. I was like, I was like, hey, I'm not saying that the Giants would have pulled it off, but to end it like that was right. just that was it was like literally. I mean, they, there was people in the crowd that they were showing, going like, "What just happened right now?" Like, you know, right. what just happened? And even I was I was at my brother's house watching it with my mom, and we were just like, "What?" We we were just in awe. Like that's the way it's gonna end. On a check swing, and then when you watch the replay, you get clearly he didn't break the wrists. You right, know? like like that. I'm sorry. There's nothing subjective about that. That was that was a check swing. <laughs> no, this time it's not all subjective, right? And 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 look, I'm I'm not blaming the Dodgers. I'm really not blaming the Dodgers. I'm not because it's really not on them. Oh, yeah. It's you know, well, <laughs> fair enough. But like, but no, it's it's just you can't have. You, you talk about the two best teams in the league record wise. Yeah. You can't have the series end like yeah, that. It was bad. It Pop was bad. fly, ground out, whatever, fine, but not. Yeah, I wanted something more dramatic. I mean, exactly. that was pretty dramatic, but still. But yeah, I, I appreciate that. Ray. I just want to take that. Second. I know, I know, no, I, 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 I think a lot of people can understand that. You know, maybe not Dodger fans because they're still riding high. They're on it. They're like, oh yeah, but there was a check swing earlier with uh, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, you know how many freaking? I mean that 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 home plate umpire was fucking dog shit i hope he got removed man god i know so many people were watching that were like what the hell i mean it's that i feel bad for umpires because now i mean especially the home plate umpire there's literally a box that shows the strike zone and when you i mean yeah i get it umpires have different strike zones but last night was ridiculous it was to the point where we're like it was like some of the giants were like what the like what is going on here robot umpires was trending last night Pretty no, sure. I know it's gonna. I know. I'm wondering when that's actually gonna happen. It's gonna be interesting. Well, it, it's better than putting guns on the flipping robots from Black that's Mirror. That's very true. <laughs> that's just flipping terrifying. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just wanted to get that. Just wanted to get that. Out. No, no, I appreciate that. There was okay. no way I could. I, if, I, if I was going to talk to him, I was like, no, I have to <laughs> mention that just for a second. So, nice. I see, I see you have more furniture this uh, week, Ray. So that's cool. You got some yeah, I, hung up behind you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Is it's, it your office? Yes. It's been. Yeah. I've had another week to like set stuff up and get things going. So, yes, this is closer to what it should look like. So. Nice. Cool. Ben, were you going to say something? No, I was going to say fuck CJ Correa. <laughs> um, like, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, explain if you want. You know. Oh, baseball. 
Okay, I know that, but <laughs> that's it's okay. I don't want to ever leave that fucking moment, a motherfucker. <laughs> what was what, uh, yeah, my that was today? Are doing yeah, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, well, that's the thing is, uh, Ty. Uh, I had to walk. He's a Red Sox fan, so. Oh yeah. Big time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's got to turn the hat around. There it is. Oh, yeah. oh you are a Red Sox fan. Okay, all right. Always, yeah. man. Yeah. Then, then I t- listen, dude. We're sitting here like I got to tell all my buddies, everybody, all my mutuals on Twitter that are Tigers fans that are convinced that Carlos Correa is going to come to Detroit because of AJ Hinch, and I'm like, just can we shut up until something like that actually happens? I want it to happen. I really do because we need a shortstop, <laughs> and he would be great. But this, that's all. All the Tiger fans were watching tonight's game just because of that. They were just like, oh, future Tiger legend hits a dinger. It's like, all right, just that's slow That's down. why they did it. Slow I, love, I love seeing the similarities in movie fans or specifically franchise. Um, oh, man. Uh, like IP fans and uh, and sports fans and the, the way they react to things and the way the group think about like how – like the business side of things especially, like how – um, the front office is or should be managing things and versus the studio. Um, <clears throat> and, and you see that kind of with a lot of what they need to do. And it's like all the armchair mm-hmm. quarterbacks um, to, to, to use a, another mixed metaphor <laughs> is uh, um, it's just, it's just hilarious. Cause you see it like as a, as a bears fan, I have to watch that every year. <laughs> oh, it's like, they make all these moves and the fans like drink the Kool-Aid and they're like, Oh yeah, we've Bruce. got, a new another new quarterback and this guy is going to be the one try and then, being like, a lions fan and then it doesn't work out well, no but like, you guys have actually like put together i feel like even though even if it hasn't like you haven't swung as wildly back and forth you've put together a few teams that are like consistent and reliable oh we have reliably mediocre for a few no, years uh, no okay. no Maybe no it's no. just outside we, perception no. but and the second it doesn't go right you you get both the fans and the front office a little bit, but you have the fans who are then like, "Well, now the coach needs to be fired and bring in someone new and bring back this other thing." And it's like, yeah, that that's always and, a weird thing because they fired the Cardinals coach. I don't know if you guys know that they made it to the wild card game, lost to the Dodgers, and they fired the manager. I don't know what the fuck that was up. I don't know if you guys heard that. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I did not hear that. Yeah. You know? Wow. I didn't know that till last night. That was like wow. Like, he made it – I mean, they were – you know, they still technically kind of made it to the playoffs, but – and then you're just going to fire him? That's weird. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. No. But I want to piggyback over what Steven said because we as fans, we hate – sometimes we hate the front office. Like, me, I hate – the front office of, of, of New York Knicks. I hate Dolan. Because <laughs> they're one of the worst the, front offices on the earth. The worst in the fucking planet. But I love my Knicks. So, yeah. you know, I was, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, like people want to say, oh, we're eating the Hamada burgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. Well, I was like, yeah, I'm a DC fan. Yeah. Fucking breaks. No, you're, I, I think, <laughs> and this is a spot where I think Ray, Ray and I were, are going to diverge a little bit, but that's mm. why I try my hardest to not include the term we in my vocabulary. Mm. I want to talk about anything fandom related. Um, yeah, and that, and it's that. that reason exactly because we um, we get pleasure and pain from the success or failure of something we have nothing to do other than sitting on our couch and enjoying. Correct. Um, well, that's and, right. That's why you guys talk about the we thing when it comes to sports. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. Um, yeah. and so and the re- so the reason that we have conflict with the studio and with the the front office is because like 
when your favorite sports team wins, you're not like, yeah, the general manager is awesome. No, you're, like, <laughs> you're associating with the quarterback. You're associating with the, right. and when they and when they fail or when they're let down, you don't want to blame the players because you are associating with the pleasure and pain of their success and failure. And so you want to project it on like, well, it's the, it's the decision makers that are I'm in because they're they're letting me down. Like not letting you're just a dude that's that's absurd. And I say this a little bit cynically because like I get it. Like it's the there is a it's I'm not saying it's wrong to refer to it that way. I just personally avoid it because I I know that the second I start associating with it too much, it's hard to draw that separation between like this is something that other people are doing and I am just observing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I identify too much with um, claiming or, or not claiming credit necessarily, but feeling credit or satisfaction from something they're doing um, and and feeling frustration from something they're doing, as opposed to simply appreciating the process and enjoying the excitement of it, um, it starts to I don't know it's hard to keep perspective on like what's being done and, and, and why. But that's the really fascinating parallels I've seen between you know fandom as a as a as a concept is like you have all these people who's like like the, you're a Batman fan and it's like your life is defined by Batman it's like you don't own any of Batman Batman's success and failures have nothing to do with you other than the fact that you enjoy him succeeding and you enjoy enjoy him failing um and um and it's a really interesting um I don't know it's a really fascinating relationship but like to my original point was that I think that's why you there's an inherent conflict with the the management because it's easier to blame them than it is to be like, you know, we let them down. The, the, the oh, we yeah. talk stops the second. That... <laughs> right. Yeah, no, and 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 quite honestly, I, I really don't disagree with any of what you said with respect to like I respect that reasoning because yeah, a lot of sports fans, I mean, they're like so close to being like you know the the the, the guys that you know like the the nerd QAnon guys I talk about that like think Kathleen Kennedy is the bane of all existence and oh, yeah. you know like <laughs> oh my goodness or, or any any of the people that we deal with that are just like you know they take so much ownership in something that isn't theirs and like they wear their heart on their sleeve and they feel like they've been disrespected as a mm-hmm. result of what has happened and it's like no not really you're just projecting it's got nothing to do with you (laughs) really like they want you to pay for your ticket but like other than that they don't really give a shit about you you no they they don't know who you are they don't no absolutely not so no that's it's very yeah and sports fans listen the we thing gets a little fuzzy with college only because with college you have like alumni and people that like went to the school that claim a little bit more ownership and and in their case the school did take their money and and maybe they still have a bill so it's a little different there but with pro teams no you're absolutely right but somebody a fan will like like a lions fan for example which apparently i've heard nah. that they're wearing how are they, like, how are they doing by the way sorry mm-hmm. i didn't mean to say that <laughs> That's, i know i know i just it, it sucks it sucks <laughs> because it's like you know when with the well, the, the, the switch between golf and and Stafford, oh. it just kind of shows you. It just shows you right oh, there and, that it, and, yes, it's not, I, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because yeah. for years, that's what that's what half our fan base said. Matthew Stafford is the problem. We need nope. every every year draft a new nope. quarterback, get a new court. We need to get someone new in there. And they were actually they were they were happy that the golf trade happened. And now it's like every Rams game is just an arrow in their hearts. Yeah, yes. Well, he, 
<laughs> imagine i mean you guys have at least had some stability at quarterback for a while imagine being we a, didn't do a bears. it we didn't do shit with it though steven <laughs> well no we but like imagine with it. i would but that's better than getting it like look at the bears uh the oh, um please. um uh rogers was in the bears are playing the packers which is always a big deal on on sunday and rogers was being interviewed and he was asked if he could name all the bears quarterbacks from like the last decade or whatever and he and he couldn't. And I mean, you go look it up, and there's names in there that you've never heard of. Like, this is starting quarterbacks. We're not talking oh, like, yeah. oh, it's the third string guy that had to go in for an injury. No, we're talking about like guys they drafted in the first round. We're talking about guys like, who they made big trades for. Cutler, like, Grossman, Miller. Like I, well, it, it's this isn't a fair thing for me because I follow the <laughs> NFC North. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like no, but I mean, but, you've got you've got um, Caleb Haney. Or <laughs> like yes. uh, Brian Greasy or oh, Kyle Brian, Orton. Yeah. Brian Greasy, was Brian Greasy had bit, some yeah. success elsewhere. Um, Jason yeah. Campbell. Um, like <laughs> there's some like what? Um, yeah. But but um, the the point is that like speaking of like bl- trying to blame things on the quarterback, and then like finally they they not to make it all about sports talk, but I think there's some interesting crossover about fandom and organizational. No, it, no, no, I see it. Yeah. There definitely is. There's then absolutely a connection. Yes. You get, that, um, that's why like when the diet, I mean, when that game ended, I was like, I got to like log <laughs> off Twitter because I'm seeing oh, yeah. some stupid oh, Dodger yeah. fan yeah. shit that I just like, really, I saw somebody feel like 167 wins and fall for nothing. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck you. They were like they were gonna be they, the Giants were pitted to be like one of the worst teams in baseball, and they had the best record of baseball. Yes, they're not going all the way, but I just when I saw like somebody like tweet that out, I was like, "Fuck you, really, yeah. oh, get out of here!" Uh, and I'm just like, "All right, I'm logging off if I'm seeing shit like that." Yeah. Fucking Dodger fans. Um, yeah, and you've, you've got right. You got that like that situation in quarterback at the Bears, and then um. They finally they 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 use their first round pick on Justin Fields this year, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is the next the second coming of Mahomes and like all this stuff." And then they um they they won't start him and they won't commit to him in the starter, and so fans are, "Oh, you got to start him." And they 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 don't do so well in the first few games, and fans are like, "Oh, the the coach is the worst in the world. And they need to fire him right away." And then there and then uh, the starter gets injured, so they put in Justin Fields for the next game. And because the offensive line is absolute trash, he gets sacked nine times. Nine times. And it's like, gee, you wonder why they're keeping him. And then all of a sudden it's like, how dare he start him? That was incompetent. It's like, Mm -hmm. you just, (laughs) maybe there's reasons for this process. Um, Which speaking of the, the the whole reason I started this whole tangent is because (laughs) you talk about the overlap in sports and fandom and you get to the, uh, the, the trust the process phrase. Um, was there a, was there a thirty for thirty done on trust the process or was that you guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, the no. fil- the Philly thing, yeah. Philly, you mean? Or you want I don't know. Um, the um, the I gotta find out if it's a documentary or regardless. Just Google trust the process if you don't know about it and read up on mm. it. If you're not into sport, if you know about it, it's it's a it's a great read. But if you um, if you don't know about it. It's 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 really enlightening. Even if you're not into sports, it's enlightening about like managing because basically the the um, the general manager tanked intentionally for years to accumulate draft picks and and, and build a good yeah. team. Mm-hmm. And but it was like, how do you get people to come to sports games and continue to care? How do you not kill a franchise in the process of rebuilding it? Because you have to sell tickets, you have to get TV ratings, and pe- for people to tune in and watch it. But also, you can't. If you play to win 
with a roster that isn't like properly attuned to win, you you have to start shortchanging. Um, like it's hard to uh, to get all of the guys that are the right age of the right skill set on the team at the right time unless you embrace the the tank for a little bit or or right. don't optimize your team for winning now you optimize for winning tomorrow but who's going to come out and say we're not going to win this year you know and then what are the people just like, don't watch the games we're not going to win we're just going to give us a couple like you can't say that and so that's where can't trust the that, process yeah. comes in and sure. that's here's say trust the process and that's it's cool. it's debatable as to whether or not it worked out but the idea of trying to control the the fans with like we know what we're doing, and we know it's not going to pay off immediately, but we have a plan, and you need to not stop getting mad at what we're doing today and have hope for what this is going to result in in a few years. Yeah, um, yeah. And- let's go with that yeah. process. But uh, uh, Ben said he's getting the stink eye. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's got to take off. Uh, ben, yeah. we'll see you tomorrow. Of course, see you guys tomorrow. tomorrow. We post uh, DC fandom and uh, – Follow them, do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you go. All right. All right. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for showing up. No, Stephen, you're right, though. Like, it's, I mean, even with, especially with trust the process, like, it it feels like on some level we've been told that by (laughs) studios, at least one studio in particular. So it's like, well, Well, and just because you're saying trust the process doesn't mean you should, but it does put, put, put into light the complicated relationship that organizationally any sort of leadership or management has in assembling a team of talent and um and like a a set of puzzle pieces and you're doing this under the under public scrutiny and and that's and that's why wb has been so bad at that in recent years because you get like something goes wrong and they're like let's do a piece on how we're gonna do black superman and it's like now you're what you're doing now is you're mining you're not trusting the process because you are selling content you don't have yet instead of selling what you you do have, but they can't sell what they do have because they sacrificed it in favor of what they didn't have yesterday. And it's like, mm-hmm. and that's where when you get a team like, like Bill Belichick never has to say, trust the process because the, 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 the proof is in the pudding. Um, whereas you, right. get, you know, when you, when the second you're on your, the, the second you're, you're on your back foot, now all of a sudden you have to manage these expectations and have instill confidence that yes. And the Snyderverse had the same problem is people didn't know where it was going. And I think having Mario on this right after Zack Snyder's Justice League came out Dude, was, really, was, great. was really cool because he was able to see like, I get it now. It's like, yeah. that's, that's trust. There's a lot of, there's now, a lot of Superman fans that were like, Oh so my God. Okay. That's about, what we were leading to. So you want oh. to talk about trust the process. It's like, this yeah. is going somewhere. Uh, right. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. you know, but how do you, you know, if um, if uh, Anne Sarnoff or Walter Hamada says trust the process, can you, you know, how do you, I don't know. It's 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 a really complicated thing. And so I'm not saying like so, people need to chill out so much as it's just a fascinating conundrum of being a um, a spectator in in these um, global uh, massive business entertainment. Conglomerates. I, 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 I can actually relate that to, to a local sports situation with my favorite team, Michigan. Like after Lloyd Carr retired in 2007, we hired Rich Rodriguez from West Virginia. And at the time he was like this offensive guru, like spread option offense was like his big thing. Right. But the big 10 
you know, like the Midwest is all like run the football three yards in a cloud of dust, physical offensive lines and all that type. And there was like a tradition there. Right. So when he came in and was like, we're going to do spread and we're going to have five wide, we're going to do the mobile quarterbacks. And there were a lot of people in Ann Arbor that hated the idea. And well, just, and the second it doesn't work, it's well. In my day, we had running backs that it, broke tackles, and it's that's, like, and, 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 that's, and that's exactly what happened. And so, like his first year, a bunch of Uncle Ricos. Yeah, <laughs> what do you want to be like? Throw this football the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And so, like, like his his first year, he went three and nine. Like the year before, you the gotta team. get some Uncle Rico drops in here. Uh, <laughs> I know, I should. Yeah, there's some good but like, drops. But, but like he went three and nine the first year, then he went five and seven the second year. And then his last year at Michigan, he went seven and five and they fired him. Well, here's the thing. It's like they fired him and the new guy they brought in, Brady Hoke, took over in, in that his first year. But he still had all of Rich Rodriguez's players and the system was still built for like what he was doing. And his first year, they won 11 games with his system and his players. And it's like, well, if you would have just stuck with him, like – Year four, he would have won 11 games and they beat Ohio State. That's the last time we beat Ohio State, which is fucking awful. But at any rate, they didn't trust the process. They like, didn't they trust did, the process. And, and, and they cut it off a year early and didn't continue on. But then, and now it's like, so, so they went through like four years of whatever difficulty with Brady Hoke. We didn't do shit. And then they hire Harbaugh in 2015 and then, and they trust the process. And it's been now seven years, and we haven't done it. shit. No, we still <laughs> haven't done it. It's 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 just yeah. So it's Harbaugh, man. It's it's guy. very it's a very similar situation yeah. in terms of like cutting it off early. And what's and the real reason I brought this up is because like back then they were he Rich Rod was doing spread off option, and everybody was like, no, I formation, off t- off guard, off tackle. Well, now what's everybody doing in college football? Spread offense, everybody. Alabama's doing spread offense, Clemson, Ohio state. So literally what we had with rich rod back in 2008 is what we're ended up needing to have now. Well, and, and again, we relating it, and we got rid of it too early. And then relating to this, like to the movie entertainment side, I mean, that's what you always have is you have like the trendsetters and the followers and you have like the NFL has, um, and football in general has evolved to a way more pass heavy, um, quarterback friendly, um, system. But what you usually have with that, or, or like you saw, like the, with defense, you know, like the with like the um, like the Tampa two was like the biggest thing ever, like a few years ago, and now it's like it's like useless because um, everyone knows how to circumvent it. Um, and but what happens is you have someone like your your um, your your success stories, like the Patriots and Tom Brady, or the Chiefs, and um, and like the modern Chiefs, or. Um, or you've got uh, on in, in movies, you've got the MCU or whatever. And what happens is someone comes along and they do well, and everyone says like, "Oh, that's the that's the thing that works now. This is now a passing league." And so then you get a bunch of people who their talent set does not fit. You know, there's only one Bill Belichick. There's only one Andy Reid that like assemble these teams, right? I guess you know, I don't know the names of the GMs, right? Probably give them more credit, but the the fact is that like you start to reverse engineer a diagnosis of what they're doing right 
um, versus like it's easy for all of, for anyone to sit on the couch and be like, oh, I know why they're losing. Like you know, <laughs> I eat, get eat, it. I know exactly. Drinking, drinking your beer, eating your popcorn, and you're like, they just need to run the ball. Like mm-hmm. that's that's easy. Whereas like, who's gonna be like, oh yeah, Bill Belichick? I'm gonna tell him why he's like. You don't know why he's good because he's built like. There's no other Bill Belichick. I'm not even saying that as a fan of the guy. I think he's kind of a dick, but like he knows how to win football, right? Um, and and but so. What happens then is everyone tries to like be the next Brady or the next Belichick, the next Mahomes, whatever, whatever the the trendsetter is. When the fact of the matter is that they're not good because like Brady's not good because of who he's emulating. He's good because of who he is. But the winner is always what they doing what they do best, and then everybody else is just failing to emulate that instead of breaking out at being their own thing. Um, and you see that in, in, in every industry, there's a bunch of followers who fail yeah. to be as good as the original. And then there's, yep. a, and then there's a bunch of, uh, and then, and that's what was <laughs> going back to movies and Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> that's what was so interesting about Snyder is that that's he was doing something different and, and not even in a way that's like, you could say better or worse than, um, but like it was MCU, different. but it was it was something different. The, the intent yeah. wasn't to be better or worse. The intent was no. to be different. And even if mm-hmm. those people didn't like it, great. It's not being done to be better than what you're enjoying now. It's being done to give you a, a variety of choice. And maybe in the process, it'll be better. Um, but um, in an effort to chase the the format of what the perceived reasons for success of the top dogs were. Um, and then, and that's why you get like the the obsession with Rotten Tomatoes because MCU has a perfect mm. record on Rotten Tomatoes. Not a single movie has been. But is that a is that a symptom or a cause? Co- is the movie is the universe good and does well at the box office because of Rotten Tomatoes, or is the Rotten Tomatoes score good because of something else that is intangible that people don't understand and they just blame it on Rotten Tomatoes? Um, or does the rot- does good Rotten Tomatoes beget good Rotten Tomatoes? If the first sixteen movies in the MCU weren't fresh, would Ant Man or you know whatever order that came in would Ant Man have been fresh? Or if that was like the third movie, would they have been like, uh, you yeah, know, that's like a fifty? We're done. This franchise is done. But there's yeah, a but there's a level yeah. of of um, benefit of the doubt that once mm-hmm. again that you get with these. You know, Bill Belichick makes a crazy decision. Nobody's gonna say like. You know what Belichick should be doing. <laughs> like they're gonna, right. they're, they're gonna trust trust the process, right? Because right. they've seen. Um and uh, um and so that's just what, and that's why I I you know will always respect more the the ambition of trying to do your own thing and assemble your own um your own path in any anything. You know, be the best you. Uh, here's where I here's where I transfer into being a motivational speaker. Be the, be the best you you can be. Don't try to be <laughs> the best. You know, don't don't try to to stand on somebody else. I mean, unless you know, standing on someone else's shoulders can can you know get you somewhere. That's a good maybe. Great. But um, but um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy to see everyone focused on like emulating what they what they see in success somewhere else because you're never going to be better. And that's why I um. After seeing The Force Awakens, maybe I was like, you know, it was good. I really enjoyed it as a, it's like a solid movie. But there was an element of like disappointment where I was like, oh, there's never going to be a Star Wars movie better than The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And it's not because they're incapable of being better than The Empire Strikes Back. It's because they're afraid to try. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Following the process. and mm-hmm. and that's and that's you know that's like I said, I enjoyed The Force Awakens, but it had that like bittersweet like feeling of like oh they're just not going to try to go there 
because they, they the best movie since The Empire Strikes Back, they'll be happy to make a million the best movie since Empire Strikes Back. You know, I, I, th- they don't. They'd rather do a million the best Star Wars since The Empire Strikes Back movies than they would try to do better than Empire Strikes Back and have it be not good. And, and then they get so, ballsy and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna kill Han." And then you go, huh, well, "Why'd you do huh. that? Why? Why? Oh, wait, wait, wait. We wanted to see all three of the. Ah, oh. why'd Steven, you do that, Stephen? I, I overcorrected. I, I had the same moment because that was. It was like after Force Awakens when I I create I. I have a rule with my Star Wars rankings. My rule is that no matter what, episode five and episode four are one and two. Because nothing that they make after that, after those, will eclipse either of those movies. And that's just a perception that I that I personally subjectively mm-hmm. have based on what they've done well, since that's, those movies. That's why I always say with the prequels, they it's funny because they get all this crap for like oh, it's just connecting the dots, or they're just shoehorning in references, like with 3PO being Anakin's and all that stuff. But, like, of the, like, handful of those things that people groan about, about them, like, being obvious kind of setups, at, in terms of, like, the traditional prequel problem that most movies have, it's very much devoid of, of that in so many ways that other movies that are that are prequels commonly have where like Lucas was actually breaking outside of the fill in the blank expectations tonally um, set expectations sometimes to the point of like people believing that it broke canon until it was like retroactively fixed or whatever because he's like I'm just going to tell the, the I'm I'm not I'm not making a Star Wars greatest hits here I'm making my own my own thing and that's you know yeah. you see the love it or hate it it's a fundamentally different approach to like what Disney is doing where they say like, we want to capture that essence of star Wars. George Lucas was never concerned about capturing the essence of star Wars. No, he just wanted to tell, he wanted to tell a story in the format that, that worked best, love it or hate it successful or not. There, there's something very different than, than emulating what you love about star Wars versus just making a star Wars movie. Um, yeah. Because when you look at the prequels, it's not like it follows the same path as the, you know, original trilogy or anything like that. It's like, to me, I'm like, Attack of the Clones. I mean, it, it veered off. And I was like, I, I thought, I thought Phantom Menace was very much in line of like how Return of the Jedi was because that final act had like the three different battles. You had like the land battle, you had the space battle, and you mm-hmm. had the Jedi, the Jedi battle. So I was like, all right, that falls very much in the vein of all that. But then, but I'm like, but that's the first movie. That's interesting. That it almost seemed like, yeah, very Return of the Jedi esque. And then when it came to Attack of the Clones, I'm like, I don't even know. <laughs> That's totally off the map. That's not even like uh, how Star Star Wars. I, you know, and I'm I'm critical on 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 um, Attack of the Clones. But then when it comes to Revenge of the Sith, I'm like, there was something there for sure. There was something like like Lucas was trying to be like, hey. This is where we get our Vader. This is where we're going to get our ultimate fight. And when you rewatch that Obi Wan and um, and uh, and uh, Anakin fight, my God, it's it's a thing of beauty. It really is. Like that is the best of the prequels for sure. And it's might even be better than some of the newer shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd have to keep on rewatching. I'm just saying. But I'm not going to probably get hate hate for that. But well, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just like how. I, I remember seeing the prequels get hate. I remember giving hate to the prequels. 
because we we hate we all hated phantom menace for a variety of reasons and then we were like okay attack of the clones is a little better but whatever and then we all Ah, really loved revenge of the sith and so like at that so we but from that generation we were like from our era we're like okay original trilogy that's our trilogy original trilogy and now it's like and then i I, flipped in the last couple years since i got on twitter was like i remember i typed i i posted one thing it was kind of kind of disparaging about the prequel trilogy and i got blasted no all yeah. these people that were like how dare you, you? Never, you never know f- when it's going to reach that fandom you right. never well, know well but it was like i but i literally was like when did people start defending the prequel trilogy and i was like this is interesting this is cool and it's like ever, gener- since, ever since the new trilogy came out that's yeah, when it started like, happening but, yeah. but, but, but it's ever also since ge- the new one yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's also a generational thing because you have to remember, like, there's a there's a gap, there's like a generational gap between like yeah. when the when Return of the Jedi came out, which was eighty three, and then when you know all the way to ninety nine when Phantom Menace comes out. That's like a whole. So the anybody that was a kid when Phantom Menace came out, they didn't grow up with the original trilogy. They grew up with the prequel trilogy, and so now they're older and they're like, well, this was my Star Wars. This this was Anakin and and. Obi-Wan and Padme and Mace Windu and all that like that's what they connect with whereas the rest of us you know we're, we're still talking about Luke and Han and Leia because that's what we grew up with and so they're they fiercely defend what they grew up with and I, I I've said this that's going to happen with the sequel trilogy we're going to get to a point like five ten years down the road where anybody that was a kid in 2015 that grew up with Ray and Finn and all and Poe and all that. They're going to be on whatever evolution of Twitter is somebody f- from. Well, it, go, it even goes to the Cape shit. It's like, what's your Batman? What's your Superman? You know, it's mm-hmm. like who grew up with what, you know, I mean, I grew up with the Keatons and stuff like that, but, that's, but I, I'm one of those. I'm like, I, I can be like, well, I'm, I'm a Ben Affleck guy all the way. That's my Batman, even though I'm like, you know, my thirties when that, that happens. But then at the same time, I'm just one of those people like, I'm looking forward to Pattinson and seeing what the fuck. I mean, we, we heard his voice again in that little teaser and I'm like, I like that. I like that a lot. And I won't be afraid to be like, if I watch the Batman on March, hopefully third or even before that, I'm going to be like, um, this, I, you know, it's, I even thought about this today, you know, especially with all the new stuff that we're getting for DC Phantom. I went, what? I mean, there's a possibility that this movie could be better than Dark Knight. It could be better. Uh, okay. So, so. Yeah. Dude, I, I've been saying that for yeah. a while yeah. now. I, 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 there's I, a possibility. I, I know that the general consensus, and, and Tim agrees, Tim at Squadcast Media, he agrees with me on this. The general yeah. consensus from everybody is like the Dark Knight is the best. He and I both agree. He and I both believe that Batman Begins is the best solo Batman film. Anybody so, who says that, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm with you. It's just, yeah, so, I totally but, but, with you. But, but to your point, I am fully open minded and ready to walk out of the to potentially walk out of that theater on March 4th, going, okay, that's the best one. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm prepared for that to yeah. possibly be the case. also. I'm I'm ready or not ready. I'm I'm dreading the the discourse around that. Oh, of Jesus course, there'll be, there'll be fights over it, and I think that I unfortunately, because we're going to see criticism of, I think, a lot of people are going to think that that um, 
Bale's Batman doesn't age well, I think is what is what the consensus is going is. To, people people can't get voice. past the voice, you know. And and yeah, I get that because that was a criticism. Yeah. At it's the just time the way it stuff. is. It's just the way it is, but you know. What don't you fucking understand? <laughs> What's rough about those movies that that um in their place in the modern discourse is that our like generation doesn't necessarily like they. They they were always going to age out a little bit, and like I was talking about the same in the same sense of like the superhero physique in those, how like that was a new thing at the time, and so like the no the the way they portrayed Batman had never been done that way. This relates a little bit to what I was talking about, like with sports and stuff. But um, I think something that I've, is really interesting that was pointed out by I don't know who said this, um, but really interesting with um, you see it with stand up comedians or just comedy in general um, is that you look at um, a lot of like comedy legends of the eighties, not that they're not funny anymore, but if you go back and watch the stuff, it's not nearly as funny as what you remember it being at the time, because since, you know, you've got your Chris Farley, it doesn't hold up. And, and it's not because like Chris Farley is less funny than he was in the eighties. It's because, or the, you know, the nineties, whenever you want to, but, um, it's not that, that, it's not that it's not as funny or wasn't funny at the time. It's that, that was groundbreaking and then someone has since come come along and picked up where he left off and in and, and maybe even we've had multiple generations of that and so you get like uh, you know and so you look at like modern superhero movies and they are what they are because of i mean there was a whole the the whole first phase of the MCU whenever they were interviewed they were like everyone said like oh we want to make it like the dark knight even back as far back as um new mutants when i was on the set for that that's what everyone was saying was Oh, we want it to be grounded like the, and that was in, you know, uh, mid 20, you know, 2016, 27, or no, it was filming 2017 or 2018. Um, yeah. And, but even, and now, but now, but now the reference point is like the first Iron Man or, you know, or the Avengers, right? That's what people say. But, and so, but it's really hard to look back and evaluate and, and do like, I'm, I'm sure the Batman side by side is going to be a better movie than like the Nolan Batman movies. But that's because like Christopher Nolan walked so that Matt Reeves could run. And that doesn't, you can't right. say like, well, Nolan only walked, therefore he's not as good. It's like, no, that he, he right. redefined a genre with totally. those movies. Absolutely. Like you can't, you no can't look question. back on that out of context and be like, oh, well the voice, and the same thing as you look at the, at the Raimi movies and like, there's some tonally weird stuff, but also it, it was made in 2000 two right was the mm-hmm. first one yeah like how are you gonna look and back I, at that and be like oh that doesn't mesh with modern sensibilities so therefore it's not yeah. as good as like homecoming it's like no it was like like even even more even more than nolan potentially Raimi showed what was possible with this like like the only reason that any of these movies exist in the capacity that they do potentially is because of what Raimi did regardless of whether or not that holds up he, perfectly he, he, he absolutely with that first one and the second one like he he like kind of helped redefine the comic book aesthetic in like in, in live action, because I think there was, there was always like this tug of war initially, like, okay, how much of this is going to be real world and how much of this is going to lean into the ridiculousness and the suspension of disbelief. And he was able to like straddle the line and be like, okay, look, yeah, the classic is in there. Yes. This is a story about you know him going through high school and, and growing up and doing all that, but I'm still gonna have the crazy Dan- Danny Elfman score, and I'm still gonna have Willem Dafoe do the crazy Goblin laugh yeah. and all that. Like, it's still it's still a he he nailed how to 
yeah push that forward well, and it, it, well he's and always it, been good about that if you look at the army uh the evil dead trilogy i mean it went from like i mean that was like his first baby the first evil dead that's why i love it so much is the fact that that was just something that he wanted to do they made it on like just a barely of a budget they sh- went out into that cabin and just shot that but he utilized so many tricks in that and then and then all of a sudden in the final act he has all this fucking stop motion animation that happens and i'm like holy shit that's where like most of the budget went of course and then when you actually watch evil dead 2 and then you go to the army of darkness it's like all right, the tone just changed. It wasn't like serious anymore. It was like, and and I think Raimi always had a, a like a good balance of like, okay, what should be grounded? What should be, you know, just let's let's just go like, hey, it is drag, what it drag, is. Drag me to hell is like that too. Oh my god, drag yeah, it's uh, very much like that. <clears throat> um, can I have a hot take on uh, yeah, the, the, the it, Dark no. Knight? No, <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> no. No, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, and, unless, unless, it, no, never mind. I don't want to call it out before it happens in case I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so the the Dark Knight uh, like trilogy <clears throat> will forever change cinema and uh, uh, what it did for for film and superhero film, um, you know, is uncontested. I mean, um, it, it is the reason there are 11 best picture slots. Like it changed the it industry. It literally <laughs> is. Yes. Right. It was, all, it was, it was the first one to hit a billion. Right. First, for, yeah. first one financially to do that. Right. But, um, it wasn't a good Batman story. Like I, I wouldn't say you that. You could replace no, Batman I think you're trying like, to say because the Heath Ledger was like really drove that movie, right? Well, not not. Well, he's yes saying like in terms of no, as an but, adaptation, like but, if you hold it up side by side yeah. in the comics. It's and like you're, and, and you're saying he's saying the you're saying the whole trilogy, not just the second movie. N- not well, just he, the second movie, all three. Mm, right. If you plucked Batman out of those uh, uh, of those movies and inserted, you know, James Bond type um, assassin you know, spy guy, number one. I mean, it's the same movie. I just, it it wasn't a good Batman movie. It was a great thriller. It was a great um, action, you know, action-packed. Like, it it just wasn't a Batman story. Um, and, and, And it will hold the test of time as being one of the greatest superhero films of all time. But... Batman, you know, we didn't. The, the way I look at it is, when when Christian Bale was Batman, we that was Batman, right? To all of us, that was Batman. But then we saw Ben, and we were like, "Oh, that's Batman." I mean, I get what you're saying, but I mean, like, at the same time, I'm like, I think it was still a good Batman story because there's some elements like the like exchanges between Bruce and Alfred. There's like a lot of good stuff there. I think what the hell this bot keeps on coming in into the chat. Sorry. A a hot take Um, about um, a hot take on that hot take would be I, I would argue a really technically is probably true of any like you could say that about some of the comics too right or like say it about james bond like i can't replace james bond with jason Bourne, um or whatever but i think that um 
I don't even necessarily disagree so much as I would say that that is what made it work um, or why um, why it was successful. And, and not because I wouldn't say like they abandoned or contradicted the story of Batman at all, but like any any ground. I mean, look at like look at the Dark Knight Returns. And you say like, that's not a Batman story. It's just a but that changed Batman. That's or, what's so great yeah, about and, that story. And it's being able to go out and and stretch to the boundaries of of what is this what does this mean or what like and, and even looking at reeves who knows where it's going to take it but like already with the suit that's a totally different kind of take on the aesthetic of Bat- or the batmobile right like we're already looking at like just how much is this going to embrace the like batman and robin from schumacher is honestly probably the closest anybody is going to try for a long time to do a Batman movie that like really tries to embrace, but once again, what comics, yeah. what era of comics are you even looking at embracing? I think that there, the genre is so wide that, um, that to to define something as a as being a Batman movie or not a Batman movie is all going to depend on like a what you're looking at, but then also does that is that is that even a like because. The, on the flip side, I think that there is a there is a version of that that is very much, quote unquote, a Batman movie where it is it's just fill in the blank, right? It's like we all know we all know how these stories go. We've seen them in the comics, Batman and then the Joker and then whatever. Whereas what separates this is the fact that he wasn't constrained to here's the same story you've all seen a million times before, and I just have Christian Bale doing a, a scratchy voice instead, for, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Do you think that the Matt Reeves – so I, I do like what you said about how Nolan had to walk so Reeves could run. Um, do you think that uh, in the Matt Reeves Batman, yes, they'll be you – know, it'll be pretty grounded for the most part. But do you think that uh, they'll leave the door open to um, – other characters, you know, mystical stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I think well, we the did. definition of what grounded is has changed so much since yeah. what Nolan did. Um, right. Like, look at, I mean, look at, look at Batfleck, right? Like, that's arguably in some ways even more grounded than what Nolan did because he didn't have all the like Wayne Tech. Like, he had Wayne Tech stuff, but I mean, some of the Wayne Tech stuff that they introduced in that was a little bit like much. Whereas, and like the, the, um, whereas like the Batmobile that they used was like an actual car that they built and, and ran on a track to figure out how to do it for that, for the chase scene. And <clears throat> Affleck actually was that big. And um, I mean, the, the, yeah. And then, so, but yeah, it shares a universe with Superman, but like, you know, man of steel was, was grounded. Right. And then, but then as we expand, it's like, Oh wait, so killer croc in the suicide squad references that he had some sort of a history with Batman and, the Joker exists in this universe. And, um, and so there's, you know, and then we've got the nightmare and flash coming in. It's like all of a sudden, like the second you introduce flash and you're like, Oh, you've got this grounded take yet. You're splitting off into this entire like nightmare universe. Is that still grounded? Well, it took a grounded universe and showed how it can connect to a insane, fantastical post-apocalyptic hellscape universe but that's still grounded because it's rooted in this like, oh, no, he was sitting in the Batcave in this grounded sense. And then the Flash broke. Th- it acknowledges that, like, this is a dimensional time space continuum shift. Right. 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 Um, so I don't know. The, 
I guess going back to the original question, I think that it will be very grounded, but in a way that like, yes, you could introduce that stuff. Whereas like Nolan, I think Superman existing in that universe would not, would just break the universe. Yeah. It would just, well, it could never I, fight like Superman. In, 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 in Nolan's universe, a Superman existing. Yeah. 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 Well, because it, and I know it's impossible to do this or, or relatively impossible. It, it's impossible not to compare live action Batman. Oh, but, of course not. But, but, I've always felt that it's been it. It, it there really is a, a large degree of like unfairness comparing Bale and Affleck. It really it's it, it's in, the unfairness is comparing what Nolan did to what Snyder did because they were they were not doing the same thing. No. Christopher Nolan was absolutely making Christopher Nolan was basically like okay, Batman doesn't really exist, but if he did, here's yeah. how he'd do it using what exists and like principle, like the, my favorite part of B, one of my favorite parts of begins. I love that movie to death. It's my favorite one in the whole trilogy, but the part where he's building everything where he and Alfred I, are putting the suit together. I was just going to say that where he's going to Fox and you're like, what's With that Tumblr? Oh, you wouldn't be interested in that. Like, and all of it is and like all of the, you're hearing all the practical applications like the Nomex survival suit and you know, right. putting a putting a current through this fabric the the memory cloth and what the and what the tumbler actually was built as as a military vehicle the whole time i'm like okay this is how a crazy billionaire would actually everything, do this in everything real life. had a practical thing everything yes. had a practical uh, a, a practical effect even down to do you remember when they ordered like a bunch of masks and they had to order yeah, uh, yeah 10,000 uh, just to yeah. hide just, right. to just to hide, hide the, the fact, fact, yeah. Well, at least covered like, all the bases. Well, no one, no one made it so that everything was explained. Yeah, and and I, I thought that was brilliant. I, I, but I think I, I, I think Reeves is going to do something like that too, in a different sense, in a much darker, grittier sense. It, 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 like I, I, it, like like the Bat Cave that we saw is not really a Bat Cave. It's a makeshift Bat Cave kind of thing. It's not under Wayne Manor. Yeah. It's well, and the yeah. Batmobile isn't a tank. It's a muscle car. <clears throat> You know, well, and I think that, that's an interesting. Um, I think that in a way, Reeve, and I don't know how far he'll go in the first movie, but I think it'll make more sense if and when he he cheats the realism. But um, in a way, he's almost going to go more grounded, or it's going to feel more grounded than Nolan, in a way that allows him to then introduce the fantastical stuff without it being so insane. Um, and I, I feel like. Um, as I'm sure we've all seen Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, yep. so I've always gotten the sense that like the, the, this version of Batman isn't going to be so far removed from when he wears the ski mask and he jumps down and robs that truck. Like, obviously he's got the full blown suit, but if you remember that scene, how he's got like all of this, like proto Batman gear, um, and he's swinging on the rope and he's got the spike balls instead of like the batarangs and, and but it's all like very it's like when it comes to animation, it was like a surprisingly kind of grounded take on the character. I think it's going to harken a lot closer to that. But as a result, because they're not going to be like, ooh, the highest tech thing here is this Nomec polymer and all that kind of stuff. What that does is kind of leaves the door open for like you haven't established a ceiling of where like this is the peak of the peak of the peak. Um, you're just going to be like, oh, no, this is Batman operating out of like in the early days and he's souping up a muscle car. And that leaves this like, it's almost a lie of like, 
there's all of this much more undiscovered headspace up above that of where right. they could where right. they could take it fantastically. Uh, but uh, do do you think uh, it would be a good idea? Um, I mean, this is kind of like it's not off topic, but um, you know, with with fandom, you know, especially last year, uh, fandom touted that there'll be a character for everybody, a uh, uh, a hero for everybody. Do you think that they're going to try to establish um, a Justice League on uh, Matt Matt Reeves' Batman Earth? No, no, not at all. Yeah, they'll establish a Bat family, but not a not a Justice League. No. Bat, I think Bat yes, family the, I could definitely yeah. see, but not yeah, yeah not a Justice League. No, I, I yeah, because so. because I'm not really a fan of that. And I don't think that Reeves, I I I never know how accurate the like you know supposedly he got full creative control and what does that mean and will WB honor that and is that even true you know or is that just a rumor? Um, but I, I've kind of been using that as my understanding of like, it does seem to, they have allowed him like their test screening, a version that's close to three hours. The fact that that made it to test screening says that like, you know, there that's being at least considered, right. Which is a, mm-hmm. you know, a, a big I still thing. say two forty five or yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, 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 well, it's, it, we heard almost three. So I'm, I'm thinking two forty five to two fifty five probably is what, mm-hmm. is what it'll, it'll be. It'll be, it'll be, I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be two thirty to two forty five, but I hope closer to two forty five. I'll take two forty five. I'm, I'm but, betting, yeah. I, I've got a feeling it'll be two forty five plus, but regardless of like debating that, I think that, um, Reeves, I think Reeves has an interest in in sort of Gotham and the Bat family, but I don't think part of what my understanding of what he was sold on was being allowed to do his own thing and not having to meet a larger universe. And yeah. so, um, so yeah, sure, he's got the like the Gotham show and this other stuff that's going to tie into it. But when you start, and even just logistically speaking about it, it just does, I don't, it doesn't make as much sense to like introduce a Justice League and like think about what it does. Like look at that first trailer and imagine how much, imagine having a trilogy planned around that, and or like and, and starting with that and then having to like fit into a larger Justice League. It it feels very yeah. contrary to what I, he wants to do. Oh yeah, I, I, and I, I I didn't mean like uh, in the first movie, right? Like introducing a Justice League, but like down the line um but but, but i but i think what steven's saying I, I think that's another thing that fans don't take into account when they look at continuity the, the whole continuity argument and the whole connective tissue argument with respect to all of these I, in a lot of cases and i realize that we have the mcu as like the prime example of how they do it like episodically speaking but i feel like in a lot of cases especially when you're talking about a studio that you know even with everything that's happened in the last couple of years with Zack Snyder, still a studio that is supposed to be like, okay, freedom for the creatives. Well, they don't all want to connect. They all want to tell most of them. I think this from my perspective, they want to tell their own stories. They don't want to come into a situation and be like, okay, here's the rules. You got to mention this character. You got to put that cameo in. You got to do this. Got to make sure it lines up with this film that happened two years ago and make certain that it sets up this film that happens two years from now. They just want to come in and be like, uh, this is my story. I want to tell I, I, I feel like the majority of them are like that. And so while fans are arguing like, oh, well, where does this fit? And how come that doesn't fit there? Why didn't they tell him this? 
I think a lot of them don't want to be told that. A lot of them just want to tell their story and be, and that's it. And if something else comes of that, cool. But it's almost like the Todd Phillips thing where it's like, you know, the, the whole idea of a Joker sequel. It's like, well, if they have a story, if a story comes in and they feel strongly enough about, then they'll do it. Otherwise, they don't want to do it just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, and for I the f- money so, and everything. Right. Yeah, it's all interesting. But uh, uh, I wanted to, uh, we have a video question actually from uh, William. Uh, sci-fi center hey my boy yeah he he submitted a video today so uh let's see what he has to say i haven't actually even listened to the uh the question so this will be fresh for me too here we go hey junkie blockage stream crew given the fact that most of these execs that are currently running dc films and wb will be replaced by the incoming regime uh what are the odds that any of these announcements that are taking place that are not currently in front of a camera will ever happen? And do you think they will, A, be canceled entirely, B, um, severely delayed, or C, creatively changed from the point that they are now, given that most regimes that are incoming will want to hit the ground with their own vision? Thanks. Bye. All right. So basically it's like we have some announcements that might happen, but then we got the new regime. So he's kind of wondering – it's always been a question of like how much is this whole merger that's going to happen next year how much influence they have even now i know there's always been that question it's like is there stuff that's been kind of in the works now where they're like hey you know zaslav's like hey why don't you do this or whatever the fuck you know some people question about that right now too is like is there some influence already happening currently too you know what do you think, Stephen? Um, I think it depends on on the project, and it's I would say kind of in a way, same rules still apply, but it's always hard to know what what what's what and where it is in in this franchise because you've yeah. got stuff like Nightwing that has just kind of been is that a movie that really exists or is it not? Or you've got you know the multiple Black Superman projects they've announced multiple times or has been teased multiple times that seem to be just kind of their get out of jail free card like PR um, thing that they do. Um, you know, and, and how far in development are those actually? And will they, and will they show up or look at what happened with new gods? That was a very similar situation of, Mm -hmm. you know, was that even ever actually happened? How far along was that? And once again, uh, as I always pointed out with that one, WB never officially confirmed that one. That was all Ava DuVernay, um, and Tom King and Tom King. And Mm -hmm. I think that it was their attempt to try to get it greenlit. Um, or you look at like the, the Spielberg Blackhawks movie, like what happened to that? Right. Yeah. We um, haven't heard anything. Yeah. And right. so I would say a lot of that stuff has, you know, is more likely to kind of disappear into the background, but stuff like, you know, the stuff that has creatives officially attached to it, like anything they're going to talk about at fandom, I would expect to happen. Um, so you, you know, anything blue beetle or Batgirl or, you know, any, any of the stuff that's, that's in the Black works. Canary. Yes. But pay attention to like, yeah, but pay attention to stuff that is like, has been like announced or, or maybe only announced via the trades, but not officially commented on, um, and doesn't have anyone officially attached. And when I say officially attached, I don't mean like Ava to new gods. I mean like WB saying, you know, this guy is directing blue or writing blue beetle or whatever. Um, so any of that, I would say, is subject to to change, as it always has been. But I would not expect them to put the axe to anything that is, you know, actively moving forward. 
I would agree with that. I think if we see it tomorrow, I I I would unless like we'll see the finish. Yeah, right. And 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 mind you, this whole Iatsi thing is is likely could potentially screw things up as well. Like as far as delays and everything, depending on what happens with that strike. But like the generally speaking, yeah, I I don't see a scenario where like something is announced tomorrow officially and Zaslav just says kill that. I feel like they'll they they he may want to add to what they're doing, but I don't know that he wants to like wipe the slate clean and just start for he I feel like they're gonna look at this and they're probably already looking at it going, okay, what have they got? Well they've got Shazam, they've got The Rock with Black Adam, they've got the Aquaman sequel, they've got this Flash movie. All right, cool. Those are let, let's let's continue those and let's build off of what they're doing with all of that, whatever that is. I mean, quite honestly, I just hope that they bring some order and organization. Order. But, we, but, but we, we, we don't even know. Like, I mean, it's, I, and I, I still caution people. It's like, please don't, don't act like this is going to be the, the, this is not another savior situation. This is also, there's also something that happens in sports, Steven, where it's like the savior coach is going to come help us or the savior GM is going to come fix everything. And it's like, they walk into a situation with whatever, with whatever the previous GM or coach left them. And it's got to take them a couple of years. Like that's what Steve Eiserman said about the wings when he took over. He's like, it takes time. And it's like still three or four years. We're still, trusting the Iser plan, the process, <laughs> and still waiting, you know, he, but he's having to change over and do a lot of stuff. And it's like, okay. And it's probably going to be the same thing here, but I don't see a case where they're just going to like cut off anything that they're anything that I agree with you. Anything that's announced tomorrow is probably going to happen. It will. It will. And you know, what's funny. Uh, I just got sent a DM. Apparently there was a leak. I'm not going to show it. Um, you know, the only thing I want to show right now is because uh, I looked at my timeline real quick and I was like, oh, man, is this on the timeline? But apparently there was a leak of Dwayne Johnson in his full on um, Black Ooh. Adam costume. Yeah, someone just sent it to me, but I'm not going to show it. Said I'm going to show uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon at 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, oh, <my laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, wow. how adorable. Look at those two. 15 years old. Jeez. Anyways. So, but that's what I'll show. But yeah, apparently, yeah, be on the lookout, guys. There's actually a, there could be, I don't know. It just got sent and it was just like, well, what's this thing that, what's this? Did you guys see this thing that The Rock actually posted an hour ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You did. Like like, uh, when, when Seek and I were, uh, you know, first started, somebody brought it up. He actually posted on, on his Instagram like an hour before he posted it on Twitter. Right. That's the thing. It's like people were saying, like, hey, and I went, or I even think Seek even said that. He was like, hey, uh, yeah, there's some Black Adam stuff that The Rock posted. So we went to, um, oh, yeah, we're Steven, were you here at that time? Or was that like an hour in? I don't even know. That was right after uh, ACS joined. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was. Yeah, because I'm the one yeah, that said play. Hour in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we actually watched that little teaser thing. But then he didn't post it on Twitter till like, like, probably like, I don't know, a half hour later or something like that. Maybe. I don't uh, know. I, I, Dave, I think I just saw it. I'm not. Yeah. Sure. I, I, oh, the, the, the Black Adam thing. Yeah. Yes, I think I. Yeah, just saw gonna, it. it'll make the rounds. It'll it, definitely it, make the rounds. It it looks like I mean, we're gonna see this tomorrow, right? Yeah. Right. 
we're going to see it in the, the old as in prepared form as they want us to see it. So, yeah, it looks. It's it? not going to look as good as it's going to look on the big screen. Right. But uh, before we wrap this up, because we should. But man, geez, all of a sudden, we, I got a question, a Patreon question from Jacob that is just like, damn, it's a long one. But here we go. A question for you and the panel. So I had seen the duel, uh, the last duel t- earlier. You spelled duel wrong, by the way, Jacob. Come on. It's not with an A. It's with an E. Oh, I saw it. Um, yeah. I assume you didn't. Yeah, I did not. I went and watched Halloween tonight. But I don't think this is a spoiler, but it's unique to th- thing to that uh, thing that the movie did. Not even two minutes into the movie, the screen goes black and it reads chapter one. And I wasn't really expecting it, but we've only seen from so many directors. So my question is, what movie that has so much story to tell do you think would benefit from being told in chapters? I make it, I'll make it harder. What character, villain, or neutral from any movie do you think would benefit from having a chapter dedicated to telling their story or perspective of the story? For anyone who has an answer. So he's talking about chapters. And apparently, I mean, when it, I want to see Last Duel so bad, but I was like, all right, I'm going to see Halloween first and was not impressed. <laughs> uh, I've heard it was okay. That. It was okay. Really? The kills and gore were cool, but the fucking story was dog shit. I've actually um, a bunch of love for it. I heard it was, uh, was doing really well. I've oh, never no, seen I'm a single sure Halloween franchise movie, so I'm not opinionated. I'm sure it will, but I mean, like, it, it, I mean, it all the Halloween out. movies are like. I, 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 I was more curious about that one because they just they were, and I I haven't tried this, but weren't they? They didn't scrap the day and date. They they they, they did go day and date with that, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Like I could watch that on Peacock right now Peacock. if I wanted yeah, to, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you could, exactly. You could, you so, could. so I was curious I mean, about how if you they like, were if you like, that. if you like the kills, you like like that whole aspect of it cool but when it came to this like when they were trying to do like an actual plot i was going mm, this is not working for me like yeah. it's just i don't know there's certain things that they were trying to do and then at the same time i'm just going all right are we just gonna admit that michael myers is superhuman and he what what does he do travel through portals i don't know because he's wearing work boots how is he creeping up on people <laughs> i mean at this point it's like when he, when we hear him walk Suspend around, belief, Dave. Like, boom, 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 belief. boom, 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 But at the same time, I'm like, all right, yeah, he is now. It's it's got to be a supernatural aspect to him now, right? Can we just like figure that it out? Which I think they're trying to lean into. It felt like it, and I was like, cool. All right, so if we're gonna get another movie, lean into the fact that he is not that he is just made of pure evil, <laughs> and. And it's like a weird like thing where you have to get a priest to like damn him to hell or something like that. I don't know because he's not human. He's definitely not human. Anyways, and it's just I don't know. I liked the rich the, the Halloween that came out in twenty eighteen when they brought Jamie. I thought that was like a perfect setup. But where they took it with this story, especially with her, I went all right. That was kind of lame, to be honest. That was just me. I was like, but the kills were cool. They were gory. Some of them were pretty creative. I was like, all right cool but at the same time there was like a lot of dumb people that were just like um, you just go what what ah hmm. why would you ah ah you know yep. so anyways back to the oh. question at hand <laughs> mm-hmm. 
which was uh, I don't even remember it now. Um, uh, it was what basically character would benefit from from a chapter treatment. Yeah, yeah, it's the chapter thing. You know, Quentin Tarantino's used it and he utilized it well. He, 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 yeah, he's. I, I think there's there's two different approaches, and one is like a new gods movie. Yeah. Uh, right, you could do like chapter one or prologue, the day of the, the the death of the new gods or whatever. Um, but then there's also like a hardcore noir, like the question movie that would also be really cool, or something like that, like street level kind of gritty take. So I could see a lot of different kind of characters and and approaches benefiting. Um, from uh, that. I- I, I I was thinking if they if they ever did an adaptation of the Long Halloween, you really yeah. have you really have to do that in chapters. You would I would I would think. Well, a lot of those comic arcs were and how many how many like we we know them as graphic novels, but you know they were released as like five or seven or whatever, right. um, um, you know comic runs and or yeah, comic isn't... issues. That is kind of weird how, like, uh, you know, during the time when they were releasing, it's like you had to wait. It was like waiting for a TV show. Yeah, You had to, like, actually go buy the book. But we can just go buy the book and watch and and read the whole story right now. Like, I have it right over there. Like, that's not even like we know of stuff like Dickens, like Great Expectations was released that way, Mm, Um, which is hilarious because, like, if that was done today, it would be called people would accuse it of being like a a money grub or something like, like great expectations today would be a Patreon exclusive. You know like what? When it comes, <laughs> when it comes like, to great expectation, I always get reminded anytime that's talked about, I, I, I think about hot shots part due when they were, <laughs> they were like in the plane before they were going to parachute out to their mission. And like, you know, it's got, you know, Charlie Sheen, Topper Harley. And one of the other characters, uh, Ryan styles actually from whose line and true carry show funny guy he goes like he's like hey topper what are you reading he's all great expectations he's all any good he's all nah not all i hope for and i'm like it was just a simple joke because it's called great expectations he's like nah not all i hope for (laughs) it was just the simplistic of that joke always stuck with me because it was just so simple it's like what i love about uh uh the jeffrey chaucer character in a knight's tale one of my favorite jokes of all like all movies is when he was like, perhaps you've heard of me. Uh, I wrote the yeah. book of the Duchess. And he's like, no, I haven't. He's like, oh, well, you know, it was allegorical. So, uh, or it's not for everyone. It was allegorical. And the dude is like, uh, well, we'll hold that against you. That's for each man to decide for himself. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and he's like, move on. And it's like, that was, well, <laughs> that was, uh, was, that was bet. That was Betney's character. Right? Yeah. Betney was Chaucer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole writing of Chaucer and that is hilarious because he's, he's basically an unreliable narrator, but they never make it clear. But, no. like, you can tell in the scene where he says, like, he's telling the one guy, like, I will eviscerate you in fiction. Uh, let's right. do a, let's do a, a Knight's Tale stream. Warrior and a Knight's Tale are two. Ooh, that would <laughs> be um, an interesting one. Um, I, yes, I, yes. But, um, yeah, I, I know your secret. I know your love for Knight's Tale. And you yeah. know what? I actually kind of, I mean, it's a it's a good movie. It's a fucking good movie. It really is. I it mean, is. It's, you know, it's, it's got a great soundtrack and that's what they were going for. It's like, oh, yeah. hey, we're not going to have like this, you know, we're going to get somebody in here to do a score. They're like, you know what? We're going to have like some. Well, just fucking- the opening scene with Queen where they're yeah. like, hand, like <laughs> right. they're, do, they're, they're doing like, like right. uh, they're, they're like selling mead at the at the jousts and the guy's yeah. like hot mead. Like, yeah. Well, it's and, it, I, I've actually st- when we first watched Shannon Sossaman oh, years sorry. ago. Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah. I've always had a crush on <laughs> but, Shannon Sossaman. Oh. But we actually did run into some people over the years that like 
tried to skewer the movie for historical inaccuracy and we're like, did you not get the point? Yeah. It did you not understand the that. point of like what the, cause they were like, what time does this even take place in? It doesn't matter. It's yeah, not that it's kind not of not supposed to be that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. These are, it's, these it's, are intentional it's, it's choices. Was that Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> this sounds like a, it kind of does, right? Contrary to yeah. popular belief, Queen yeah. actually did not exist in the mid- medieval ages. Right. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> he points out the obvious stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, you know, when it comes uh, to tomorrow, I mean, we're gonna have a busy day of just like uh, it's <laughs> it's gonna be a busy day. And Ray, please, I mean, you're gonna have to like resist because there's gonna be some people that are gonna just oh, be fired. D- 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 yeah. Yeah, why? Well, I, I I I made I, I announced to everybody like what my new policy is now. Like I've I've gone from blocking to muting. Yeah, and mute. it really is. And it, you're it gonna really have is to working. Mute. Oh no, it, there's dude, gonna be a lot of discourse. There's gonna oh, be a lot of discourse. Yeah. It, we're gonna I, we're gonna have to do our best to ignore that. I know it's it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna you're, be you are one step closer to the nirvana of just scrolling on. <laughs> oh, you yes. know what's better than muting? <laughs> Just scrolling on. Well, well and, and and to be honest with you, I, I really don't. At least it shouldn't be. It should actually be easier tomorrow because we're getting a lot of stuff that I'm looking that I, I personally am looking forward to. Like I want to yeah. see what Black Adam looks like. I want to see what the Flash looks like. I want. I, I'm not ready for this second Batman trailer. I'm not. I know I'm not. I know. I'm not I, that's why I said in my video, I'm like, we're not ready for this. This is going to be right. So, so I feel like there's going to be enough there that I'm going to be like excited for, and like you know, I I know the people that I can talk to rationally about this on Twitter, and it's like I'm just stay in my lane, talk to you, deal with all it, all of it because you're right. It, it's going to be noisy. It's going to be a, 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 a man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a madhouse, and we just got to ignore it like that. I mean, yeah, we're going to get accused for being this and accused for being that. It's like, it's whatever, you know? What? And I know there's going to be an absence of uh, Snyder stuff, and, you know, like, but at the same time, it's like, there's going to be, there's going to be like a little bit of a representation of what he established that yes. some of these guys are using that's now. The, that's the thing. That's the yes. thing. Yes. Right? That's the yeah. thing. His, his characters. His legacy, uh, yes, his foundation, they're, they're living on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, question before we go. Yeah. Um, DC fandom number one or number two? Uh, do you think this year is going to be better than year one? It's going to be difficult. Like I said, just from the point that I said, it's like you know, with the whole the first Snyder cut. Um, trailer that's that's something but at the same I, time I I'm like, it's iconic yeah it, it, there's something about that but at the same time i'm like all right what are they gonna bring when it comes to black adam flash because uh, uh, well, yeah. they know they know yeah. that they have to top that and, yeah. well and i'll tell you the biggest thing that i'm looking for to see like how they navigate this the the, the biggest thing that impressed me last year with the first one outside of what we were shown was the format like what like how they did it like for those eight hours like just making it this continuous thing like that's the thing i don't think they're going to be able to top is like the way that they start like one of my favorite things last year was that what was it that uh it was like conroy and i think it was conroy and lauren lester like they were they were watching batman 66 as like 
Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson from the animated series. Yeah, yeah. Like that was like one of the best like in between panel things yeah. that they did. Last That's year. pretty so, cool. Right. So like um, that that's the stuff I don't think they're gonna be able to top. But we'll, we'll see what they do. It, this year is shorter, it, it, right? Yeah, I think yeah, it's a little bit it, shorter, shorter, like so, a couple yeah. hours. Like two, I think last year was like, was it six hours? Six hours. I, thought, I, was, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought last year was eight hours. Oh, like, was it eight? It might have been. Yeah, I think it was. Because because remember, it was eight, and then it repeated twice. That's true. Right, yeah, yeah, for like international. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all going to be in Hall H or whatever they call it, the Hall of yeah. Heroes, and it's just going to go one after another after another. Yeah, I think right. that's what it was. That like last year they realized like I mean I think maybe this year they were like all right let's not do the whole we got this you know we have this map and there's like that even though I thought that was kind of cool but I did too yeah I thought um, it was kind of cool. like you're at a theme park and you're like oh which one am I gonna go let's yeah which one are we gonna go to first you know I'm, and they're also I'm reacting to analytics uh, from like who engaged with what and so I'm yeah. sure they I'm sure they saw analytics. like oh the how to make a Batmobile video got one percent of the views of the batman panel so let's just focus on that kind of stuff more yeah i wonder how they're gonna do the uh the dc tv stuff like uh separate set like keep it separate from um that's a good question they'll probably fit it it in yeah in the movies yeah. But um, I, I'm just wondering what they're going to start off first. It's going to be Black Adam. It's going to be Flash. It's, it's not going to be Batman. Movie. Batman's no. going to be the fucking like, no, the, 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 like what, what they're going to open yeah. with. Yeah. yeah, I I doubt those th- those are until the end. They might open with Peacemaker. Ooh. <laughs> they <laughs> might open with that. Which I'm like I'm like all right. I'll give it a shot, but I'm not really. I bet it opens it. with um. <laughs> Right. With, um, I'm not hyped for it. I'm not. No. I, I, I bet. I bet it opens with uh, some of the TV stuff. It might. It might. Or someone like like a Jim Lee like thing. Like Star Girl. Because because we're all into that. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> hey, I like the first season. I haven't. I I'm so. Hey, it's I it's, it's not a bad show. It's I hear it's I hear corny. It's, it's decent. It's decent, but yeah. hey, it's it's never got into it. It's definitely better than Flash and Legends. Ooh. Oh, well. I I, I, I mean, heard, I I stopped watching Flash after season three, and I was like, all right, I'm checked yeah, out. I I, I, I person I, because that, of it. That's a very common sentiment i'm still i'm 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 a good soldier i'm still i'm still trudging through nothing wrong with that that's That's like sticking to to a run of comic books you know it's nothing wrong with that yeah um but no it has it has descended i will say that it has (laughs) from like the earlier seasons i haven't had the fortitude to make it through uh, i actually do have so um you know the flash from uh cw Grant yeah. Gustin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in two months I'm gonna be having him on. No nice. shit. Oh wow. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. Ask him yeah. if he's in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am not the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh well, I'm not gonna confirm or nor deny. Yeah, I'm and then I ju- I just had uh Richard Citrone on it. Yeah, Citrone's oh great. Oh, great. Dude, yeah, I talked was, to him. Such he was the best guest I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. 
And how oh dare you God. say that after having me and Steven on your shit? <laughs> Wait, what? I know you've had me and Steven on as a guest, and it's like you, you said he's the best guest. How dare you, Ty? Oh my God! You, I'm you kidding, guys. Ty. Steven, Steven, what was it you were about to say that you didn't have the fortitude to to, to get through? Oh, it's a must. I was gonna hate watch Titans. Um, and oh, that's good. I need to. I I, I need to. I, I I'm I'm gonna. Steve, I need to. Steven. I, I'm, Titans I'm is finish. so bad that I'm tempted to to live stream a reaction uh, criticism to it. Steven, <laughs> let's debate. Let like let let's <laughs> do a stream debate <laughs> about Titans. I want to be a part Titans. of that, but then I'd be on. My, my frustration with Titans is no that spoilers. It's so bad. Seen, yeah, no spoilers. That, that the level of criticism I have to devolve to is like contrary to my preference of the way I talk about entertainment. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I mean, like I was, I was, I was so hopeful for Titans, and then when it just, I, I like, I, I, I was doing like weekly like reviews, and then I'm like, I forget, I, I just kind of put it on the back burner. I was like, to I, the I, point where I'm like, I'm not even like excited it, about it. It really seems anymore. like this season of it has been incredibly polarizing because as much I, I've heard people talk about it the way you well, guys wait, do, and I've seen people it, wait until like, it ends, and the people that the people that are that are hanging that are defending it are going to i mean guys depending on how the ending goes because they're all i, I mean oh, i was about to say have you seen, seen the ending already <laughs> oh it, I've, I've seen, well, well i was gonna say because I, I i've got a feeling that what, based on the last two seasons there's p- people are going to hang in there until the end and at that point is when they're going to be like oh okay I, well, well either... i mean the, the, but they're still in the o2 count as far as season finales they're still in that o2 for yeah, me yeah yeah so like, i've seen so. I, 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 i've seen um um, episode twelve. Um, they, they they haven't given me the uh, finale yet, and uh, I've seen Doom Patrol, uh, the first you know oh, whatever God, I six up. Ep- I forgot you that know. started too. Jeez. Yeah. <sighs> um, and do, I I I will say this: Titans, they have a bad track record with finales. Yeah. Yes, they and do. if 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 this season's finale is bad. Um, I, I I don't even know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Steve. You know, Steve. I would love to have you on. Um, and and, and talk about Titans. Uh, maybe you could shed some light on what you don't like about it. Maybe. I mean, my thing is like like while I'm like mocking it now, I I don't want to be too mean just because I, I I recognize that people like it, and so like my goal it wouldn't be to I don't want to like convince anybody to dislike it. Um, and so any, anything oriented, like I'd be, I'd be happy to talk about it, but I don't want to have anything that's like, you know, ruining something that people well, are, yeah, we can, are enjoying. We, we, we can just talk about it. Yeah. I'd be happy to do that. All right. Yeah. That'd be cool. Be a cool little, uh, Dave, you're invited yeah. too. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'll, I'll just be like the guy like, yeah, what Steven said. And then I'm like, I'll, oh, good point, Ty. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have to watch it first, Ty, but yes. <laughs> Ray, I don't think I've ever had you on, so you're more than welcome. Uh, cool, thank right. you. William, William wanted a clarification for his uh, question. Ooh. Thank you for the super chat. He said, uh, if a new DC president is named, is it fair to saddle them with someone with someone else's decisions? Yeah, that's just how that's that's what happens. Yeah, that that's you, like, you assume. I mean, like and, basically, and, again, back to sports. It's the same deal. You assume whatever problems or headaches 
or or projects in development that the previous I mean, regime almost started. everything hamada has released has been someone else's decision <laughs> yeah i know but, but, like, but you also I, I you also have the opportunity to rip the saddle off and put your own on oh sure but but you also especially because it it, it would be happening in the face of a merger that there I, I mean it's it's the way this stuff happens look at our uh, uh, ben Affleck with Batman or Ryan Johnson with um with his Last um man. with his Star Wars movies that the you know the vaporware movies the way these things always happen is not like nobody comes in and and like especially in Hollywood kicks down the door and is like I'm canceling everything what happens is they just stop talking about it and then if someone asks they're just like oh we're really happy to work with you know that we have not canceled that it's whatever and then it just never happens right you know and like Affleck would just like not comment on Batman forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And there was rumors and it was whatever, but it was just like when asked, it was like, Oh yeah, we're still just got to find the right script. You know? And he was saying that stuff, you know, almost a year after he had like officially stepped down or Ryan Johnson, if you ask him, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll be like, Oh yeah, we're still working on something. And I don't doubt that he'll eventually maybe do something else in the star Wars universe, but like whatever his, his uh, star Wars movies were that, that were his, the trilogy, I think that they gave him, um, right. It's like no, that's not an active development, um, and uh, but you know it looks bad for them to say like oh we pulled the plug on that, um, and yeah. maybe they didn't officially pull the plug. It's just like deep. It's just like on the back burner to the point where like it's like hey if you ever get passionate about that we'll start to move forward. But like nobody's got their foot on the gas with that stuff, and so anything. If they do come on, and that's why I said anything that's actively in the works, they're not going to stop it. A, they've already invested money in it. Uh, B, there's PR to worry about. But you know, stuff that's like uh, like that Blackhawks, New Mutant, not New Mutants, New Gods, um, or uh, um, uh, Nightwing, like all of that stuff that's just kind of been on the fringes and never like officially confirmed. You know, that's all subject to change because you know, or even something like Blue Beetle could just like take forever to manifest. But it's not like nobody has interest in doing this stuff. Well, that, well, that at least has a director and a lead yeah. at yeah, this but point. So, can, can I, uh, I, I? I know we've been trying to end this for a while, but <laughs> no, it's fine. Go, um, go for it. My my feeling is this: uh, why, like we, why are we starting to branch? <clears throat> And do all these projects without a concrete foundation. Uh, like, we don't even know who our Justice League is. Why are we doing Blue Beetle? Why are we doing um, well, Canary, like Black Canary? Um, Why are we doing all these but, things when fans don't even know if Henry Cavill is Superman yet? Well, cause you can't back your way into a shared universe. I mean, like look at <laughs> look at like the first Iron Man movie or something, and it, that ex- didn't exist in a context where people knew to evaluate it from that perspective. But imagine if like the MCU ex- or something equivalent to it already existed at the point to the point where people would say like, "What you have to do is solo movies first, or build the Avengers, but then you can branch out and do the Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever." Um, and and the idea of starting the uh, the cornerstone of the Avengers universe with Iron Man, right, is, is something that like to anyone who was like hardcore fans of the comics would be like, ah, oh, that's not like I don't like I, I don't know like you that would be 
it would be how how are you even going to build a shared Marvel universe without the X Men? Or they'd say, you know, what you right. really got to start off with. Or the Fantastic Four. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the first family. How dare you? And so and so this all you know once it comes out, I get, maybe we could say like mm, this movie doesn't it doesn't make sense, but if it's a if it's a good story and it makes sense, then then like well no after the fact sure. But I think a lot of we we pre prejudge too many things in a in a backwards context of like how well does this fit this hypothetical puzzle in my head of what they're trying to build in the future as opposed to doing it piece and piece at a time as they feed it. And I think it's also important to remember that it is a hypothetical puzzle because there is nothing that we have been told whatsoever in an official sense to say that continuity is even on the radar with respect to any of this stuff. Or or even look at, um, and I I guess there maybe even on this panel, there might be some disagreement on this, so I don't know. But, um, even look at something like, like BVS and the like, oh, that that shouldn't have been the second movie. I think it makes perfect sense because it's a sequel to Man of Steel. Batman is a very logical. I agree. Introduce him early in Superman's story because otherwise there's questions of like, wait, so what were you doing? This, you know, what, there's all this stuff that I think makes a ton of sense. But, you know, that was subject to the same criticism of how dare you introduce Batman before you, you know, the problem <laughs> was there was no Batman solo movie. Um, and, well, and, and also that they also that they killed Superman too soon. Yeah. Right. But- like, but right. BVS was being told through Batman's eyes. Right, exactly. But, you right. know, we didn't, you know, that this is all easy, a lot easier to understand, like, in re- we're looking backwards at what they already established, right. whereas looking forwards at, like, why is this the second movie? Well, until until they deliver it and we know, like, the movie's job is to say, like, this is why we did, because that's why, like, the whole, right. no, nobody asked for this is so, it's like, well, no, somebody asked for it. Like the director or the writer <laughs> asked for it, and mm-hmm. so now their job is to it. is to what is to one day say, "This is why I wanted to tell you this story," and for us to be like, "Oh, right, awesome." But so so um, so just... that's so so that's what we hope that Soto and and, and you know that's what we hope he's gonna he's gonna tell us with Blue Beetle. That's what we hope that you know uh, Joker is a great example of how could you? It's like. Like, look at the discourse of that movie, and not just about the like the political discourse around it, but the whole there doesn't need to be a Joker. Joker doesn't have an origin story. That's the whole point, you know, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Until finally, the movie comes out, and people are like, "Oh, whoa, right. that's I get it." Right. And I'm not saying exactly. I'm not saying that as someone now. Yeah, I'm not totally. saying that it's like a right. hardcore Blue Beetle fan. I'm just saying that as someone who like we've been through this rodeo kind of enough times to be like, "Oh, it's so easy to prejudge this stuff when it was not a." we are not the ones with the creative spark that said, this is a story I need to tell. Right. And so I'm just hoping or, or, uh, you know, relying on the creators to have, it's not like they threw, uh, hopefully didn't just throw a dart at the board and it landed on blue beetle. I'm hoping that someone said, <laughs> I love yeah. this character. I have this story I want to tell. And they said like, well, it's not on the calendar, but we'll try to, you know, we want you to like that. That would be the hypothetical, t- you know, t- Ty, t- 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 I would also offer this from another, from another perspective. In, in terms of your, because you, you specifically were like, we, fans don't even know what our Justice League is, and we're seeing all these other movies. I will offer this perspective. Consider that three, well, two of them for three of them for certain are in movies that are either coming out next year or after with The Flash, Bat, Batman, who's going to be in that movie, and yeah, may and and may also be in the in a, in the Batgirl film, uh, and Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. So half of the league is still there, and you got to figure Wonder Woman 
the third Wonder Woman film is still in, that's still going to happen. So that's now four out of six members. They won't. So really it just boils down to, okay, what's the deal with Cavill and will anything ever happen again with the cyborg character, whether it's Ray Fisher or somebody else, that's really it. But as far as the, the, the bulk of the justice league, no one's been replaced. And there's, so there's really nothing, I think a lot of time, and I've seen this a lot, like in the last week, people asking that question, like where, what is our justice league? And it's like, well, guys, they've never officially said that the justice league that has been established is gone. They just haven't said definitively other than those four, they haven't said definitively when you're going to see them all on screen again together, but four of them are in movies in productions that we're going to see in the next couple of years. And yeah. then we just have to figure well, out what, ha- just have to I see just, what they decide on the I, other two. Also, I just, the, oh, go ahead. I just don't like, um, I, I mean, I, I've been hearing rumors about, um, how the flash is going to revisit. Um, yeah, we've heard that. Yeah. But, re- revisit old but, stuff. And then, and then subsequently, um, you know, start a new justice league. Well, I think I, those and, are two different rumors that are kind of being conflated. As, Cause I think I don't, and maybe, and maybe that is what it is, but, I, I don't think that the revisiting Multiverse. and starting a Multiverse. new Justice League Multiverse. is inherently the same thing. I don't I don't think that means it's going to start a new Justice no. League comprised of multiverse characters. It just means it's going to to visit alternate universes and just like what if did throughout the course of it, it's going to establish a new Justice League. But I, based on some of the stuff they're doing, like the the you know like we've been mentioning the J.K. Simmons coming back and Affleck coming back and um it it. It feels so, um, and I realize I know everyone is like, oh, WB is incompetent. So, you know, it's easy to like just assume the dumbest decision possible and then say, well, that's what they're going to do. But if you look at the, the moves they've been making, it's, it's very contrary to what it feels like, at least what they want to assume that they're going to like bail on the the established stuff and maybe it's possible they don't have it worked out yet maybe affleck they're trying to co like 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 i said with batgirl who's going to be batman they might not know yet maybe yeah. maybe batfleck yeah. maybe yeah. affleck won't agree won't sign or agree to anything new until after yeah. he sees the reactions to the flash or Absolutely. yeah yeah um you know who knows um but i i do think that <laughs> that's a um, whole year away yeah that might, oh be, a, that might be a little extreme <laughs> i was like wait a minute oh that's God. november of next year i'm like yeah about um, but I was also going to say, and I, I said the, the Henry Cavill thing earlier, so I don't mean to be like giving everyone like false hope or anything, but something I've been thinking about a lot recently in conjunction with that whole, like, you know, I think that it's at the point where WB would be smartest. And I think they, based on their other decisions, I think that they probably agree with us if they haven't done it already. It's time to just open that checkbook for Cavill um, for so many reasons. I mean, he, he's the anchor that this universe is lacking if they bring him back immediately and he, and it would be warm. Nobody would be mad about them bringing back Cavill and look, look at all the, all the universally praised, all the studio demand, like every studio wants him. Yeah, exactly. And Warner brothers get him before the MCU locks him down. I I mean, even the, the only angle that I could think, well, I don't look at the rest of his schedule. Does he have time for the MCU? I don't know. Well, but but, like, but but the but, um, make time if he, he, yeah. even the only angle that I could think of for anybody to be upset with Cavill coming back, I still don't think will. And that is 
I was thinking like, okay, well, what if they actually, what if they actually do one of the Black Superman projects that they're talking about? But nobody really cares about the. I mean, not nobody, but like largely people are like. Well, I think the Michael B. Jordan Valzad one would be great, but it would be a show. But it would be a show. It would and it, it would be a series like his that his idea was a, a series on HBO Max, which okay, cool, do and that, that separately. Cool. But the yeah. race spending of uh, Clark Kent, I'm like, oh, the Clark Kent yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, right, I but, know. but but I no, but, but no. even in trying to think of well, maybe that would be a reason people wouldn't want Cavill come back. No, most of them don't even know about the Calvin Ellis or the Black yeah. Kent idea, oh, so it doesn't matter. Odd. So yeah. it's just well, you know, but I was going to say the leapfrogging on that a little bit. Um, and this one's a little more sketchy, but this is just kind of the way I've been thinking about this recently is we were talking about, about Cyborg and Ray Fisher is really the most biggest question mark and kind of sticking point on like a lot of things with this franchise. But um, you, I, I think that there there is a possibility that you can just ignore Cyborg, maybe just drop him and not like not deal with him, or at least for a long time. Oh. But um, <laughs> But you, I don't think they can get away with recasting cyborg for the from no, probably not and no, so no, and, and no, there will no. be pressure to have a cyborg movie or, or cyborg appearances and just having them completely absent long term will be difficult um and also ray has given them a uh, not so much an ultimatum even so much as just like he's given them a really easy easy out of all Walter yeah. Mata has to do is say, yeah. uh, I, I apologize for the experience people had with this thing that I wasn't even involved in. Right. Um, like his sin in this entire situation is the way he dealt with the fallout of a situation he didn't create. And right. I understand corp on a corporate level, why they've been like resistant to that or why they don't want to appease. Like they don't want to meet someone's demands. Like, I'm not saying I agree with it, but like, I understand the corporate think of like, we can't show weakness or whatever, but in the same way that like, I think they're finally ready to acknowledge that like they need to just pay Cavill and bring him back as Superman. I think that there is a, a fork in the road with, um, or a bottleneck, maybe the opposite of a fork in the road, but there, there is a point at, of, of no impasse where you can't just ignore cyborg forever and they will get eviscerated. Not just, I'm not saying by fans. I'm saying like the mainstream, will rip them apart for recasting cyborg when the alternative was to say, I'm sorry to a black man who had a bad experience mm-hmm. yeah. um, on, if, on the if, set of a movie if, that if you, if you want the general audience to know more about the situation, do that. Yeah. And then they'll all hate you. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. I mean, it will, it will backfire. Like it, it, and like I said, it's not like he, has walked away from the role to the point where like they can just move on where he's saying that sitting there saying, I would love to play the role. I would love to be involved in this universe. I, but I can't do it unless I get an apology. Um, that's a really low bar. Like, and, and that's, and like, nobody's going to think less of Hamada or, I mean, if anything, it's a, it's a, it's a PR win for them to apologize and maybe you know i'm sure like some some of the like fan base might try to stop them from spinning it into a positive but i mean they they've got the the they know how to work the the press with that do an interview where they just say like you know what historically there's been some problems but the industry's been changing and we want to be a part of that positive change and we know that um this is a wrong that we have to write um 
and 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 make a deal of it and pat yourself on the back over over whatever and and I think that Ray is um is smart enough to know that like l- like let them get off easy with the I mean so long as it's a real apology but like you don't need to like hold their feet to the fire on like how dare you pat yourself on the back over this or anything <laughs> because it, you 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 win when you win you win and you and you just take it um and him returning to the role with them having publicly made a gesture to meet his demands is as big of a flex as he's going to get. If he's like the biggest win he could possibly have is suiting back up a cyborg without um, like, like if he's going to win his argument of accountability over entertainment, that means he gets an apology and he returns as cyborg and Ray Fisher is the winner. It's good for Ray. It's good for Warner brothers. Um, and, um, and the alternative is like, you either never use Cyborg again, which gets worse and worse the longer you go without using him, um, or you recast him, which is a nightmare. So I, yeah, I, everything. I, is I, not this good. is this this is not to say like I think that we're gonna hear about it at Fandom or something like no, that at all no, no, by any stretch. No, no. There's a there's a lot of work to do to get to that point, but um, they're looking I, at post merger at the earliest for that. Yeah, well, and also post the merger also provides great like if they're really so concerned about like taking responsibility for what happened by apologizing or whatever the merger is a great opportunity to just say look new blood we want to sit we want to mend fences um or whatever the phrase is um and uh um and uh so we want to put out a gesture to everyone involved in the, this investigation uh, we apologize and we want to do better. And then, you know, that's going to get good headlines and it's going to resolve the Ray's going to stop like tweeting, like Walter Hamada hoes me an apology every, every you know, few weeks or whatever. Like it's just, it's, it's smart all around. And so whether or not that happens, we'll see. But I, um, especially given the, like it'd be one thing if they just rebooted the whole universe. Sure. Then you can recast cyborg. Cause why? But like, if you're bringing back Cavill, you're bringing back, you know, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess that's, I, I that's Cavill, the big but... thing about the flash is like every, everybody, but maybe, you know, it's like, yeah, we're, we're right. talking about, you know, possibly everybody showing up. Maybe, yeah. You, or... They can't, they can't escape. Like there's, there's no escape. And so, We'll see where it goes, but I it's it all roads seem to lead to them coming to a it's it's either going to hurt them in a in a much bigger way than it ever has, or they will fix it. Um, and uh, I would hope that they're smart enough to fix it, but you know we'll see. Yeah, but that's a part of why I don't you know, and that's just a matter of time. Like there's no yeah. tweeting or whatever that's going to make that happen faster. That's just nope. No. It's gonna, uh, it's a discovery thing. It's a bridge too. they have to cross, and and I don't need to get you know we don't need to work on getting them there anytime sooner or later. It's just they're headed towards it, and we'll see what they do when they get there. But they they can't not cross that bridge. No, that's the thing. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult process. To like, just like you said, it's like you know, it's either do that or reboot the entire fucking thing. But you know, who knows what's going on? Like I said, Batgirl directors teasing a Batman and, and you almost go, well, if JK Simmons has come back, mm, maybe Batfleck has and, a little and, bit more. And, and, and the cowl picture. Yeah. Like, it's all, like, it's all crazy. Right. So it's all crazy. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up because yeah, we got a big day tomorrow, folks. 
a lot of us are going to be talking about a lot of things will be on social media i'll be on my channel for most of the day and uh ty will be doing his thing i'm sure all of us will be doing our things and then of course um yeah we'll be uh, meeting at a round table for uh uh, Real Anarchy, Stephen and I, of course. And uh, so look forward to that. But uh, let's go around the horn. Go ahead, Stephen. Promote yourself. Plug. Yeah, um, I'm uh, Stephen Colbert. You can find me on Twitter at SM Colbert. And you can find my writing at ScreenRant.com and uh, um, SnyderMinute.com for, for all of that stuff. Um, and uh, weekly overture about stuff in the in the can that's coming out <laughs> eventually um we're getting slowly creeping back towards uh towards a return to regular releases on that so uh fingers crossed that um rest of october and november are not as crazy as august and september were go ahead ray uh at the flight cast on twitter uh, my blog and my sh- weekly podcast can be found at the com or wherever podcasts are found uh it's usually Saturdays, but obviously because of Fandom, uh, this week's episode will be Sunday because I have to wait for the event to happen before I can yeah, talk about idea. what happens. Good so, idea. Um, and of course, I'm also uh, with Scott and Tim and the others at Squadcast Media, uh, co-hosting <clears throat> Fans Without Borders. Uh, we most recently talked about, we, we had a review of Venom Let There Be Carnage, uh, which Brent liked it a lot more than I thought he was going to. So it actually was a pretty pretty solid discussion that we had Good. on that, but but yep, so I like it. Indeed. I like it. All right, Ty, go ahead. All right, guys, thank you so much for having me on tonight, guys. Um, you guys are, you know, um, you know, you guys are the reason that that I do this. Um, I've always looked up to you, um, but. Uh, in, in the future, tomorrow, we're going to be doing DC fandom all day coverage. Um, all of our hosts, um, we're going to be switching out. So, uh, doing an hour, um, and then an hour and then an hour. Um, and it's going to be really fun. Um, and hopefully we have some, uh, some faces, uh, stop by also, um, me, the sci-fi center, and Austin um, are going to be doing this thing called um, What If Pop Culture Corner uh, Ran DC? Um, so, like, what if we were um, taking over instead of Discovery? Um, and it's going to be, like, we're going to each present intricate plans on how we would fix the DCEU. Uh, it's going to be a four-part miniseries, and it's going to be so much fun. So shout out to Sci-Fi Center, shout out to uh, Little Big City Studios, and of course, Pop Culture Corner. Uh, Dave, you are the absolute man. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter um, uh, with the with the linky uh, down there. <laughs> There it is. And, you know, Sci-Fi Center is Mr. William Powell, who, of course, submitted a video tonight. And I love William. I've actually met him in person. Great guy. And I've actually been to the Sci-Fi Center. Yeah, I've been meaning to go. Yeah, it's in Vegas, man. It's right there. You know? And If uh, I go, will you go? Yeah. Yeah? I'm like like three and a half hours out of Vegas, so I'm good. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. We could plan All something. Right. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So anyways, guys, smash that like thumbs up before you leave. Make sure you subscribe, you know, hit the join if you want to become a member, do all that stuff. Patreon's down there. Merchandise is down there. And like I said, tomorrow, exciting day. DC Fandom. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be doing, of course, uh, 930 Pacific Standard Time, the half hour before it starts. I'll do a little pre-game show where I'll be sucking down a lot of coffee, of course, because of. I think we all will be. Yes. Uh, to be doing that. And then of course, doing all kinds of reactions and everything. And, uh, thank you to the panel for showing up. You guys are awesome. Thank you to, um, um, who else showed up tonight? Thank you to Ben. Thank you to, um, yeah, ACS also for showing up. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>